You know, he does have a lot of really weird made-up sounding catchphrases. Wubba lubba dub dub! Ricky ticky tabby bitch! And that's the way the news goes. Hit the sack, Jack. Uh-oh, somersault jump. AIDS! And that's why I always say, shum shum slippity dop. Grass! Tastes bad. No jumping in the sewer. Burger time. Rubber baby baby bunkers. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> yeah, say that all the time. All you honky devils and not so honky devils, welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the best goddamn podcast running through your ear holes right now. Honky, honky devils. What did next week? We're crackers. You are racist. I'm watching a lot of Jeffersons lately. Really? I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. I'm Jim Warner. I don't know if I want to attach my name to this, Eric. I am uh, Phantoms eighty (laughs) six. I said honky devils and not so honky devils. Yeah, we are honky devils. So. And this is episode number 78 of Weird Out Loud. Is it 78? 78, maybe. That's not a milestone, is it? No, it is not. Are we proud? I'm kind of proud. You're always proud. Not and of myself. Yes, I'd like to welcome Shamed most myself. Times. Shamed. I'm going to welcome everyone to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com uh, for the week of July 2nd, 2016. Uh, this is Fourth of July weekend, Eric. Happy Independence Day, Jim. Happy Independence Day. You said it before. That means uh, usually that you don't wear underwear for the weekend. Unfortunately for no, everybody, I don't, wear I don't pants. ever wear it. Oh, pants. I don't wear anything. I walk around in the nude. I am a nudist. Look at my out. dick, kids. Oh, Jesus. That That is not a saying that you want to have. This is going off the rails. <laughs> going to edit that out, put it somewhere yeah, else later on. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> put it somewhere else. <laughs> we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Proud. The Wee Bee Geeks Network. <laughs> and what else? What is the other network, Eric? I'm calling you out. What is the it? The Batman Podcast Network. Oh, it is. You're right. The Batman Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. Email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com, especially if you want to get involved in the listener mail. And we, we do not bite, Eric. We don't bite. And when unless you, you ask. Yes, unless you ask. And I, we have a uh, lady uh, tonight. Ooh, that, a lady. That, that a, mail, a lady. And um, I think that she was very concerned that when if she did mail, which she did, that we were going to make fun of her, which we don't. We well, get so excited. I, I just, yeah. It, you keep mailing and then you tell us crazy stories like Manship, you freaking all bets are off. Manship <laughs> has another one this week. The guy's got them all. Uh Though, like, it's weird because we do this podcast, and I do want to tell everyone that, boy, it it actually amazes us that anybody even likes listening to us at all. And that is true. I'm not faking the funk, Eric. We don't even like ourselves. No, I hate myself. I said that to my wife the other day. Uh, She was asking me about something, and then she's like, oh, why don't you love other people? I don't love myself. That's the first thing, right? Um, Jim, do we have milk on the grocery list? I don't even like myself, oh, honey. Uh, Jim, you know, uh, which one of the kids is your favorite? I don't like any of them. I don't <laughs> like them any. Get out of here. I don't like myself. I see myself in every one of them. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I try to beat the shit out of it. Uh, yeah, really. I wish I could beat the, the gym out of them. But uh, the gym can't. You can take the gym out of the kids, but you can't take the kids out of the gym. That's sure. to sound weird. I'm gonna too. say, what's going you can on follow now? Follow us at our site at weirdsciencedccomics.com, and also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. And also, I will keep going with everything. I, I just 
cut and paste this intro every time. So time. you know where it's going. Where it's going is if you listen to this podcast anywhere where you can rate and review it, we would appreciate it. We're not going to demand it. We're not going to yell and scream and, oh, if you guys don't do this, we're not going to do that. I'm going to put my pants back on I'm if you don't. I'm going to put my pants back on. Nobody wants that. Hey. Not on Independence uh, Day. No, no, sir. Not on Independence Day. Is it more the independence for your wang or your nuggets? I really just don't like wearing pants. I don't wear underwear. Works. It's mainly nuggets. It's a nugget issue. And I like the comfort. I like to swing low, sweet chariot, as they oh, say in like the alleyway. I like to be cuddled like a hammock. Do you? Yep. Come on over here, big boy. All right. I'll cuddle up. Hey, well, I'm just need my, my nuggets. It's funny if me and you were laying there, and, and would you be the spoon? I you I would be the big spoon. You'd be the big spoon. I, it'd be funny if I was the big spoon. It would, be, be, it would throw everyone off. Goddamn big old arms. I think the world would implode. If that happened, I am only three foot two. That, yeah. That's really why I don't like to to get a picture of myself. I, a I little buddy. Yeah, I don't want that to be seen. You, you. When we go around, Apple Crate Jim. When we go around, sometimes we have done the deal where I sit on your lap and we pretend I'm the dummy. Good times. <laughs> I go. If I'm the dummy, I'm not the one with the hand up the ASA. It's my favorite joke. I love that joke. Uh, we got two reviews this week. Uh, rave reviews. Uh, the first one was from Power Slide 57. Eric, who said we were the hardest working guys in podcast land, and I'd have to agree with him. I would as well. It's funny. A lot of these reviews, they, they mention our hard work, not a lot of times mentioning our quality. <laughs> Quantity over quality here at the Weird Science uh, That's right. podcast land. Uh, the other one actually was from a podcast, The Whatnots. And uh, just to say, that is spelled W H A T. N-A-U-T-S. I spelled it wrong at first. I have to look. I really like them. Um, they said our show is awesome, Eric. And they have a, a pretty cool show themselves. And I'd like to tell people you should go and listen to that. Uh, their recent show, their uh, recent one you even saw, was It's on Animal Man. Yeah, I retweeted and I that. love Animal Man. So, yeah, that's good stuff. And also, again, it's weird. I even said to you uh, before we started, when we do the podcast, it's weird because you have, like, during the week, you have all these friends and, say, you know, other podcasts and things like that. But once the uh, fucking red light goes on and the, the record light goes on there, and you're, you're in, in podcast the, mode. Yes. You get in the podcast mode and everything becomes, like, really uh, insular. Is that the word? I have no you idea. Get very, I don't even want to say Is that what diabetics inject into themselves? Yeah, insular? That's what I think. But you get narrow-minded because of what you're going to do. And I always forget to mention or even shout out to other places. And really, a lot of these other podcasts go with the whole thing. Like you're not going to be on uh, NBC and give a shout-out in the middle for a Fox show. <laughs> you know, they go with that. And you know me. Everything is a competition. So, But I have, I have eased up. Oh, yeah? You're not crazy no more? Not as crazy, but I do want to give a shout-out to the podcast 365 Flicks, and that's a 365 Flicks. Uh, it's a podcast who does a lot of, like, uh, obviously, movie stuff. But, boy, they, they're a who friend. Who doesn't of, love movies? And I do. I love their podcast. So, yeah, you can check that out as well. So there's two shout-outs of Whatnots and 365 Flicks. Check them out. Look at you being don't, all kind of like a person. our podcast, though. That's the problem. I don't mind because they don't really talk a lot of what we do. I'm not going to point out, you know, some DC podcast. Fuck that. They'll leave and never come back. They're like, what do you mean? The podcast is six there's, hours there's long? There's a better alternative out yeah, there? Yeah, oh my God. They, there's not a podcast that doesn't curse this much and fucking all negative? Holy moly. Next thing I see the fucking stats dip and I, it's killing me. Killing me, Eric. Honey, get my gun. Yes. Uh, now it's time for the news, Eric. And it's just in. Weird Science has some breaking news for that ass. 
Yeah. Really? That ass. Really that ass? What's that dat ass, D-A-T? Dat ass. Dat ass. Oh, Jesus. You, you fucking brought me down now. Aw. See you in seven. See you in seven, everybody. I want to Happy I, Independence I, I Day. I want to mention that uh, I'm, I'm down and out now. No, I, I do want to mention before, before we go on. <laughs> Infamous uh, <laughs> that tonight's podcast might be a little shorter than usual, only because we, we have four books. I was going to mention this earlier. What are we going to do? I don't know. We're going to talk. I have a little game later, too. We're going to play a game. It's called Hide the Baloney. All right. It's a fun game. But here's the news, Eric. The first bit of news is the report that a Harry Potter actor is joining the CW's The Flash. Is that Alan Rickman? Is Alan Rickman going to be on The Flash? He's dead, Jim. Oh. He's dead. He's dead. Show some respect. He's dead. I love Alan Rickman. So do I. I I didn't like Leonard Nimoy so much, but I like Alan Rickman. Remember when I yelled and screamed? I do. It was like that episode I number like four. It was. It was very early. I don't think a lot of people were listening then where I was screaming and yelling that uh, Leonder Nimoy was way over. I was appalled, I sir. thought that he was way overrated. The fucking acting. Fucking stiff as a board, that guy. Harry Potter actor Tom Felton. Tom Felton has been. Draco Malfoy. It is Draco. Has been cast as one of Barry Allen's co workers in CW's The Flash. According to TV Line, the one time Draco Malfoy will reportedly play a recurring role as Julian Dorn, one of Central City Police Department's crime scene investigators. Felton's character reportedly questioned Grant Gustin's character's good guy reputation. So good. he's, he's going to be a prick. He's going to be a bad guy, and there's no way he can't be because he's fucking Draco Malfoy, and he's terribly typecast now. I will never like him in anything uh, he does. And the next thing that's – It's like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. I was going to say, the next one. It's funny. I think that Joffrey, because he kind of looked a little like Malfoy, kind of made Malfoy a little more likable to me. (laughs) Though I will say anything that you saw with uh, the guy who played Joffrey – off the the set or whatever when he great guy seems like a really nice i'm sure guy. he is but i live my I life never, through television the only thing i heard is tom felton i would see him and he had brown hair and he's talking about some fucking band he was in and i wanted to strangle him what do you think of that a lot of people are saying why didn't you uh cast him as say like an abracadabra yeah seriously that'd, be that'd have been funny yeah that would have been funny. Where's Alan Rickman? The third Abra, Abra, Cadabra. My uncle, when I went to England way back that I talk about, he had a um, a cover band. That was one of their big hits. Really? Yeah. Good track. It's a good track. It's not that good a track, number one. Also, it has a lot of sound effects. That shoom, it has at that one point. <laughs> and, and the one guy did it, and I sat there listening. I'm like, Actually, that was the point where I said, little Jim Werner said, I could be in a fucking cover band. This is nonsense. Yeah, and you were. I know. And I thought of that. And then I was making fucking sound effects up, fucking pretending. We did uh, What I Like About You by the Romantics. And there's a part where they play the harmonica. I just pretended. I did. (laughs) Nobody knew. And then I pretend actually to put it in my pocket. I was You're a method. Phone. You're like Ray oh, Delane over God, there. I was. I was the Ray Delane of the cover band set. The third <laughs> season of Flash is scheduled to debut on the CW on October 4th. I will, I'm going to give a little uh, disclaimer here and a little warning. I really do think tonight's going to be a lot of nonsense. We, we have a lot of time and not a lot of books. So that usually ends up, well, then again, we could have 15 books and it's still nonsense, right? Yeah. I think this is the issue. Uh, issue. I think this is the episode we should really concentrate on getting new listeners 
not up to speed, but to like us, Eric, to be likable. I think up until now we're like that Flash Rebirth book. There's not a likable guy on this goddamn podcast. I'm just yelling and screaming all the time. Boosh. All I ever do. All I ever do. Superman Savage Dawn hardcover collection will include unpublished Superman Wonder Woman issues. Do you what understand? is that about? Yeah, I do. I'm saying, how? Do, why do they have unpublished issues? I know issues? why. Because it got canceled before it should have been canceled. They had the fucking rebirth happen. They already had shit in the can. But still, we have Teen Titans continuing. We have Dr. Fake continuing. Nobody wants these goddamn how are, books. How are you going to have Superman Wonder Woman issue continue when he's fucking dead? This issue happens before he's dead. Dead. But it won't. It will happen after. it. It's because these were supposed to continue. Then they threw that last day as a Superman. Well, I'm intrigued. I, I'm actually, I hope that because of how Rebirth happened, maybe this is just a precursor to a lot of these. I think that's awesome because what's going to happen is I may have to get this and review it. Yeah. Right? Because these are issues and I, I really want to see. And you get a little, and I hope they have a little um, thing where Tomasi may even have like a little blurb, like a intro a to forward. The, a forward in just for these issues. Like, have these in the back, have an extra forward that says, hey, this is where the story was going to go. We have to change this and maybe give you a little, you know, a peek behind the scenes. I think that would be pretty cool. It's like Landry Walker on the Red Lanterns. He told me if I ever talked to him, he'd tell me where his Red Lanterns were supposed to go at the end, but they and made him change it up. And buy you a beer, right? Uh, no, Pop Man owes me a beer. Oh, Pop Man owes you a beer. He, does he know you're a recovering alcoholic with fucking 43 days sober? Does Let's he know that? that? Let's we'll see where that goes. I had a wedding two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I am have not that long sober now. Okay, so four weeks sober. Yeah. That's tough. I, I, I worry about you. Oh, so, wait. My I, uncles made me get a beer when I went up to the uh, Poconos. Oh, two weeks sober. There are a little beers, I sit though. there. I actually, pony cans. when I, I see stuff about uh, alcoholics, I, it brings a tear to my eye. Shut your mouth. The Superman Savage Dawn <laughs> Collection. me down. <laughs> the Superman I Savage Dawn Collection, which comes out on October 5th, will collect the canceled Superman Wonder Woman issues number 30 and 31, as well as the whole Savage Dawn story. <laughs> really? Yeah. That ran through Superman Wonder Woman action comics and Superman. I am very interested in those 30 and 31. I don't know why I want to I, I revisit think cool. Savage Dawn. Um, when this comes out, if I do review it, you, you agree. I'm just reviewing 30 and 31. I would. I'm not reviewing the Savage Dawn. I had enough of that. Enough Everybody of that. had enough of that. I think that, well, yeah, that's what Rebirth's all about, Eric. It's all about it. Tell that to this week's podcast where we have all these annual issues that nobody no, gives really. a shit about. Most of the people, I, I wonder if how... Why this, are you listening to this I right got, now? That's you don't what care I'm saying. I was going to say, most of the time... When this sort of week happens, people just say, fuck it. I wonder if they're just going to say that. That's why we had that rebirth fucking uh, report you part. Pat it out We're going to put that at the end. <laughs> at least have some rebirth here. Uh, the next bit of news is sad to me. Sad news besides that uh, chip being taken away from you. Future Quest <laughs> is shuffling up its issues, Eric. Shuffling really? up the issues. And I'm not talking like a deck of cards. What I'm saying is there's big problems in Future Quest land. I don't know. After reading the first issue, this doesn't really bother me that no, much because I'm not invested thing, at all. I I disagree. What I do you think you of do. that? Because after reading the other pieces of shit that followed, I thought that Future Quest probably was the best one. I'm telling you, though, you are just stacking shit higher than the rest. Well, it is, but it, at least it's higher than the rest. <laughs> it's, high, it's a stacked up shit. That's good. And uh, really... Flintstones comes out this week. Not not so bad. There's a little spoiler. Yeah, we're talking about that a little, little bit. Spoiler with you. I, I didn't mind it as much. And maybe I'm just they they beat me to a pulp. Exactly. Pulp. But the Hanna Barbera folks said, yeah, this this is weird because Future Quest came up first. That was the big one. Then Scooby came out. Then in the meantime, Scooby 
two, Scooby Apocalypse number two has come out. You've had the Wacky Races and the Flintstones this week, and Future Quest. I feel is like we're missing one now. Yes. Well, Future Quest does come out this week as well. So we're we're going to get issue number two. I haven't read it yet. Is there another Hanna Barbera book? Nope. That's it. Okay. That is it. You are. Yeah, you're probably thinking because Future Quest member had eight trillion things in it. Yeah, I don't Space know. Ghost. Goddamn. Oh, that's what I'm. You know, that is what I'm thinking that about. That is. Because it had fucking Avenger so and. Uh, yes. Yeah, Falcon. I had all the those. Blue Falcon? Yeah, Falcon. So here's the news. I I know. We're Fuck all over it. the place. The story in Future Quest number three. Now you got to, everybody get the thinking caps on. Do it and up. You have to think in terms of like, say, a Dark Knight, how that was all fucked up. We're in fucked up mode now because the story in Future Quest number three has been pushed back to become number four. <laughs> okay. So you get number three. It's almost like you have number three. He always wanted to be a lady. Turns so out it's a Martian Manhunter. He's going to dress up as a woman as number four. He number Ain't four. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, hey, everybody likes me? that. That's me I'd for Independence me. Day. I right? fuck but me hard. Right over right now. Future Quest number three now becomes four, which means something has to be number three. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, the third issue now that will be coming out at the end of this month supposedly is going to be a one shot. Fill-in story. Now, what's weird about this, you only have six issues, and now you're going to have a fill-in? What the hell is going on? Brian yeah. Hitch on this book? Maybe, but no, it's it's Jeff Parker uh, and Do- Evan Doc Shaner, right? Uh, yep. really, I like the art. I, yeah, but so here we go. Big fan of Doc. On with the story. Uh, all nonsense. Um, issue number three has been resolicited, and here's the solicit. This issue is a quote-unquote vortex tales. I don't, I don't know what that means. Special, <sighs> written by Jeff Parker. I was waiting for you, but you were drinking. I was drinking. Oh, there goes another chip. In the first tale, with art by Steve Rick Rude. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I wish. Birdman and Agent Deva Samadhi discover a fear secret rendezvous with a terrifying force that the terror organization can't control. But can Birdman? Oh, I hate you so much. I didn't even understand anything I just said. That's what I said. Blue Falcon is fucking Birdman. Birdman. I even said Falcon. I, I, I was faking the funk. I, I know, so I was trying to as well. And in the second story... I don't care about any of this. And in the second story, with art by Aaron Lepresti and Carl Kessel, who I love. I love both of those. So, boy, that's, that's kick-ass. We're going to race across the galaxy to learn the secrets behind the incredible power and the mech-crunching monsters, the Herculoids. The Herculoids. You a big fan of the Herculoids? No! I don't think anybody was. No, they, they're a goof. Herculoids. The fucking Herculoids. It's like the fucking schmoo. And it is scheduled for a July 27th release. So, yeah, things are – something went wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Jeff Parker – I hope I, everybody who gave a shit, though, for not liking all these Hanna-Barbera books, they just figure out this is all nonsense and drop what it. What I want to have happen is after six issues, every one of those motherfuckers comes back and says, Jim, you're right. <laughs> And uh, and you know what happens? If it's the opposite, I will tell them that they were right, and I will. I even said I like the the second issue of Scooby Apocalypse more yeah. than the first. Again, are we stacking shit high again? I don't know. Okay. That wacky raceland. I I cannot <laughs> tell. I I am the biggest. We have said even on the site, people will come and say, "Hey, Jim." Thank you so much for telling me to read The Legend of Wonder Woman. And yeah. I said, hey, I've become The Legend of Wonder Woman spokesman, whatever. Please let me be the anti-fucking-wacky raceland. If you trust me at all. We got one on Twitter Actually, this week for uh, Section 8. 
Yeah, yeah. People, when we actually like fully endorse something, that usually means something, at least to me, that yeah. I've, I, because I don't want to. Seal get of approval. At. I don't want to get yelled at. I don't want to be held accountable for anything in this life. But, I don't want to be held accountable for my opinions. No. <laughs> so usually, you know, I do, uh, we do reviews and I can at least say, hey, you know what? That's just my opinion. You didn't know. When I come out and say, please read this or don't, I really do mean it. Whew, that wacky race line. I, I just, again, if you like it, you just, you, you're written off by me. You, you're no, no longer alive. You're not a person. No. Drive, that's the next thing. Drive director wants to direct a Batgirl movie. That doesn't seem to exist. What the fuck is Drive? Drive was the movie with uh, Ryan Gosling, I think, right? Where he I don't was know. The, uh, yeah. Was, I, oh, was he that like kind of retarded guy who didn't talk? No, about? he was the guy who freaking drove around. It was another movie where he was kind of like a retarded guy. He didn't say much and then killed people. I don't know. He, all his movies kind of run together yeah, for that me. That was him. I, I'm not a big movie guy. You know that. Yeah. I, know I watch that. a lot and forget all about him. Drive. I actually, when I first saw Drive, I thought it had to be a Nicolas Cage movie, and then I remembered that was Gone in sixty Seconds remake. <laughs> Isn't that Drive? No. This is from Newsarama. They say while promoting his new film Neon Demon. <laughs> Neon Demon. I yeah. have heard about that. Have I have no idea what it's You've about. Heard of that? Drive. Dr- actually, I should ask the three sixty five flicks guys about that fucking Drive. I'm sure they know. Yeah. They, when they hear this, they can tell me, yeah, you were right, Jim. It's that Ryan Gosling movie. And I'll say, you know what? I'm always right. Was there. he kind of retarded? <laughs> yeah, Wasn't us, that the transporter? Was kind of, no, that the transporter was with your man, Jason Statham. He drove in that, though, right? No. Yes, he no, did. No, he drove. I think meant Ryan Gosling. <laughs> You're, you know what? You're driving me fucking nuts. I need I'm a like drink. a fucking goddamn, goddamn pirate with a fucking steering wheel on my balls. You're driving me nuts. You know, he turned into that dog, right? Wait, that's the greatest hits right there. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of nonsense tonight. Drive director Nicholas Winding Riffin. Man, he's an important fellow with three names. Nicholas like Winding, and his last name is spelled R-E-F-N. R-E-F-N. He needs to buy a vowel. <laughs> Riffin. Revealed that he's in the market to direct a superhero movie. He even has one in mind, Batgirl. Cool. Riffin says, God, I would love to make a superhero movie. It would probably be great fun. He told Business Insider, I just don't know when it's going to happen. Good. (laughs) Maybe when somebody hires you. No, I would like... What? I would like to write a horror movie one day. I just don't know when it's going to happen, Jim. I'd like to go and, and go to sleep. I don't want to write a movie. Then a lot of these people with podcasts and these uh, pod, uh, like websites like ours, it's always something leading to another thing. It's a oh, jumping on point, you know, like hey. fucking. Uh, how are they called now? It's a jumping on. I don't know. It leads to side. Yeah, now you're making. Oh, the springboard. Thank you. Springboard. Yeah, that, that, not for me. I'm right where I want to be. Here. Right where I want to be. Stacked. The hell's those shit. things? The pummel up. horses that I always fucked up on. Yeah. Did you ever actually do a pummel horse? We yeah. had those. Yeah. They added in Milford. Yep, it was a big deal. Yeah, but you would only do – it was more of just running and jumping over. I was a right? fat kid, though. Springboard didn't do shit for me. Did, did they make you try to uh, climb the rope? Uh, we didn't have rope. I think they abolished that by the point I got the junior really? We had rope, and you know what I did? I did the LC rope climb. It showed the, everybody. I was – LC? Yeah, yeah. Just think of you climbing up the rope and then put yourself oh, in Oh, yes. Yeah, fuck you guys. I Fuck you. I had to do gymnastics when I was real young. And I hated it, but boy. Oh, yeah, Dick Grayson? Yeah, it helped me out. That's why I like Dick Grayson so much. Next thing I know, I'm going to fucking make Haley Circus down the road. I fucking <laughs> set up there like, you can't make a circus here. Fuck you. I'm hey, Dick I'm sorry. You, you, you start your own circus. You already have a midget. 
That's, yeah, yeah, and then I'll get you over and we have the fucking bearded lady. I very yeah. much enjoy so my God, freedom, <laughs> creativity. He says he likes it. I would also love to make one of those big Hollywood films that costs a lot of money and has a lot of people running around with cell phones and all that insanity. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. That sounds terrible. He says, you know the one I want to do? I want to make Batgirl. He continued, let's get Warner working on that. <laughs> And later on uh, in the story, it's funny because he almost said the same exact thing about Wonder Woman earlier. This guy just likes to fucking mouth off. He, he just likes to talk about superheroes and stuff he wants to do in the future. Maybe, he's, never a plant. Will. maybe he's a plant. They planted him. Warner Brothers planted him. It's again, it's another one of these stories to see if there's hype around it. Though so you, you know, read this. The director of Neon you, Demon yeah, and Drive. You read this and hear Neon Demon uh, director saying, I want one with people running around with cell phones. And you're like, what a fucking dick. You know what? This is the Burnside Batgirl. I know what you want to make now. That is true. Maybe that shows that he was... Actually, maybe he's making fun of the Burnside Batgirl book. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I take I take it back, Raffin. You're going to get right on watching Neon Demon? Neon Demon. I'll never see that. I, I, I don't watch a lot of movies. I do watch television shows, though. I, I've watched a lot of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. So did a lot I. of Rick that and Morty. That shit went on Hulu. I couldn't yeah, stop. Yeah, once that went on Hulu. And it's funny... Because it seems to be like right in tune with a lot of people who talk to us on Twitter. I got a couple messages from people like, "Hey, do you know that Rick and Morty's on on uh, Hulu? Uh, all of it, second season." I'm like, I oh, think you sent me the message. I was oh, watching I it already. That. Yeah, I sent it to you. That was actually because I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I ever mentioned it there. Uh, the next bit of news is uh, good news, and good. people will probably think good news. Why are everyone, you saying it's good news when you don't like this book, but I'll tell you, Midnighter is back, Eric. Midnighter is returning. Uh-huh. It's returning. This week, DC announced that Steve Orlando will be writing a six-issue Midnighter Apollo miniseries coming in October. Now, a couple of the news outlets that I saw reported like, hey, this is big news because it's the first miniseries that's going to be coming out since Rebirth started. Wrong, Eric. Wrong. <clears throat> that six-pack one's coming out that we broke the story, so they were wrong. Six-pack and dog welder. That's right, but this is going to be Midnighter and Apollo. And... Uh, <laughs> Steve Orlando said, Midnight and Apollo spent time apart. He's kind of describing what this is going to be, figuring out who they are when defined on their own instead of by their relationship, said writer Steve Orlando, who wrote the previous Midnighter solo series. They have a firmer idea of who they are, and they become a stronger, more confident uh, – they become stronger and more confident together. Midnighter and Apollo are back to remind the world that it truly is a bad time to be bastards. Right? All right. Hey, you got that? I got you. He also continue, which I really do like this, and I, I have to say, I, I have been known to be a Steve Orlando basher. I no longer am. I think that he is a guy who has his, you know, he has what he wants. He's a guy, to do. all right. And I, I think that he is a stand-up guy. I really do. I don't like his dialogue at Midnighter. No, I didn't care for his dialogue at Midnighter. No, or when, uh, when, when Apollo and Midnighter were together, best it, part of the series. Yes. And that's what this book is. That's my whole point. That's what I was getting to when you spoiled it. My bad. Uh, that is why I think that this book has a chance to be something I like, though. I am going to tell you right now, one of you other motherfuckers is going to review it. I am not going to touch it because <laughs> if I don't like it, people just say that I've gone and biased. I want one of you, uh, you know, somebody else do it. But yeah, he continues getting to write a character as Midnighter is talking about that helped me when I was younger and boost the signal. New generation has been an honor, said Orlando. This is the world's finest couple kicking back and making each other better than they are on their own. And I agree. We, so I, I was going to say that my whole thing in my notes is when Apollo showed up at the end, besides what I th and I even put when I put this news story, I said I like this for a couple reasons. I do like it that there are people who love this book. 
Yeah. And great. They, they get it. They get some more. Um, I also said my new story, you mother, I keep saying motherfuckers tonight. You guys who love it so much and want to go on Twitter and tell everybody how great it is, buy the book. Seriously. They're, they're not buying it. For how much I see them loving it, you buy it. You know what? I put it down. I bought it. And it, so you have it. You were getting a second chance, and I'm afraid that this is going to be like Firefly. They made the Serenity movie because there's so much fucking, you know, hype about it, and then nobody went and saw it. And I think that's well, what's In my defense, happen. I didn't discover Firefly or Serenity until after the movie came out on Guess video. Guess what I did? I saw the movie before I watched the series. <laughs> I actually went and saw it, and I liked it. And I love the series. I watched the first episode when Firefly came out and hated it. And it, and it wasn't even because it was out of sequence when they first. Right. Yeah, it. they fucked that up. I just didn't get the whole concept. I went in loving Buffy and I'm like, okay, we got a fucking space western. Fuck you. I'm telling, that fucking, came out at the worst time possible for me to watch it because it was aired on a Friday night. And I was I like, nothing. I'm I was like, well, I was like 17 years old, so I was going out and about on Friday nights. Never watched it, and then it was canceled before I even knew if, it. If you were 17, I believe I was 72. Then I couldn't get out. I I think that's when I had my second hip surgery. And I was and plus the home doesn't let people out after lights out. That's true. We're not. And uh, then I went and fucked all the old ladies. I told you that's what I'm gonna do. It's a it's a long con. Eric. Please stop telling me it's that. It's a long con. You Wait, keep telling I'm me telling that. you those fucking old folks home. It's a fuck fest going on. So is Tanya going to be dead? What's going on? You should see the diet she has. Yeah, she goes <laughs> through phases. At one point, I think for a month she ate nothing but popcorn, and then then and I said these phases happen. Rarely anything good for you. A fucking uh, yoo-hoo all the time. The one now actually we're in the mid phase. We're kind of in a, a Butterscotch candy <laughs> slash um, what are those um sp- not spring rolls um those uh, oh god it's a, Jeez, it's Danish? a treat it's the uh, I don't know I can't remember fucking yodels that's what it is yodels not devil dogs no nobody they're too dry I, I think that's one of those that has gone phased out devil but I love I devil never dogs. hear anybody when I'm hanging out at the youth center. Say to me, hey, Jim, you know what I love? Why are you hanging out at the youth center? <laughs> I, I turn my head sideways. I got a VW fucking medallion. I show You're trying up to pull there. like fucking 21 yo, Jump yo, Street? Yo, guys, what's going on? They're like, are you a narc or are you just fucking an idiot? I'm like, a the latter. A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. Uh, I don't mind this this Midnighter. We'll see how it goes. No, I look forward to it. And we'll say, I, I really did like Midnighter and Apollo together. The things that we didn't like was... It just the nonsense leading to that. Every and the story that went nowhere. That's the point. There was no story. Once uh, I think that when Apollo showed up, Midnighter and Steve Orlando thought, you know what, Apollo's here. We better impress him with that goddamn story. But yeah, it ended up. But whatever. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I still think that it won't sell. People just they. No, no, it won't. They like to yell and scream. I'm sure that certain people were on Twitter fucking going nuts about this announcement midnighter league is getting started up right now i'm starting it i'm gonna grab that so then i can follow people and then unfollow them and yell that it's because they were awful but that i know the game i know how you play these things the next bit of news that i think is the last bit of news uh preacher has been renewed for a second season have you seen any of preacher yet oh yes i've watched every episode is it good i actually do enjoy it it's it's weird. It's because you really love Preacher. It's a double-edged sword for me where I enjoy it, and I think to myself, 
God damn it, these are not the characters that I loved reading in Preacher. They're there, but they're not the same. Liking them uh, in a different way? I am liking them in a different way. So it's very weird to me to enjoy their show because of how wrong it is for the series. And the whole thing is, the reason they did it this way, where they're like... um, Isn't there a guy named Dick Nose? No, that's Arseface. Oh. But um, the way... (laughs) You all right? The, the way that Seth Rogen, I think, explained it on one some interview is that he did not feel any other guys involved in the like the producing I, and development. I hate Seth Rogen, so but they didn't feel that there was enough story to preacher to keep it going. I'm like, how okay. long do you need preacher to go? Five seasons would be enough if you told the story from finish to uh, start to end. No, I mean, really, you're going to start off a series. We're, we're not British here, Eric. Where uh, you know a season is three episodes and you only have one season. No, I'm I think you, that they're you know you want to plan big. They're going twelve seasons. This is Five the seasons friends. would be amazing. This is the friends. If they of told it actual th- things. Uh, it's not I'm bad. I'm just going to interrupt you. I enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Can I get on with the news now that you fucking? Is, that, is there more? Yeah, I, I didn't even start the news story. I just asked you if you watched it. I do. In After a move Sunday. <laughs> in a move that probably has the million moms crying to the heavens. Eric, this is my little intro. You like? Okay. That? AMC has renewed Preacher for a second season. Now we have a quote from Charlie Collier. Preacher is a special television program we're eager to share with fans the rest of this wild first season and now an expanded second season, said Charlie Collier, president of AMC, Sundance TV, and AMC Studios. He's a big wig. What Sam, Seth, Evan, and the entire creative team have achieved in bringing Garth Ennis' graphic novel to the screen is extraordinary. Not ordinary, Eric. That little bit extra. Extraordinary. We look forward to more time with these unforgettable characters, be it in heaven, hell, Texas, or beyond. I'm sure there's a million moms. They're going to grab that. I'm sure they will. Run with it, but then fuck them. Uh, But yeah, you're going to keep watching them, right? Yeah, definitely. I enjoy the show. He does the reviews, and you want to come? There's probably a lot of curse words in those reviews. That guy curses more than us, (laughs) and that's a lot. Uh, Yes, but that that is the news, Eric. That and is that news. is the news. And that's the way the news goes. Right. But yeah, we're going to move on to the mail. All right, the mail, Eric. All and right, the mail. You want to be a part of the mail, which is a big part of our podcast. Reggie said that's his favorite part. He loves it. That's how he got involved with us. That was his springboard. It was. That was his springboard. <laughs> and uh, now he records with us with his pants off, just like us. And But, yeah, if you want to write in, and I want to say right away, we have two mails tonight that I love. That are people who are their first male. And the rest are shit, right? <laughs> no, the rest are the people they are just, you know, has-beens. Ooh. Oh, I like all the mail. I love all the mail. But when we get to it, I, I just want to tell everybody, again, I said, it so at one point, I said it at one point, when people mail in, they think that we're mean or whatever. And yeah, we, we yell about things and whatnot. Um, but boy, when I get a mail that's like the first male... And even just stuff that says nice stuff, I immediately copy it and send it to you on Twitter. I message you on Twitter, and I get so happy. And then I get so happy. Yeah, we do. That actually really – It's the only happiness in our lives. I was going to say, if you really want to tie down why we do this and why anybody would do a six-hour podcast for nothing, (laughs) really, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, it's because when we hear stuff like that, right? We hear stuff like that, and it it gets us all excited. But yeah, uh, mail us at weirdsciencedccomics.gmail.com, and we read everything. And uh, if you hate our guts, I guess if you hate us, you you don't listen anymore. And I'm going to mention later. Or do they listen more? 
Oh, well, I'm going to mention later, when we get to one of the males, I do think that we come off very abrasive at first. A bit. It's because you have to get involved and hear kind of what we're about. But also, I think that what, well, I'll get to it later. I have a theory. You know what else I have a theory of what we should do? If we want to have another podcast, you want to have another podcast, Marvel podcast, you want to, I think that what the world needs, there's no podcast out there that sit down and, and get headlines from the news and make fun of them, Eric. I've never seen this. Really? I, I was just thinking, I went to the bathroom in between this a little bit, and I'm sitting in the bathroom, I'm like, you know what? Even we do it when we get this goddamn comic news. Fucking nonsense, Eric. We're generic. We are. First mail is from Dan. That was going to be my podcast. I told you, I'm going to dump Jess. I'm going to date a girl named Jen. It's going to be the well, generic I podcast. We were going to do a site on the sly, and we were going to review comics, and we were going to call it the Jen Eric Comic Book Review. <laughs> you are going and, to be. and I was going to be Eric. No, yes. I was going to be Eric. You were going to be Jen. You were going to pretend you were a girl. I was going to be Eric. I believe I was going to say that I was a bisexual guy. Yes. We were going to get like everything going, and we were going to write like five sentence reviews. And just see if it took off. Yep. Because, boy, whether or not we're assholes or, you know, pieces of shit, or not. like the Poison Ivy League will have you believe, um, we do take pride in our site at least. Like we put – not even just pride. We put a lot of effort. Some Proud. of these reviews, they take me two hours, two hours of my day to write a fucking review about if I like goddamn fucking Nightwing. What the hell am I doing? I could be curing Ignoring cancer. Ignoring your children. That's right. Now I play a lot of basketball with them. I know, I've heard. Back to the mailer <laughs> that we haven't even started. Uh, the first one's from Dan, and Dan is a listener. He heard me throw the gauntlet down last week, and I said, hey, we're doing Marvel Monday. You know what? Any listeners, they want in, just let me know. He's in. He has, nice. three, he has three reviews coming up on Monday on the site. I, it's Silk, Captain Marvel, and Uncanny in Humans. I believe it's Uncanny. In humans, but it's one of those that tie-ins to Civil War II. Right. So, yeah, you can read Dan's stuff. Nice. Boom. That's Thank what you, Dan. you do. That's what you do. And they're really good reviews. He says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris, no long rant this week like I've sent the last couple weeks. Not a whole lot for me to talk about this week. Yeah, I'm kidding. Agreed. No new issues for me. I think a lot of people that are listening to this, they're just going to – it's like the first time they'll ever just listen to the nonsense and then turn off the books. <laughs> Just wanted to tell you guys that I was a big fan of Marvel Monday, and I look forward to hearing more from you guys. And this is funny. He says that. That was not being him being, you know, pretentious right. because he's involved. He actually messaged me after this mail. This came in pretty early. He says, I believe it was Eric that reviewed my favorite Marvel comic, The Mighty Thor. I did. Yes. Eric mentioned that this was his first issue of the series that he read. Really? It's, it's my first issue of any Thor book. Okay, but you didn't go and do your, your homework, your due diligence? You didn't read I, uh, up till then? I went back and read up on, like, did some research. I didn't read the issues. Oh, so you went to Wikipedia? Was... Yes. Oh, you son of a bitch. What and, am uh, I doing? I'm reading maybe every I'm, issue. Like, possibly a Marvel wiki of some sort. You know what's funny? Uh, just as I say that, I, I reviewed Drax, and I read every issue leading to this number eight. Of course, number eight, worst one. I was having so much fun with it. This was the well, worst issue. That's what it seemed like with my Carnage review as well, because okay. I read a bunch of that, and I'm like, God damn, this is Well, that's that going to come up in a later mail, Eric. I really recommend that he read the first arc of this series, uh, issues one to five. I think he will really enjoy them. More awesome hammer-throwing Lady Thor, less Jane Foster cancer lad. I actually like that aspect of the book. It's a really Do good jumping-on point in my mind. What is this, a Marvel podcast? You shut your mouth. Right. Also, you guys mentioned your favorite pie in the last podcast. I really liked your answers. Watermelon. 
But Watermelon. key lime pie will always be my favorite. You're the devil. I hate key lime pie. So do I. We saw we were at Walmart, uh, I think yesterday, and we were looking and we saw a bunch of pies. And I was looking at them at, kind of as a joke as well. And I like um, banana cream. I do like a coconut cream. Yeah. All that as well. Oh, you gave me a bunch of shit about that. <laughs> it's okay if I say it. Right. Uh, key lime, though, I looked and, and I think Rafe was like, what's that? And I'm like, that's something you it's do. It's garbage. Want. It's terrible. Then we're going and he's like, what's this? And they had Watergate salad. That, that is the worst. I don't even you know, know what the hell that salad? is. Uh, it's, it's almost like a uh, like ambrosia. Okay. Awful. Awful. But uh, no, even talking to I forgot I don't even know why I didn't bring this up when we talked about pies. Was it last week? Yeah, I think one it was year, this week. One year for my birthday, Jess asked me, like, what do you want, like cake wise or whatever? And I was like, I want a pie. She's like, What flavor? I want seven flavor pie. I remembered that when we were and talking. I didn't want like, to get what, into it. She's like, What flavor? I'm like, I just Everyone. want seven flavor. And she made it and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh delicious. The, don't tell Jess I said that she'll kill me. Um the other thing that I was oh, the the just a little thing about the Watergate salad air. Yeah, it just name got thrown in there. They they threw that name in just to make it sound fancy. All right, looking sounds forward, like a scandal to me. Looking forward to the yes, it does. Looking forward to the podcast, Dan. Yeah, uh, check out Dan's reviews on Monday. We're gonna have uh, Marvel Monday. A couple people have messaged me, including Brandon, who's involved. Hey, we do a Marvel Monday. Let's, yeah, we're doing. <laughs> what do you think it was a once and done we're doing deal? It every week. Hey, Jay Man's next. Hey, Jim, up, Jay, Eric, man? and Reggie. What's up? What's up, Aaron? What's up? man didn't like Marvel Mondays, by the way. I'm writing to you early for two reasons. He did send this early. There are no rebirth titles to speak of. Yeah. And two, the comic store that I get my poll ship from won't send me weekly shipments without an extra $3 charge. It's fucking bullshit. Then he puts those sons of bitches. So I get my poll shipped to me twice a month, and this is the one of the off weeks. So he's not even getting the other books. I say... I know that people love to feel that book in their hands. Go digital. <laughs> Just go digital. And I know that a lot of people also say, I won't go digital because it's the same price and I feel weird. Fuck it. You're still getting the story. Really. I, unless you're selling these and maybe a lot of people do. Maybe. And a lot of people do like to go. Just think of it. Later on, you can go through your hard drive. And pull out a, you know, oh my god, it's just like a fucking pull, you know, Johnny, your, honestly, your long I would, box. Do you know I your was, hard drive is now your long box? Boom. I was very hesitant to go digital because I did like the actual copy, but my house is not very big. My apartment's not the biggest thing. I have so many goddamn and long isn't boxes. It's just easy. It's always there. Yeah. It comes out, you get it. There it is. Boom. Done. You don't have to worry about a $3 extra charge. You don't have to worry about now. Yeah. They, DC may charge you three times for a goddamn legend of Wonder Woman. Piss <laughs> you the hell off. I think that's more user error. Yeah. No, I may have clicked that. Yeah. I'm so impatient. But, uh, even so, I you just have to do it. And just actually, if you do that, say J Man has like eight books he gets. He's, he's fancy. J Man, he gets eight books. Just narrow it down to like the two that you really need on, you know, the copy of and get the rest digital. Please just do it. I don't know. Am I am I being bad that I'm like trying to put places out of business? Yes. It, it, please tell me you get your pull list from the place down the street. From exactly. Our, I really wish I want that out business be out of business. Yeah. So I heard on your last podcast that you guys were going to start reviewing Marvel Comics on your site. And he put, please don't. I actually uh, responded right to him, email, too late. 
In my opinion, Marvel is a bigger convoluted mess than DC with respect to continuity and overpowered characters running rampant throughout the universe. As a small example of Marvel's plethora of overpowered characters, I found this YouTube video, and he has a YouTube video describing 10 characters that would defeat Superman and why. And he sent that. It is true. Here, here's the thing. Before he goes on with this, this Marvel Mondays, is, it's kind of just for fun. You know, if, if you don't read any Marvel books, usually on Monday we didn't have many uh, DC stuff up anyway. Yeah. So it's more of like, hey, and just check it out. I throw in a couple. I got some extra time. Let's just do some stuff here. And the thing is, too, carnage. I am not so like. uh, You're not upset about it. You exactly. Yeah. You don't nitpick. I don't either. I just want a good time. Because I I grew up reading Marvel. It's a lot. It's way different than I was. I I even went in. I was reading Marvel like right before we started the site. Just a few titles, but even to like the early 2000s, I was reading a lot of Marvel. Everything is so different now. And I know I won't be able to catch up on all of it. No, I mean, no. I'll just go in this and whatever this comic tells me. And they even yeah. have that recap page well, at the beginning that Marvel. So I don't we, even need to go back. We were talking with Reggie uh, off air. And I said uh, what I love about it. Now, Reggie even, like, now it's becoming after one week one of those, like, hey, if we just get a couple other books done, we will do every book. And we, it'd be odd. It'd be funny to have every book each Monday. Yeah. Because no other site seems to do that. And there we are, a DC site doing it. I mentioned it last week. But I like the freedom of it as well that I went and I was going to do Star-Lord this week. I still right. may, but I started reading it. It's Sam Humphreys, and I'm reading it. And I'm like, yeah, this is not that good. So I'm like, yep. okay. I read the issue four, did not enjoy it, and put it aside. And uh, like stuff like that. It, it is kind of fun to go in, and it, it's exciting for us. It, it keeps us – I don't know if it keeps us on our toes – but it, it definitely has gotten us more uh, excited uh, to just, you know, do some kind of free that. Yeah. And it, it's nice. I like it. it. We're seeing how these other sites can pick and choose. And, the and then, is, yeah, then we just then really want to throw it in people's faces. <laughs> yeah. And then and I looked, I, we had like 25 reviews. That's crazy. On Monday. And, you know, and we didn't even have every book done. And some people did some older ones or whatever. But I did uh, like Nighthawk. That's what it's called, right? Nighthawk number two. And I really like it. It's a David F. Walker book. And I'm like, you know what? I like this. And I know that a guy called me out on the site, said it was nonsense. But that Moon Girl and Devil dinosaur, I had a lot of fun with it. And And, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And I was like, it's fun. But yeah, it keeps going. Uh, The When you listen to the power sets for most of these characters, you realize that each overpowered character was the wet dream of some creator who was in too many arguments of who would defeat who in a battle on comic book message boards. One overpowered character like Superman is enough for one universe, and DC has the decency to give us several iterations of Superman. If you're Chinese and you feel the regular soups is too Americanized, there's a Superman for you. Sure is. I'm going to say what everybody's talking ah. about on our site, but I, uh, I did laugh when we got the preview for that because we had been like, it was Kenji Kong. Yep. That Gene Luan Yang wanted to change that because it kind of was a, I don't know, it was a bad, John Smith of China? Yeah, he didn't want to make it like that, so he, they changed it to Keenan Kong. And then I said, you, you know Eric. In in uh, China, in they, the land of they China, do the opposite. So it, it might even be Kong Keenan. And you're like, if it is, I'm going to kill myself. I got the preview, Kong Keenan. Kong Keenan. In my mind, he's just going to be Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh yeah, I, and nobody knows who he is anymore. <laughs> you think he still is? You think he's just completely bald now, Keenan? Because I think he's been for a while. I know. I I know that he was going with the you know the balding the look, Damon Wayans look yeah, now. Yeah. You think he just shaves now? I, I haven't seen him long time if you're an independent adventure seeking woman there's a superwoman for you if you are like a lot less proven soups that outlive both his birth and adopted parents and has been active as a symbol for the justice of only five years there's a superman for you oh wait he's dead 
Marvel is rudderless. Yep. He's basically selling the, the DC. Marvel is rudderless without a clear path in its shared universe. I think you guys would have more fun reading all the Valiant comic books that come out than some selected Marvel titles. And it's funny he says that because we do a bunch of Valiant, too. We're True. just doing everything. And when we do the things that come out, we throw it out now as a just-for-the-hell-of-it review. I did Bloodshot Reborn number 14. Speaking of Valiant, it's a Jeff Lemire comic. I loved it. And it was... I- it claimed it was good jumping on point, and it was. I, I did an advanced point. review of the freaking Dark Horse uh, a Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm thinking of it as is Bloodshot. Is that Valiant or is that Dark Horse? No, I, think, I think it's Dark Horse. Uh, no, I, I think it's Valiant. I, yeah. I don't know now. I'm all confused. But I also There's did, a lot of things we're doing. Well, I'm going to be doing a, um, a Dynamite uh, advanced pr- uh, review of Van Jensen's Six Million Dollar Man. I think yes. it actually is called the Six Million Dollar Man. I, Six Million I Dollar Man, and then has a subtitle to something. Yeah, the Bionic Man. Yeah, I always think that they always are going to call it the Bionic Man. Now. Yeah, Bloodshot is Valiant. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. So yeah, we, we're mixing it up, but yeah, we're not going to put the DC stuff on the back burner. That's most important. But we we get the reviews done pretty quick. That's where my heroes live. It is. That's my favorite. And anybody who's like, oh, they're traitors or whatever, I still love DC more than anything, more Me than well. you, Eric, more than myself. I, I love it way more than Jessica. I tell her all the time. It's like, do you love me? I love Batman. I love DC. <laughs> and she's like, DC doesn't do that thing with their tongue. And, and then and you go, all, yeah, they do. They're like, why are you crying? Because you love Batman. Of course I do. And Batman wouldn't cry. Shut the fuck up already. Yeah. And then you're like, go get me some chicken at the Walmart. And she goes, why don't you get Batman to get you chicken? And then she goes, I'll get you chicken. She poisons it. Got it's you true. You sick got all so freaking sick. Wednesday. Did you guys read Dark Knight, a true Batman story by Paul Dini? It seems way too depressing for me. Eisner Award. I have it. I have not read it yet. And Reggie somehow claims he's going to review it. I'm still waiting for that, Reggie. Where, where's that <laughs> review, buddy? <laughs> Fucking Marvel Monday. All right. He says, as always, keep up the good work and tell Eric that he needs to work on his sound effects for opening different segments of the podcast or else Jim will be forced to play portions of Jess, Eric's girlfriend, <laughs> interrupting the podcast and scaring the shit out of everyone to start each segment. I got to work on it. I just did that right before we did it. Yeah. J-Man from Monterey. Thanks, J-Man. And yeah, I, I don't want to hear that sound clip ever again. Did I, I already deleted did it. Did I delete that? I think I did, too. Whew, that's scary. Now, somebody's, somebody, if you're out there, they're freaking... I didn't oh, even, I'm talking I, about the one you know I did for the funny? news. I didn't even mention the uh, Rent and Rave line this week. Yeah, well... Rent and Rave. Yeah, Rent and Rave. Is that, there are some Rent and Raves this week, but we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, all right, the next one is from Freeney, Eric. Hi, Jim and Eric. This is my first time writing you guys. Hi, Freeney. Since I started listening around May 24th. When Jim, I think it's Jim, who mans the Weird Science DC Twitter account. Yes. You know why you know that? Because it's successful, Eric. Still more people coming from Facebook. Says nice marketing, by the way. Just randomly follow people on Twitter and they'll look up the podcast and blog. That's what she did. That's my. That's not exactly my plan. I'll tell you my evil planner. If anybody out there ever favorites or retweets anything we do, I immediately follow them. Because yep. you know what? common interest and then stalk the shit out of them no no and and eventually, oh, we, don't, we don't tell people that so. no that's that's behind the scenes uh-huh. and uh if they do follow us back that's great and i i hope that then they do get to know us and see that what we do and whatever uh if they don't eventually i'll drop them i follow if anybody follows us i follow back i don't care unless it's like something so outrageously offensive uh then i won't but even the ones you get these all the time like Good, a thousand Twitter fans. Whatever, I, I yeah. made a policy. I'll, I'll even follow them, but I know that they'll dump me later, and I never use that. But yeah, uh, Freeney goes on. Now I have to say, at first listen, I hated it talking yeah. about the podcast. 
uh, oh, he actually says, or she says, uh, she did. I followed her. She followed back. I immediately searched for the podcast on my iTunes and thought, hey, I like weird science. Who doesn't? Yeah. I love DC Comics. This will be great. Now, I have to say at first, listen, I hated it. I hated you. That's to you, Eric. No, that's to you, Jim. No. She, she pointed it out to you. Uh, really, um, I will I will say, I, I do believe that if anybody's going to hate anybody on the podcast, it will be me when they first listen. First off, I, I don't shut the fuck up. Uh, I, and again, you never talk. So I got to nope. say something. I hate dead air. But yeah, it's probably me ranting and raving about something or cursing. <laughs> telling about you got too. some problem with something. Yeah, I got somewhere. some problem with somebody in line somewhere. But yeah, she <laughs> said she hated you. I was yelling and screaming at my dashboard. I listened in the car to him from work, long LA commute. These guys are terrible. Just ornery. Uh, contrary for the sake of being contrary, negative and whiny. That, that's definitely me. Bunch <laughs> of crybabies and vulgar in, in all caps. Yeah. Sounds like my girlfriend. It's really, it's funny. Uh, nothing there is wrong. Not Except at all. Negative. I really do think it's more realistic, but we'll get to that. And I really hated the whole six hour podcast thing. Seriously, what is up with that? I thought, how can anyone have that much to say about comics? These guys just like to hear themselves talk. And it's funny. That's so against anything right yep i don't like hearing myself i don't even like talking but you don't like hearing me i don't like hearing you here's the thing if you go back you can see how the it progressed in time issues uh we basically we wanted to talk about every book because we review every book that was number one but yeah we never really had a problem with talking and that i think that when people start a podcast um if they would even say to me hey jim what's the first thing you notice or what what is some tips um if you start doing a podcast and you say we're going to talk a half hour and you don't have much to say in a half hour, you, you better start doing something else, I guess, because we just won't shut up, right? And we just end up talking to one another yeah. like it's a conversation we'd have if, like when we're well, stuck at work. We'd end up yeah. talking to each other we all goddamn all, day, we talk all and the we time. brought that over here and grabbed the mic. And that's all it ever was, and we would be – and everybody, there's all these people with their podcasts. Oh, we did a podcast because everybody said that when we talk, we're so funny. And we never thought that. We yeah. just thought, you know what? We have a site. Actually, the only reason we started, I said, we have a site. You have to have a podcast, and I begged you for a year. And you even said for a year, nobody wants to hear us. Exactly. And finally, I convinced you. Here we are, stacking shit high. But for some reason, I didn't stop listening. Eric, I couldn't stop listening. <laughs> That's what you see. That's what happens. We put your, the hooks in you. It was like when you're a kid and your tooth falls out and you can't keep your tongue from going to the space where your tooth used to be. Oh, and well, after a while, I, you. I love that. You know that that's one of my favorite things. That would be that. Oh, I love, oh, I love that. But yeah, that, that just, if I had a toothache and just playing with it and it hurts so much, hurts so good. Goddamn masochist. I am. Oh, just so you know, uh, like two weeks ago on Tosh.0, yeah. whole thing on popping zits and yeah. like, uh, I Dr. Pimple, the, Pimple Poppers. I saw the one that they had where he was, t- there was like a, uh, the guy had a big blister. Did you no, see th- that this one? This is a whole segment though. I love it. I love that. Like, this right. will get Jim so fucking hard. Right it's now. so funny. It's like one of those where if you had reaction videos, I jump around and scream and yell, and and I I don't want to let. It's like what you with horror movies. Yeah, that's me with zip popping videos. I'll watch, then I don't want to, then I kind of almost vomit. Oh. <laughs> Here we are. Look at look. And then you beat off after. In the middle of Freeney's emo, we're talking about zip popping. 
Then after a while, you all started really growing on me because actually your sense of humor is very similar to my boyfriend's. I tell your boyfriend he's a piece of crap then because yep. me and Eric are. You know from experience. Yes. And then I think I started figuring out your rhymes and patterns. I started to get it, in quotes, get it. I guess. You guys clearly love comics, which we do. The art of comics, the true form of comics. Now you're, you're, you're giving us too much credit. Too much. I'm not always going to agree with every one of your opinions, but it's fun to listen, even if I think you're full of shit sometimes. But your commitment to this whole endeavor is truly awe-inspiring. Seriously, I can't knock that mind blown. And I will say I, I have a theory. This is what I was talking about earlier. Right. I, and here's my theory. I have a theory that people will listen. Unfortunately, they have to get through the news where we tend to be a little negative. Yeah. And, uh, because, and it's, cause just, mostly it's bullshit news. Most of it is. And then we get to the mail and we're joking around and doing all this. Then we get to the books and people probably fast forward a lot in the beginning. And we even heard this from a lot of people early. Like, Hey, I just went to the books. Now I'm going to go back and they like, whatever, if they like it or not. But I really think it takes a person to hear us talk about a book that they love as much as we do to realize that we're not negative on purpose. Like, I call this how I sees it, like Jim. You, you hear me and you talk about like one of those uh, Superman American aliens. Oh, God, that yeah. we just went nuts and we loved. Or even like Superman last week it was, right? Was it last yeah, week? Uh, two weeks before? ago, I think. And just how much we loved it. And even like the Rebirth special. And once you hear that, then you're like, wait a second. Maybe they're not as negative because we really – a lot of people – we have a lot of these podcasts that want us to go on with them. They want to do crossovers and things like that. And this one guy said, hey, you know what? We'll get, a, we'll get uh, together early and uh, how, how do you do your note-taking sessions? Note-taking. And I was like, note-taking? And it got to me when I heard this as well, uh, Freeney's email, that I think that people think that there's a plan that we have in this show. And there is no plan. We don't – the plan is to show up and know what you're talking about. I don't about. say about it. I, we've mentioned it before just on the site. And I think that, like, say a Brandon or a Paul or, or even a Dan now, um, there's no, like, hey, guys, we want to be positive with these books or let's be negative to get this. There's nothing like that except when you did Batman 44. Motherfucker. Which you messaged me and you said, look what happens now. No, we never do that. And in fact, I've mentioned it many a times. I don't deal with you when you're doing your reviews. The, the no. day that we talk least is Wednesday night or now Tuesday night, really, because we get some of the We're busy. Yeah, I'm doing my reviews. I'm not fucking concerned with yours. I'll and, tell you after the fact. And, and most of the time, that's why on the podcast when I go, what did you give this? I'm actually asking you because I have no fucking idea and I don't care. And I don't read your reviews either. But I'm never going to message you and we're never going to say beforehand, hey, Eric, uh, you know what? Uh, the, the numbers are down. We got to be negative. Or, or hey, when we we started the podcast, and in fact, really, if you really, really want to talk about it, uh, being positive is going to get you a better deal. Oh, being negative doesn't like. get you very far. I just hope that people know that we're we're more realistic than negative. And if we're negative, we're negative. We're we're pissed because it's a shitty goddamn book. That's right. Just a little background on me. Freeney's continuing. I'd like I get into my dad's old comics now and then as a kid. But couldn't tell your you titles or issues or anything like that. I always loved Superman and like Eric, I guess. I really started buying my own comics with Death of Superman in 93 or maybe a little before. The first comic book I really remember buying was an Adventures of Superman annual, I think. The one with Superman's kissing Maxima leaning against Lois's gravestone. Do you know that issue? No, I do not. Sounds familiar. Sounds pretty cool. It shocked me and I had to get it. Then I stopped buying comics for a long time after the wedding album probably because I was in my 20s and doing the young and single thing and didn't have time for lame comics anymore. Yeah, you're, you're a single young lady, comics. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's like me getting the cues, Eric. I got no time. <laughs> got no time for that. I'm doing the hurdles. 
But every once in a while, I'd sneak back to the comic store and take a peek at what I was missing. Then I had a kid in 2010. Then the new 52 happened. Now, this is where I actually I love this part because it made me smile because she's just she's right with me and you. But I didn't actually find out until 2013 when I bought a house in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. And she is a Valley girl there nice. and wander, wandered in the comic store nearby. So I actually love New 52 because it brought me back to comic. Well, I guess I should qualify that. I wasn't reading everything in the New 52 like you guys. I really pretty much stuck with Superman titles and occasionally Justice League. I spent most of 2013 tracking down back issues of Action Comics, Superman, Batman, Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman was the only uh, thing I really caught on to right at number one. I it was love a, that relationship. A. It was The Adventures of Superman Annual number three. Okay. And she says, yes, Jim, I ship it. She, <laughs> she called me out on uh, Twitter because I hate shipping, but yet I say feels. Yeah. And did you see what I said? I did. Yeah, it's you. I got that term from you. I, I never got the said feels. That. I learned from you, I, Dad. Honestly, I say that just because it reminds me of, I'm scared. That guy, the Stanley I, Kubrick guy from fucking Tosh.0. I almost pissed that fucking spit out my fucking coffee. I'm a scared. I'm a scared pony boy. <laughs> that guy went to Juilliard, Eric, the best damn acting school. And he doesn't say that. As a matter of pretense, I forget what he said. As a matter of fact. I love that guy. I love that guy. (laughs) I hate that expression, too. So needless to say, I was a little bummed about them killing off New 52 Superman. See, I don't read comics with as critical an eye as you guys do. We just look for jokes. So don't expect me to get into debates with you about it. I like what I like, and for the most part, as long as I find it entertaining, I don't get too upset about anything. And that's right there. Yep. That's me with Marvel, baby. That's me with DC, really. Yeah, we just like to have fun. Girls yeah. just want to have fun, Eric. So do Although, come to think of it, as far as storytelling and paying homage to uh, to this history of Superman, I don't mind revisiting the death of Superman concept. But now that it's been a few weeks, I actually am a little pissed off now that they killed off Superman with such a lame villain. I can't believe this is just occurring to me now as I'm typing this. This is a stream of conscious typing. It's That's like great. our podcast. It's good. It was off I on don't a care which Superman you're talking about. Pre-crisis, post-crisis, pre-flashpoint, New 52. Any Superman's death should be in the context of extinction-level catastrophe. It's true. They just wanted to get rid of him. They like, needed they, to. It was very weak. Yeah. The fate of the human race or the nation, uh, of at least the city of Metropolis, should be at stake. There was none of that in the final days, was there? No, there was not. There, there wasn't much of anything. Where was Keenan Kong? Kong Keenan. Did I miss that? Stuff. Whatever. New 52 Superman gets no respect. I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, though I'd like, to, I want her to uh, mail in. I want her to mail in every week, but I want to know really if she liked the truth. She doesn't tell us that. I hated it. And I, I love Superman, but that truth story, once the final days of Superman, even though we, we grow, grew tired of that as well. Um, at least first I was excited, but yeah, it, was, it started and ended really strong. Yeah. yeah. But the truth was garbage yeah. and not on my watch, not on your watch. I've been excited about rebirth since March. I got all the June books. I'm starting to weed out a few already though. And I'm still looking forward to a few on the horizon. Justice League, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Batgirl and Birds of Prey, Birds, Birds, Eric. Titans, Nightwing, Super Sons. I'll get all those in July and August books too and see where I'm at. I like all those. I am looking forward to those. Um, pretty much looking forward to everything. Justice League is this week, and we mentioned later. I think Actually, we mentioned it. In, kind of not looking forward to Justice League well, now. That I think we, about we it. mentioned it in the um, the spotlight where yes. we were talking about the books coming up, and we were like, "Why is this delayed or whatever?" And then I start reading it because we did get an advanced review copy, and I'm reading it. I'm like, "Wait a second, this art looks familiar." And yeah, <laughs> it's Brian Hitch on art as well. So now I know. I was, and nobody's ever really said it was delayed. But, 
Come now. It was delayed. Come that now. Your flagship Justice title. League should have been the first one. That rebirth should have come out. The next week should have been Justice League by itself, and then the rest follow. But yeah, she's going to get all the July and August books, and then she continues. Anyway, that's it. Just wanted to introduce myself. Your podcast keeps me company as I drive to and from work every day. So where I used to complain about the six-hour podcast, now it's my ritual. Yeah. I start Monday morning, get through about an hour, hour and a half each day, and keep going until Friday. It works out perfectly. See that? Actually, uh, I do want to mention that, like the whole joke about the cardboard box factory when we started where we work and stuff like that. And really, that was the first thing I think that you really thought was great. Like that really got put a smile on your face when people said, you know what? You make going to work a little better because I'm going to yeah. miss six hours. And you're like, you know what? I hate going to work too. And I want something like that. But yeah, I enjoy long podcasts because that. I do that at work. I yeah. listen to it the entire time and don't talk to fucking anybody because yeah. they're all assholes. And then I have to like yell at you to get your goddamn earbuds out so I can say nothing. Yep. <laughs> I say nonsense to you. Blood sport you, quotes out of nowhere. Shake. I'm like, brick, no hit back. You shake your head, put them back. And then I, hey, hey. We're sorry, Mrs. Tanaka. We're <laughs> Keep on keeping on, guys. I hope you never run out of energy, time, and passion for doing what you do. That's getting real close to my fucking grandfather center. Bye for now, Freeney. I wonder if Freeney's going to go what back. You do, Jeff. I wonder if Freeney's going to go back and listen because she said she just started in May. She's very new. I wonder if she's going to go back and listen to like some of those other podcasts. She don't have time for that. She, maybe she'll go back and listen to like the um the serial. They got just for the hell of it. Oh, they're just for the hell of it. Yeah, I totally say we'll go back and listen to those. Yeah, I might go back. Completely different. Till. P.S. I usually skip over Reggie's segment. Where's Reggie? <laughs> weird comics history or whatever. Now Freeney is now bolded to number one fan. <laughs> Fuck that Reggie and Chris. Out. Out they go. No offense, Reggie. Nah, offend them. Please. Jesus Christ. They're getting too much love. It's fucking really pissing me off. Everybody they do a very good job. Today on the fucking Twitter. Oh, you don't know. You never listen to one segment of theirs. Nice I started job. listening listen to it. To you. Sounded pretty good. Listen to you. you they talk fake, about stuff. You big phony. Yeah, they talk about <laughs> stuff and, and stuff. And things. And things. They're and more stuff of, and things. They're more of stuff, guys. Yeah. Me and you are thing, guys. They're more stuff. Fucking, <laughs> they do a good job. I've never heard anybody complain, really. This bastard. All they do is get love. People on Twitter, oh, when's the next Reggie segment? Here's your next Reggie segment. Right up. What's going on over there, Eric? Shit's going on. Is that me? Is it? Holy crap. Holy moly. It was just a weird interruption, she says about Reggie. Said, damn right. I like to take that, Chris. She doesn't even mention you. (laughs) When I wanted to get through the meat and cheese, I kept thinking I'd go back and listen later, but I never did. Until today, I caught the end of the piranha. And Paradox stuff. Pir- like Piranha 3? Piranha 3 Double D? Yeah. That was pretty cool. I'm glad it will be its own separate podcast now. I'm sure I'll listen more once that happens. And I will say that is going to start next week. Reggie's yes. podcast. And I will slip it in real quick and then bury it. What do you think of that? Bury it. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> it's true, though. I'm not faking the funk. Not I at all. Angry. You are a monster. We'll talk about it later. Later on, when Reggie's on, I say the same thing. I am not lying. If I'm lying, I'm dying, Eric. Next one's from Vermillionaire. And I really got excited. I thought it was the rapper Chameleonaire was into the podcast. That's I, what I thought it was, too, when you said it to me. It's I'm like, funny is too. that his name? It's funny, too. Like, where you even, it's like T-Pain and all these yeah. people are like, T-Pain. Fucking 2010 called, buddy. But, yeah, when we say this, I know Chameleonaire. I could not tell you one goddamn song Chameleonaire would do. He probably has, like, fucking... I don't know. Taylor Swift in the middle of one. I got stuff. nothing. I thought the dude's name was Vermillionaire when I saw this. Vermillionaire. What's up, Jim? Howdy, Eric. Good evening, Chris and Reggie. Howdy. Chris and Reggie. Really? You ever hear Chris? Cut. 
cut, cut, Eric, stop at it. This cut is my first out. time writing. Cut it out. The hair. This is my first time writing, but I've been listening since around episode 60 and love the show. See, it's taken them a long time. That is a lot of podcasts. Big fan of the fact that y'all are quite honest in your reviews. It's very refreshing. Damn right. A little about my comic background. I basically have none. There he goes. That's like me. I read the entire Batman run, the new 52, but that's about it. So Rebirth is making a great jumping on point for me. Nice. It's great. This is a guy who Rebirth is like our new 52. That's awesome. I love it. And I couldn't be more excited. I've been listening to a lot of the previous episodes, and I just heard Reggie's Recklessness, where he talks about comics being – that's an old one. That's when he had his own segment, and that's where he talks about comics being a drug, and he's absolutely right. I'm hooked. I remember that one. Boy, the millionaire's going back. That's a deep cut. I was not even angry at Reggie then. Nobody commented on him then. A little about uh, – oh, jeez, I'm reading it again. I'm happy to see you guys doing some Marvel reviews. I've always enjoyed the Just for the Hell of It reviews, so it's nice to see a whole day dedicated to Marvel. Now I'm just waiting for a seven-hour Marvel podcast. Oh, my God. We may have a spotlight. Uh-huh. Hey. We what kind of spot, like a two-issue? Two-issue. That's all. all right, maybe. I mean, really, there. when I said that I jumped on with like the most uh, on the list that we had, I really – I think my most I'm going to have in a week, especially now Hyperion got canceled. I'm not touching that then. And these ones that are canceled, I'm bailed. Uh, I have like three or four at the most. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it'd be fun. Fun, Eric. Speaking of Marvel, I was reading Eric's review of Carnage Number 9. And I was wondering if he has read the rest of the series or still just a few issues. I went and read three issues before this one to try to catch up to see what the hell is going on because I didn't understand. Am I the only idiot who read every issue of, of every book I read? Yes. Am I? Am I the idiot? Yes. Really? Yes, you are. That Drax, I'm telling you. Did I mention to you that I went and read all of Drax and that the issue I reviewed was the worst? Did I mention that at all? <laughs> yes, you did. It got me so upset. That's CM Punk, too, one of my favorite wrestlers. I saw him live there, CM Punk. He's straight edge, that guy. What does that mean anymore? I don't know. I really don't know. You you wouldn't know. You drank in the Poconos. I did. I'll admit number nine was pretty slow and nothing happened, but the art in the series has been awesome. I love that cover. From the start- It's an awesome cover, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the art. It was just so goddamn dark because yeah. the majority of the issue took place in like, in like a ship hold. Oh, really? You know, like inside of a ship. Okay, you're, you're getting too much here. We're, we're yeah. not Marvel podcasts here. From the start, see, we're already starting the seven-hour Marvel podcast. From the start, and I've loved the insanity of the story overall. It's funny. That is one of the, the books that I really did point out to you. Like nobody has reviewed that book. Yeah, and I'm like, I knew I I liked Carnage enough in the '90s, and like you know Venom and shit. Like everybody loved the fucking symbiotes in the late '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah. I can get on this. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the millionaire would be excited to review some Inhumans books. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the Inhumans because they're uh, terrible. Also, is anyone reviewing Moon Knight for you guys? Oh, wait a second. Hold the presses. I asked because it's my favorite series being put out by any company right now, and I was curious what you guys thought of it. I would offer to review it for the site for you. Former journalism major. Nice. But like the problem Dancing Mike has, the subscription always comes at least a week late. I'll get a hold of you, Vermillion. We'll <laughs> talk business. We'll talk shop, right? I used to like reading uh, Moon Knight back in the day, and I got into a lot of arguments with people who consider him the weakest goddamn hero ever. Uh, yeah, I I actually, when I used to listen to the Comic Vine podcast, uh, G-Man on there uh, loved the Moon Knight book. He always would push it. And the thing that intrigued me when he would talk about it, I never read it. He would talk about it, and it was almost like each issue was a standalone issue. Oh, right, when and the I new always, Moon Knight came yeah, out. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to, to get on that, and I never did. Uh, this one, I believe that number five may come out this week. 
And that was one of the because there was only a couple issues. I was going to review it. Uh, I have not reviewed any of the issues. But, yeah, maybe we can find out something. We might have a little in with Marvel, Eric. Cool. Wink, wink. And maybe we can get Vermillion. It's a loud-ass wink. There. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, like everybody, it took us a while to get involved, uh, have DC like on our on our side, which they are really. They, yeah. they seem to really like us. Um, these other companies, they're like pounding the door down. Get get some weird science action going, right? That's what everybody needs, more weird science in their life. That is right. But yeah, I think you might see a millionaire doing a little moon night coming up. What do you think of that, Eric? I, There's I another it. one off the list. We're almost there. We are almost there. <laughs> We're to get everybody to do these for us. Yes. That, actually, that is the, the – usually when I see these comic book sites and things, it, and it really gets me angry. It's like these sites with a trillion ads, and then they try to like, hey, we need some writers. It's not a paid position. You fucking assholes. <laughs> Fucking jerks. But yeah, thanks for being the hardest working people in podcasts. And I look forward to the show every week. Says the millionaire. You know, Thank you for millionaire. I'm going to get a hold of him. Hold of him. Next one is Stalk Mark. Stalk the shit out of him. Yes. I, that's stalking 101. Mark is the next one. Yeah, really. If anybody, I see these uh, things when people comment on podcasts or, or review them. I do. I might be annoying. But I would like to say that I, I am probably the most active in talking to people who – because people send me emails, and I'll email them right back, and then they never email me back. <laughs> like they, they, they're like, no, that was for the podcast, you son of a bitch. Leave me alone. To talk to you. Next one is Mark, and Mark sent us Green Lantern rings, Eric. We got them in the mail. That's awesome. Right Thank now, you. as we talk, I am wearing a green, yellow, and blue. I had an orange earlier. Tanya took that. She grabbed the orange. Uh but yeah, I'll be giving you your uh, Green Lantern ring at work. Maybe. That'd be awesome. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. He says, sup, Jim and Eric. In your latest podcast, you guys talked about possibly doing it just for the hell of a podcast on your favorite video games, but rightly so. Thought that that was broad, too broad a subject matter. I said that. It's way broad. Yeah. Here are some category recommendations. And uh, as we do this, off the top of our head, I want you to tell me and I'll tell you uh, what I would think of the answers for these. Just All right. favorite arcade game as a kid. Uh, God damn. I had a lot of arcade. We talked about this a little bit where it had to be the Star Wars trilogy arcade, but I don't know if I consider that being a kid because oh, I was, was like 18. Well, that's uh, like I said, that's a kid now. Yeah, it was a long oh, time man. ago. Well, go with it. That's what but you're Yeah, I say. love the fuck out of that game. Mine oh my was, God. Mine was Battle Zone. <laughs> and you know what? I told you what my other one was off the air. I'm wrong because my second was Starcast. Yeah. You're going to go with Gorf. And yeah, I was going to go with Gorf. Gorf just fucking, uh, fucking berated you into submission. Berated me. Freaking insert coin. You (laughs) son of a bitch. I don't have a coin. You son, you goddamn it. Space cadet. That (laughs) berserk when I'd hear that, get the humanoid, shoot the human, whatever they would say. I'd be like, "Ah, I'd run. But yeah, uh, I think. Everybody wanted to be a last starfighter. Yeah, the the thing about the uh, favorite arcade game as a kid, especially for me, because I'm a little older and that's I, I was right when it started up um, a lot of times. And we mentioned this before. A lot of times it's going to be one of those where it might really depend on what was available in yeah. your town. Like Star Castle, it was at the pizza place, uh, Pizza Ronda down the right. street from us. And they had that. And I played it. I loved it. So that kind of became one. Of I my played favorite. a lot of arcade games, though, but I always like spaced it out because I always wanted to experience all of them. So but I played a shit ton of like Alien versus Predator, the beat em up game. Yeah. Uh, like when uh, X-Men fighting game, if that was out, I was playing the shit out of that. I was more of a video game cuckolder. 
I would like to watch, Eric. Yes. I watch people. And I remember. It's because you're cheap. I, yes. Well, that and also like games like, say, a Dragon's Lair. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck if I was going to pay all that money to do that. It was funny. The one arcade that we had in town when I was a kid, it became a thing where they, and I'm sure this happened all around, where they put another video like a monitor on top of the oh, yeah, yeah, game yeah. so that you can watch people do that. It's not very good business because you're watching <laughs> that. But yeah, and really, I'll tell you, it wasn't being cheap. I did not like to lay my quarter down because I thought somebody would steal it. Oh, I never would do that either. I don't like that. Uh, I'm telling you, when Mortal Kombat 2, I think it was, came out the Thunderbird Lanes, yes. people were huddled around that goddamn thing. You could not even get it into the arcade section. Of the uh, another game I really liked that had at the, the bowling alley was the X's and O's Atari football with the trackball, and I used to pinch myself. I love that game. I liked it. Golden Tee was a great arcade yeah, game. Yeah, that was a good one, too. They had a couple I always of like, baseball bars too, that I liked. Well, Golden Tee is like a classic bar video. Oh, yeah. Um, the next one, he says, favorite by console, but I'm just going to change that to be favorite console. What is your favorite console of all time? My favorite console has to be the original Nintendo. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know what mine is? What's that? PlayStation 1. And it's I a, hated the PS1. Like, PS1 to me was the new 52 video games console there because <laughs> I was out. I went to college and I did have a Genesis, but all I had with Genesis was the Sonic that came with it and the NHL, I think it was 93, the first one. I think it was just NHL hockey, which blew my mind. I loved it. Yeah, but yeah. then I kind of did, I wasn't really involved. I, I didn't have time at, in college to fucking play a lot yeah. of video games. I've been thinking about this game a lot for some reason. It dawned on me this week. It's a game I had for Genesis. Beyond Oasis, did you ever play this game? Yeah, it's an adventure role-playing game. It was fucking amazing. I like that. Yeah. And I had not thought about that game in probably 20 years, and it just jumped in my head this past week. I'm like, I want to play that again. Yeah, I, I well, here's the thing, because it kind of ties into the next one. Favorite favorite genre of games. I, I'm, I'm actually, he says favorite by genre, but I'm changing these to be quick for us tonight. But yeah, favorite genre of games of mine, I'll just go, mine's role-playing games. Right. And the thing is, like something like a Beyond Oasis, I did not play when it came out. I went back and played it. And yeah, some of these were on emulators and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But boy, I, I love role-playing games. And it, that's why the PS1, I came home from college and my buddy Jay had the PS1. He didn't have a lot of games. But then uh, my friend Brett told me about Final Fantasy VII. It was coming out. And I, we watched some or looked at uh, magazines. and stuff. Right, right. And so when it came out, I'm like, fuck it. I, I ended up buying that game, not even owning a console. I think I talked about this before, and I went over to oh, yeah. Jay's house and would play it. Eventually, Jay was so sick of it, he gave me the PS1. So I didn't even <laughs> buy a PS1, but I, I don't I, want I you in it. my home and, anymore. Yeah, and the role-playing games, I fucking like uh, games like Grandia and Suikoden and Hell all yeah. this. I went nuts. Those my, that was my jam, Eric. My dad was so huge in the PS1. It was almost his new 52 as well, because he was out after the original Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And but he would go out and rent the PS1 from Blockbuster, okay. real, and then eventually yeah, end up buying it. That. Yeah. Um, I will say one of the reasons why I think I liked, uh, even like, a, I'm trying to think, uh, Breath of Fire and, and right. things like that. Like, a lot of the role playing games, even though they had like full motion video, uh, segments, they still had like sprite based things. Like, the, the real bad thing about the PS1 was when they really tried to get involved in 3D. Oh my God. Type things yeah. and it was so blocky and terrible. Um, but yeah, I. And I hated loading times. That's why I never yeah, got on board with the PS. So great. I remember, uh, the uh, summons when uh, that, oh, that was, was amazing why, in Final Fantasy that VII. Why, that's why Jay fucking had enough because he's like, God damn these things! Like Ifrit would come down again. That's he's like, Oh, I want to watch. Times. I would watch. It's like the freaking uh, what is it? Knights of the Round. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch oh, that yeah, that over was, and over again. My buddy uh, Jay played. I was actually just a watcher of that game yeah, for yeah. my buddy Jay. It's funny. Um, I played Suikoden, and my one uh, roommate, uh, Rick, he would just watch that. And that's really not that big a, yeah. uh, a watching one, but yeah. he did. Uh, but, boy, I love role-playing games. And, and my favorite – I think my favorite uh, – What's your favorite genre? Platforming. Okay, yeah. I, I also – I really do like sports games. Yeah. It's weird, though, because that I go by a game-by-game basis. It's a weird, like, that might be the genre I played the most of, but it's not my favorite. And I, I was even thinking, I was in the shower earlier, and I was thinking of uh, this male, <laughs> thinking of Mark. And uh, I thought... This male I, Mark? Yeah, yeah. and I, I thought that, uh, like, the, my most perfect game, like a Desert Island game, if we ever had that, like a Desert Island right, podcast right. where we went through all different things like that, would be the Final Fantasy Tactics was that game you could play forever. Never played. Boom. it. Awesome. Uh, favorite series, I would say. The, actually, it's weird. I love the Final Fantasy series, but I, I, there's not. I didn't like eight. And once uh, twelve came out, I was done. I, I didn't really play twelve and stuff like that. But I'd still consider that my favorite series. I think my favorite series would have to be the original six Mega Man. Yeah, for the Nintendo. Yeah, you love that. You also love like, so much uh, Castlevania. Big Castlevania Metroid fan too. Yeah, yeah. you're a big Nintendo guy. Uh, Mark says my. Hey, dude, I was actually out and I bought Wii games today. Really? Because uh, my my girlfriend freaking went to her friend's house. She was getting rid of her Wii, oh, and so she came home with a Wii. I'm like, well, like, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go All play. Right. I got some Mario Galaxy, some Smash really? Brothers, like and uh, Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. It's okay. okay. Yeah, I just want. I just grabbed them. I don't know. Yeah, my true passion is video games, so I've been inspired to combine my love of video games with comic books to try and find a good Superman game. Oh my God, I want to. I wrote back. Game. We discussed keep, this. I, I wrote back to him. Keep looking. I'll let you know how it goes. It's because, and really, if you're going to do it, go with my genre. Go a role playing game. Um, almost like a, say, uh, what's it called? Knights of the Old Republic do a Justice mm-hmm. League game like that because Superman in and any other thing, he's just too overpowered and there's too many. And when you get abilities. hurt, it's fucking bullshit. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that you need to have it as a role playing game. I'm the idiot who bought Superman 64. That was so bad. My buddy Brett bought that and returned it that night. Oh my God. <laughs> that is a piece of shit. But yeah, uh, there we go. Everybody who hates video games is now. Tuned us out there. Honestly, I think we could have a lot to talk about video I games. Love, well, that's what I think, that it's too much. We'd have a seven-hour fucking Just for the Hell of It. Let's do a three-part Just for the Hell of It. We could do that. Fuck it. I asked Reggie. That is the next one. We're going to try to tie it down. And I asked him when he can do it, and it might be next week. So we'll see. We'll see. We have a lot of fucking things planned. No, no, I was playing Kirby's Adventure earlier, like, uh, oh. earlier this week. Uh, actually, it was last night I was playing it. I, and some Double Dragon earlier in the week. I was playing the um, remastered version of Gears of War for the Xbox One. And we are planning on sending our PlayStation 4 back to get repaired. After <laughs> so I really want to play uh, Uncharted. Oh, continuing. Did you hear that they're going to be doing a remake of Resident Evil 2? Really? Yeah, that's it. I remember when I we I played the remake of Resident Evil, and then I went back to play Resident Evil Two, and then it looked terrible. Yeah, I, I love that remake though for the GameCube. Yeah, it's so good. We we mentioned that a bunch of times. I love it so much. And you love the uh, Resident Evil Zero. I never played it. It was okay. I, I played it. A, no, I did play it. I started playing it, and it was so Wrong different. The like train. the uh, yeah, on the oh, train exactly. Yeah, on the, the freaking, train, the freaking uh, like the menu. What the hell was it? Like your inventory was different. Okay. There was something about it that everything. really threw me off. Well, we'll see. We'll see how two goes. But that's that's smart for them. Get a couple people buying that bitch. All right, Manship's next. Manship says, "Hey, bros," and and thanks, Mark, and Thank thanks you, Mark. a lot for the rings. 
Yeah, oh, oh, yes, thank you. But then you throw us down this gaming rabbit hole. Now I, I know, really. We're all over the place. <laughs> Manship. Hey, bros. What's up, Manship? Yeah, hey. We stopped at Chick-fil-A in Fort Wayne, Indiana, so I will be <laughs> short. <laughs> Why does he have to put that? He, now, stream of consciousness. I'm, I'm like, he's probably like in the middle of this. We'll hear, no, honey, I didn't get the waffle fries. Why would you not get the waffle fries? They're delicious. Oh, I hate waffle fries. You're a monster. What is the scariest thing to happen to you guys? <laughs> what? He's, he's asking that. He's going to tell us that, and then we'll t- While vacationing in Clearwater, Florida, just after a hurricane. It's going to get dark now. The Jesus. sandbar went out for miles, so we decided to walk as far as we could. Mistake one. In, already freaked out by the ocean, I stepped on the biggest fucking stingray. He's fucking Steve Irwin, Eric. <laughs> fucking Bindi. Bindi is fatherless. Eric, Jungle Girl has no Jungle father. Girl is gone. Jungle Girl that I've ever seen. I, I any that's like me saying the fucking best fucking Bizarro. I I've never really seen a. I was stand. gonna say, I, am I going to the goddamn Camden, Camden Aquarium here? Yeah, I, yeah I think you can do that, like the touch thing, but they, I don't know. They I'm not doing that. Sting around. It shook off the sand that it was hiding in and took off into the great blue. He probably shit his pants. I couldn't get out of the water fast enough, and have not been back in the ocean since. Fuck that shit. I'm out. <laughs> waffle fry manship. There he is with the waffle. <laughs> um, I had two things. I had mentioned to you before I was in England and we went to this uh, place where it's called Dirtle Door, where it is a um, big piece. It's a big rock that the ocean has made a hole in. It was featured in the shout video of right. uh, Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears, yeah. And we just happened to be there. I thought it was cool. And me and my brother were running up the hill. And it ended up coming to like a sheer cliff with nothing to tell you about that. And we almost fell off. That scared the shit out of me. But to go with Manship, first off, I hate the ocean. I cannot stand it. Oh, no, it. I hate it as well. It scares the shit out of me. I don't me. trust Anything it. that you could end up in the middle. And really, if you want to scare the shit out of me, have me imagine just me teleporting to the middle of the ocean. You're dead. Yeah. You, you can't survive. It, it's like you might as well be in space. And the one time me and my uh, family went to uh, – we went to – Probably Atlantic City. Right. And we were there, and there was a big thing. Oh, the undertow, watch out, whatever. And, you know, kids, they don't listen. I I have my kids. They fucking never listen. And me and my brother went went out, and the undertow came. And I kind of – I fought, but my – I'm serious. I grabbed my brother. I wish now, in retrospect, (laughs) I – but no, I I saved him. He would have been out in the fucking middle of the ocean, dead. And at that moment, I'm like, fuck this. I never went in the ocean again. I will go and I'll walk along the water, like where, but fuck it. I don't like it. But I don't like any water like that that you can't see in. Tell me either. And there's shit in there. I remember when we used to go camping. I might have even mentioned this on the podcast. We used to go camping where people would swim in this fucking lake. Next thing I know, it's like that fucking movie with that thing in the middle. The raft? The, the raft. Yeah, what was that in Creep Show 2? Fuck that. But any water that I can't see in. Fuck it. I'm not getting involved with that. Honestly, I'm not going outside. <laughs> yeah, really. What's your scariest? You're fucking when the 7-Eleven closed? No, when I was a child, I was hung by the neck and pushed back and forth by a group of adults oh, who were stoned. Yeah, they were stoned. I'm fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Let me think. Making it dark now. I didn't like, I don't want to know if I want to say yeah, this. I don't, know what else, I don't know what else that would be the scariest thing. There's been I was almost set on fire by a bunch of kids in Plumstonville when we made a flamethrower out of a Super Soaker 50. Really? Yeah, but that was more fun. That was no, just, no, they, they that tried. That was just fun, Eric. They tried to. They tried to set you on fire. The lighter went out at the last moment. I was drenched in gasoline. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, 
I don't have a lot of crazy things like that. I'll tell you, I mentioned to you before, whenever we talked about that story when I was in England and we saw that ghost. Right. And we, I, and later on, it scared the shit out of me when I was told other info that seemed to say that it was a ghost. A oh, good, I feel like that ghost. The house I had growing up. Yeah, that, that always scares me. And then really, through my whole childhood, I was so insane that I thought the devil was trying to possess me. So every day was like a fucking horror show for me. And really, you flush I, the toilet, it's knocking that, on hell's yeah, door. Yeah, I thought you flush the toilet and hell's door. That was I, how does that make any sense? You were a stupid child. I was not stupid though. Yes, you were. No. You believed the toilet was hell's yeah, door. But I think that it was too much. I think I just thought too much about things. I came up with weird things. But yeah. No. I, didn't think, I think you didn't think enough, honestly. You came with some weird assumptions. No, it's because nobody <laughs> told me anything, and I really thought at that point that the devil was going to possess you. I'd been told so many times that everything was leading to the devil possessing people that I came up with ideas. Of, I if I was the devil, I might make a toilet a doorbell to hell. That's a, I'm, I'm, I'm not writing that horror movie. listening here, and they're like – what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. yeah, I thought everything. I thought my mom was trying to poison me. Those fucking kid, old people in the apartment yeah, building were trying to yeah, poison you and your brother. Rice Krispie treats. Fuck that. They, they could have razor blades in them. I threw those away. Yelled at my brother. For some reason, I thought my dad didn't love me. <laughs> he that, didn't, Jim. He I didn't. thought that uh, every retard in, in known in in the world was out to kill me. Boy. Everyone you knew was. There were. The next meal, and that is that is Waffle. Thank you, Waffle Manship. Thank you, Manship, for bringing up awful things. I, I don't know what I thought as a kid. I really had some crazy ideas. There were times when I, I was, was terrified of everything as a there child. There were times I would sit there, but I would make up stuff. Yeah. I would sit well, in so my room, and I would actually, really, this gets to the point where I may have been, I'm, I'm not even joking, I may have been insane. Yeah. Because I would think that there were voices, <laughs> but it was me, yeah. like, making it up and saying, like, you're going to die, Jim. You're, and I would actually like, no, no, no. And I tried to do That's that. That's called schizophrenia, Jim. I know, but that would happen. Also, I had a weird thing where I'd press on my eyes and think that I could see my brain. <laughs> that was early. Yeah, you were not a smart I like, child. I don't know what you're no, talking I, about. I got great grades. Everybody always, they'd test me and that boy, he's so Educated smart. Educated does not mean he intelligence. Just, he just doesn't like to talk to people. And then I'd sit there and stare at him with an evil grin. He... <laughs> Uh, Brandon goes on, sup, fellas. Sup, Brandon. Brandon. Goes on, Brandon starts. He says, sup, fellas. Well, it seems like things are back to normal around here. Eric's back to his old self and showing up. That's right. I also almost fell, feel whole again with so much Batman back in my life. With a Batman title each week this month, it's like Eternal is being published all over again. The only issue, which really isn't an issue at all, is they've all been good. Yeah. So I still don't have my random panels to message Jim with and make fun of. That's when actually me and Brandon really we bonded online with this because he mentions this one and oh boy i laughed one in particular that will always stick out as personal favorite is when bane was sneak attacking red hood and red robin in the jungle on their way to asriel and skipping to my loo away from our heroes remember when he <laughs> his, he's skipping. <laughs> bane was not running mind you but pretty much skipping away like he had bells on his shoes oh my god it was, so, it was like he fucking took off god damn eternal come back to me baby also jim shark repellent Shark repellent. Yes, shark repellent. I wanted to mention I get graded on my production at work. How many shipments I touch. I touch a lot of shipments there. Accuracy, speed, etc., etc. Well, I have to say that this miraculously, 
My production has increased along with the length of the podcast. So somehow the more nonsense the garbage I listen to from Pennsylvania is finest, the better I do at work. I can't figure it out. I should be distracted and not doing better, right? I'm an ADHD-riddled 34-year-old man, child, (laughs) and don't handle success well. I guess this means longer breaks, right? He's getting towards, he is getting towards the, uh, the union, uh, idea that has ruined the USA, Eric, because he says, I don't want to set an unattainable standard here. I really just want more money. Hashtag eight hour podcast. So he's like, Hey, what are you trying to make us all look bad? You go read the newspaper for three hours. <laughs> and they don't say that in Japan, Eric. No, they do not. They do not say that in Japan. You know what they don't say either? I bet you there's not a phrase working hard or hardly working. No, that's why I, are they still telling us? Cause I get that at work still and I want to strangle everybody who does it. God damn it. Where the fuck did this five week month come from? I think that's exactly the quote that I heard from the DC. God. It just screws everything up uh, books-wise, and I'm always bored the last week of the month. I only got Dark Knight 3 from DC this week, which I really enjoyed. Although, uh, if anyone can tell me what the fuck happens in any of these mini-comics and what it has to do with anything, I'm open ears. Yeah, Laura likes getting beat up a little bit. Yeah, you're not going to get anything from me this week from that. That was garbage. I also finished Bebop and Rocksteady Destroy Everything. I enjoyed the first issue enough, but it was essentially the same as the next four that came after it. I also had no clue what was going on in the clusterfuck of a story because of time travel. He doesn't like time travel, Eric. Time travel gets things confusing. You know what Brandon has never watched? Bill and Ted. Why? Watched either one of them. He said well, that to me before. I hope he has since, but he would have told me. He has not watched you got to watch That's Bogus a- Journey, but you can't watch Bogus Journey without watching Excellent Adventure. Exactly. God damn time travel, I fucking hate it. I was really expecting just Bebop and Rocksteady on a damn rampage of destroying shit. How do you fuck that up? It's the goddamn title of the book. So IDW just basically blue-balled me for five weeks straight, and I'll <laughs> sore and angry. I I, guys, that. I'm out. I'll leave you with this. Could you do the 999 challenge? It's going to going to a baseball game. Actually, of all this, in my day now, the, the baseball game part's the worst. Exactly. I love baseball. Up until the 90s, I was huge into baseball. And then I just – I went to college, and it's just it, – it's it's a game that's gone its time. It's so slow-paced. Though I still enjoy it uh, a little. But, yeah, he says it's going to a baseball game, drinking nine beers, eating nine hot dogs over the nine innings of the game. Who could do it? Any takers? We both said we could do that it. That is easy as shit. You only have to do one beer and one hot dog through one inning? Get the yeah, fuck really. out of here. Yeah, I, I, I could finish that up in one inning. Told you. I, I told him. I went. I used to go to the Reading Phillies uh, with my kids, and I really enjoyed that. I like minor league baseball because of the crazy shit. We used to go and they'd that have – That is cheaper. Uh, and that, but it, I'm telling you, in between Fuck. innings, they have the craziest shit. They had this one thing at one point where it was like the crazy pizza guy. Yeah, I used to go to the restaurant. stands, and then he'd hand the pizza to somebody. I always wanted that goddamn pizza. <laughs> and uh, But they also had one that it was like, um, I forget what it was called, but the whole concept was they'd have the worst cars. They were like junkers that could hardly get on the field. And they'd pick a number, and you could win the car. <laughs> and it made me laugh so much. But yeah, Speaking you, of junkers, have you seen the protesters out on 309 Oh, I saw them. Freaking, Jesus Christ. saw them. Freaking Rafe made me drive by three times and honk. We <laughs> did. We honked. They're, it's a biker gang protesting. The, a, they're the pagans. Yeah. They're, they're protesting a used car. And I said – Either that guy better get, meet their demands or he, they're going to slice his throat. And also, you know, they're actually stationed right next to the uh, the Pets Plus right down the road there. Really? Well, I they saw actually they have a, a whole shop. Oh, really? Oh, With so all their protest them. signs in there so it's them. where I the bike think, shop is. You know what? I cut through there and I did see them. So that's where they are. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, they, they don't like those junk. Shit was getting crazy today. 
yeah, people have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah, there's these protesters, and they have the like honk if you've been ripped off by, by Top Auto. Top Auto and Rafe maybe drive around the block. We went, we played basketball, and went to the speedway to get a drink. Yeah, that's what and I did today. He made me honk, and then when we went, he made me honk again. Then he made me go around again and honk. He thought it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Uh, he says, but yeah, I went to the Reading Phillies and. At one point they had, and they, they probably still do, each year they have one night that's like an all-you-can-eat night. Right. And we would go, to, of course, I'd go there every Obviously. every time. And I think the one time I ate at least eight hot dogs, at least eight pieces of pizza, slices of pizza. I had fried chicken. I had a funnel cake. I had a lot of soda. I don't drink beer, so I did have soda. Um, I had a bunch of ice creams, and then I threw up in the seventh inning. <laughs> seventh inning hurl seventh inning hurl and then i went back to eating probably had three more hot dogs and a couple slices of pizza and maybe some fried chicken again and your wife wouldn't talk to you the and, rest of the night yeah tanya was so embarrassed uh because i just i was going to town and i <laughs> loved it that's the uh if you remember did i ever tell you when i caught the foul ball no and there was a retarded kid behind us and he hadn't beaten me up yet and i actually felt bad he he wanted the ball and he started crying so, and I had all my kids, but I'm like, no, no, you know what, guys, you don't need this foul ball. Yeah. And I gave it to the kid and he got it. And actually it was funny because a guy down the road then gave me a beer. He bought me a beer and I was like, I didn't really drink, but I did drink it then. This is a long time ago. And, uh, then later the guy, the, the, uh, mentally challenged kid's dad started berating the kid about, uh, doing something with the ball. And I was so mad I was going to fight him. I was so angry. Plus, I was probably drunk on that one beer. But yeah, I was so angry. But yeah, he's a piece of shit. But yeah, that was that was my good deed. That but day. anyway, that's a bullshit challenge, Brandon. Yeah, it is. I guess uh, for you non-drinkers, substitute pop or water. You can't do water. No, it has to you, something you know, honestly, even pop is not enough in my mind. Yeah, it is. If you don't drink, Dude, then you're out. I've drank two two liters since we started. Well, then I'm out. I I think that I think that and a gallon of iced tea. Just heavy. Uh, I drank two coffees so far. Uh, but you got to go drink something. I would try it, probably get to beer six and get kicked out, but I'd give it a shot, says Brandon. Also, that would cost a fortune. That's why I did my <laughs> thing in the all-you-can-eat, but it wasn't yeah. a challenge. That was just me. And he says, America, fuck yeah, Eric, for the Independence Day. And that's all right. At Beamer. America, fuck yeah. And that is the mail, Eric. Uh, and we're going to get on with Brandon with a gorilla review of Spider-Man Deadpool, number six, Eric. Nice. Hey, how we doing, Weird Science? Uh, this is Brandon, uh, coming at you with a special late-night edition of the Marvel Minute. Um, we're going to give you Spider-Man Deadpool, issue number six here. Uh, we're going to switch up the writing team from the usual suspects, and then the credits are going to go to writer Scott Aukerman and penciler Riley Brown. Uh, we got color artist Jason Keith and a team of three inkers, uh, Rick Majer, Leibu Underwood, and Scott Hanna. All right, so we, we kick off this issue here uh, with Deadpool uh, taking a stroll through New York City, uh, giving his wife's pet dragon uh, a, a walk, basically, and uh, it's uh, allowing it to re relieve itself. Um, as the story progresses here, uh, we see Deadpool um, distracted by somebody kind of flying through the air, and, and he gets the unfortunate name of the Salmon Stuntman. Uh, he's wearing kind of a pink jumpsuit and a funny-looking mask. Uh, he's kind of got those little orbs that you see uh, people that do mocap for video games 
uh, wearing, and he kind of offers Deadpool um, the opportunity to be a stuntman uh, in his own movie. So they're they're going to be making a Deadpool movie, and and Deadpool's getting the opportunity to to do some work for um, his own flick. So he's obviously pumped about this. Uh, the salmon stuntman takes off, saying, "Don't worry, there's nothing suspicious going on here." Um, that obviously doesn't erase Deadpool's suspicions as he takes off, jumping onto a bunch of drones to, to go find Spider-Man. So he ends up tracking down Spider-Man, and uh, he lets Spider-Man know that, that he kind of wants some help and some guidance on this movie project, um, since Spider-Man is the uh, the one that's kind of got some experience doing this, this whole gig. And... Uh, Spider-Man lets him know he's really not interested, that, that superhero movies nowadays are, are very dark and broody, uh, which is one of many shots fired in, obviously, Batman vs. Superman's uh, direction, and we'll get to that later. Um, anyway, off the sidetrack, we get back to the story here, and, and we see Deadpool kind of sucker Spider-Man into this whole uh, gig by promising him an associate producer credit. Uh, so moving on, we see these two clowns get to Hollywood. Uh, they're driving crazily through a movie lot, uh, kind of passing some X-Men, and we see Wolverine as Storm. Uh, how come they didn't notice us? And uh, Storm lets them know that they don't have the, the same movie creators, so they're not allowed to talk to each other. Uh, moving on, we see Deadpool Spider-Man kind of get introduced to uh, the cast that's making the movie. Um some guy that looks like the producer and the star of the movie uh, and his name is I don't know Don Dreyer it looks like um, so as uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man are introduced to this new cast of characters uh, we kind of see the Sam and Stuntman come flying in and kind of set up for the big action scene uh, that he's supposed to do with Deadpool so they get the action go ahead from the director uh, and they start kind of trying to knock each other out and, and have a go at each other. Uh, this is all being filmed. Uh, th this is when the Salmon Stuntman kind of reveals his true intentions and takes a flamethrower or an energy blast or something and, and goes right at Deadpool's face. Um, so obviously this is when Deadpool's healing factor comes in handy and the director shouting cut because this isn't supposed to happen and the salmon stuntman goes totally off cue here and he starts chasing Deadpool with the intention to kill him. So obviously this this sends Spider-Man into action and you know he he's going after the salmon stuntman and Deadpool's going after the salmon stuntman um, and, and we're having you know quite an action scene going on here. Uh, definitely something to enjoy and, and the art is fantastic throughout the issue um, even though again it's, it's not what you expect uh, being the regular art team uh, on the title but but this has so far been a pretty hysterical and um, you know well well comedically timed one shot anyway back to events here uh, we still have Deadpool Spider-Man um, both fighting the Salmon Stuntman uh, we see them end up tricking him into kind of some props that are dinosaurs. Uh, when Deadpool 
kind of hits this button and, and triggers the T-Rex dinosaur to kind of close his jaws on on the Salmon Stuntman. And uh, for whatever reason, when the Salmon Stuntman gets captured, his quote is, not, not the mama. I, I have no idea what the hell that means, but for whatever reason, it made me laugh out loud. Um, one of many times throughout the issue, I, I found pretty funny. Um, in Scooby-Doo fashion, they kind of lower the T-Rex to pull the mask off the Salmon Stuntman. Uh, they end up revealing that it's the star of the Deadpool movie himself, the Don Dreyer character. Um, and he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for these damn superheroes. Uh, so the cops take him away. Um, we see Spider-Man and Deadpool kind of go see a movie while they're on the, the, the studio lot. And they show a movie poster of what they go to see. And it is called uh, Nighthawk vs. Hyperion, Yawn of Boredom. You won't believe their mothers share the same first name is the tagline. Um, so their shot number two fired. And that's kind of how the issue ends. Um, so you know how I do things here. I let you guys know whether the issue's worth a buy, a borrow, or a forget it altogether. And I would suggest you guys give this one a shot. Um, Spider-Man Deadpool. Again, even though it's not the regular creative team on the issue, um, this was a, a, a buy in my world. Um, there's a ton of fourth wall breaking. The characters are very self-aware of the situation in the one shot that's occurring here. And... Uh, you know, I guess I kind of have the sense of humor where all the jokes were just hitting me in the right spot. Um, so, you know, if you like weird science, if you like, you know, anything we do on the site, I, I feel like this issue would be right up your alley um, because it's that kind of humor. Um, so I would I would vote for this to be a buy. Um, being a holiday weekend, I didn't get much else read for you guys to let you know what to buy, to borrow, or to forget. Um, so I'm going to leave this here. I'm going to send it back to Jim and Eric and everybody. Have a great 4th of July. Adios. Peter, if you want this work to get done... Lois, take a letter. Dear Life Cereal, where do you get off? Part of a balanced breakfast and delicious? Who do you think you are? By now, you may have guessed I'm speaking ironically and have nothing but good things to say about what you do. Life Serial? Do not change a thing. Signed, Peter Griffin, dictated but not read. Lois, read that back to me. Hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. This is your man, Rob Lewis. This is going to be short and not so sweet. Marvel? I don't read no stinking Marvel. All right, Eric, the books, the meat and cheese of the podcast. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, you do, because I told you that for this meat and cheese of the podcast, uh, the cheese is going to be pure, Eric, which is the world's most uh, expensive cheese. It costs around $1,700 a pound, and it's made from donkey's milk. Jesus Christ. Donkey's milk. It takes 25 liters. You know, of I would still milk. eat this cheese more than the meat. Yeah, the meat is balut, Eric. Oh, balut. God. And you have seen it almost. Oh, my God. I'm looking that at Patrick Zimmer show. Weird. Yeah. I think it was. I watched this is, almost maybe fucking. Vomit. It's a developing bird embryo boiled alive and eaten from the shell. That is the. And really, and it's sold a soft boiled egg. So great, too. It's, it's sold as street food mm. in, in Asia. Boy, I don't know. I, I know we often make fun of, say, a uh, pistol. 
for Scottish food. But right, right. I, I'd eat haggis. I like haggis, actually. But I'd eat that any day. I'm looking at Jesus this picture. Christ, it's fucking gross. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to name it or eat it, Eric, because so, it looks just like a little bird. <laughs> oh, How do you spell it? I don't. You don't spell it, son. You eat it. <laughs> no, you don't. There's also a one that, as I was going, it, not quote-unquote a meat per se, but the century egg is an Asian delicacy where uh, an egg is put in lime and ash and you bury it and you've got them backyard. I did have that. All I'm saying is the Asians need some better delicacies. Uh, well, you know, you, you go with what you got. And I went I went home in college. Yeah. Uh, guy you know what's delicacy? Fish. Yes, a guy, Ekachai. Ekachai Luktong, his name was. Fucking he was crazy. the guitarist in our band, one of my best friends in college. Great guy. He's a doctor now. Emergency yeah. room doctor. Almost everybody that I, I was friends with are doctors. Here I am in this podcast talking. Everybody about, you knew was successful. And now yeah, you're really. And me. About Here I am. Books. But yeah, we um, I went home with him. He was from. <laughs> we, uh, what, Wheel, not Did Wheel. you go home with him, Jim? Oh, I went home. It's your main but squeeze? Yeah, no, we went uh, home to his house, met his parents. And because of the occasion, they were going to bring out this century egg. God. And his mom went in the backyard. I had to eat it. And it was black. See, I don't know why you have to eat this. I'm like, hey, Ekechai's it was just it was mom. a it was a rotten egg. This black goddamn it's egg. funny. At one point, Ekechai's Eki, we're not friends anymore. Your family's Eki's fucking mom insane. also gave me a pedicure. Here's a crazy. Okay, that sounds awesome. I've had nice. them. Very relaxing. She's telling me like little different things about my feet. I have really stinky feet. And uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was telling me things. Eki was the guy I said at one point. He had a crystal that he would use. Uh, it was like supposed to be some ancient Asian uh, deodorant. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. I'd always tell him, you stink like shit, buddy. He put that crystal. Oh, crystal. No. Ancient Chinese secret. Don't use the crystal. Use fucking, you know, secret. Use real secret. I don't even care if that's a woman's secret. Fucking right guard, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, really. Old spice. Yeah. Fucking whistle and off you go. Meat and cheese, Aaron. That is the meat and cheese. Would you. And what you're you're telling me is that the uh, books. This week are uh, shit. Shit. Uh, I didn't really plan on that. I just wanted something to disgust us. But yeah, the, the books kind of did that as well. And I said to you, um, leading up to the podcast, we we read the books again. We write some notes. I, I didn't even do that for these two that nope. I, I did. And we're just going to wing it. I didn't even write. I did write the creators, but I didn't even get around to writing blurbs. That's how much I cared. Uh, this this we're we, in rebirth territory. How dare you? Yeah, really. Uh, at one point, we were saying maybe we would stop even talking about the non-rebirth books. We would have had a week off there. Yeah, would have been amazing. Would have said, "See in 14." <laughs> That's what you would have said, and I would have laughed. I would have laughed at you. We don't do that. We have a podcast all the time. I'm saying this. I'm trying to find my notes here. Good all job. right, we're going to start with the best book of the week or the big book. It's tough because really, I would no, say what we're going to do that would be Dark Knight. We're not starting with that. We're going to start with Grayson, annual number three. Wait a minute, Eric. Annual, isn't that like once a year? Annual? I would think so. There's but 20 issues of Grayson. How could there be three annuals? How is that Because possible? they had so much they wanted to say about Agent 37, they didn't have enough time to fill. Agent 37, huh? Written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Art by Nastasia Altarici. Flaviano Armentaro. Sure. Christian Duce. Javier Fernandez. And Roger Antonio. How many of those creators do you think have eaten that Chinese delicacy? None of them. They a lot of them sound either uh, uh, Spanish or what? They can't uh, be worldly Italian. people. Eat things? No, they. they who's going to eat that? Who's you eat a embryo? No, the egg. Oh, I mm. thought you meant the egg as in the embryo. You know what? Either don't, one, honestly. Don't don't Fucking go anywhere. disgusting. All right, I I have to make up a blurb. Okay. This annual didn't need to exist. True that. There you go. No. Uh, who? Let me think. 
The fifth week of the month came as a surprise to Mr. DC, so he called up Colin Kelly and Jackson, Jackson Lansing and said, Hey, guys, get some of your favorite artists together and tell a story that really doesn't mean much of anything. So what Colin Kelly and Jensen Lans- Jackson Lansing did was say, You know what we'll do? We'll make up a story where the – a couple characters that we would never have any sort of reason to know or care about Dick Grayson would get together and talk about when they knew him and try to remember him. Boom. There you go. That's basically, it's nonsense. That's an awful blurb. But yeah, this issue, um, it was fun enough. It, it was fun. It I was guess. different. It, it I, was, I like different sometimes. It wasn't horrible. No. Absolutely it not. It just later on we're going to talk Titans. to Reggie about Teen horrible. Titans, and that was more like this is unnecessary. You do not need to have this issue. If you read Grayson and wanted to complete the story, this doesn't really do that. No. Um, the only thing it I don't even know. But well, why we got it, the Summer Satellite? It starts off well, yeah, but I guess the only thing you can say is this is Dick Grayson trying to see if it worked. That's all it is. He has called together. A meeting, uh, a party, and it starts with Harley. She's showing up at a uh, a residence where there's going to be a party. She breaks open the door and then finds the craziest bunch of characters. It's Constantine, Simon Baz, and Azriel are in this thing, and she's like, "Oh, you got the invitation too? It's a party. Yeah, we got it. We don't know what's going on." And then in walks Jim Corrigan, who is the guy who got this all together. And what he and now right away it, it this sounds ridiculous right this sounds yeah. like me making up shit like it really that does awful blurb uh, but yeah they're all there and he says listen I want you guys to sit down I want to find out who number thirty seven is in Spiral all of you guys I think you have dealt with him tell me a little story about them so they go and do that and you start with Constantine and I'm sorry Const- this doesn't even take place so this takes place before the last ep- no. issue no it says so in the beginning does it say before the yeah. last then it really hey kids these events take place before Dick's no wait after the huh you know what yeah doesn't matter last issue just yeah. have fun it takes it's after because at the end there's Dick and uh Helena they, you know what I'm saying I think that these events that they're saying I think are the stories. Okay. I think that this happens after because it is Dick saying, you know what, I wanted to test to see if you guys would remember me if I pushed you. Here's some hypnos, off we go. And then they, she, he goes off with Helen and like, hey, let's go on adventures. They're gone. Uh, to me, that's these other stories though. Who knows where the fuck? And because like you even spent him the still whole being time. a part of Spiral though, this is yeah. I don't even. Uh, I don't even know that that's the case really. I, I, I'm telling you, at the end when he was leaving, when Helena said, hey, I made it so that people remember you and all that, I think that this is just them both leaving. They have I left. I can kind of see that because you know, they're they in left, Gotham, going to go on some adventures, yeah, they're Helena's going to be in Birds of Prey. I think this is them leaving to, finally, but they want to see if the sun, the satellite, it's nonsense, but I think that's what it is. I think that where they're saying at the beginning is for people like you who sat there and like, when did Simon Bass oh possibly went crazy do this? And it doesn't make sense. So no. basically, the the issue's nonsense, and they spell out right away in their cute little way that this is nonsense. Yes. They don't even try to figure it out. Uh, really, this issue was made because they had an extra week. They needed something to fill in, and I don't mind it as much as these. This is not an inventory issue that was around uh, six months ago. Yeah. This was something that was made, and Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing do another. I, I said with the last issue of Grayson, I'm not the biggest fans of them, but I think they've done a really good job on this. And I've read um, a couple of their other books, 
um, and they're not they're good. Well, I think so you said I it, think, I think you might have I think you might have said it in your review where they were forced into doing yeah. freaking the Tim Seeley's and Tom King's yeah. all crazy nonsense. Yeah, crazy. And I think this is again they're set like oh you know what those guys are busy can you do this they are really given nothing to work with. And, and do an okay job. Because yeah, here really, they get, to, you know, they, they don't have a story that they need to no. complete. They and just you know, have to yeah. throw it out there and have some you fun. You just have to throw and have some, and you know what I'll give them? They did their homework. They didn't just read two issues of Carnage, Eric. I think that they get. I read four. Yeah. I think they get enough of the voices of the individual characters that, you know, some of the things are a little goofy, but really the Harley one could have been a Harley issue. It, that, that one oh, was yeah, really good. The Constantine one's nonsense, but even that, you know, they say Bullocks, they know that they got the terms. It's like one of those, like, yeah. Hello, love. Yeah, he shows up, hello, love, he's pissing, and he says Bullocks. Boy, that, that sounds, that rings true to bullocks. me. Yeah, so you start off with that, and that is the art by Natasha. And he was checking out Dick Grayson's ass. Yeah, and um, you didn't like the art as much as this. I understand. No, not in this section. I, I really think didn't that care for it. The one thing I do like about this book in general I think that she did try to get the vibe of the uh, the regular Constantine book, the New 52 Constantine book. It's not right. the greatest, but I see what I think she was trying to do. Well, my, my biggest problem, honestly, is Constantine. The rest of the people I don't have a problem with. It's yeah. just Constantine has that weird kind of new wave haircut where it's shaved on the sides and yeah. it's only done. Honestly, it's the haircut I have right now yeah, just because that's like what the it. lady gave me. Yeah. I just give – I get whatever they give me, honestly. Yeah. I, but, I actually, it's uh, weird. It doesn't come across as constant. It's to me. that I think because it's not as um, detailed. Like I think that it's also that, it. and maybe even slicked a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, Constantine just looks like he's. Uh, he says, "Oh, some local lads have gone missing. I'm going to head in." He finds out that there's this vampire. One fucking kind of looks like Gollum. Yeah, really. And uh, they're there. It's Nosferatu over there yelling. But yeah, they have Dick Grayson. They have eight thirty-seven. And. But the story, this story of speaking of meat and cheese, it has no meat to it. Yeah. Uh, it's Constantine trying to save Dick Grayson, recognizes he has a, a nice ass. He can't get in. They have set up a lot of, uh, you know, hocus pocus that won't let Constantine go in. And you see Dick Grayson get uh, bit by the, the vampires. They by the vampire, uh, the wife by daughters. By all of them. Yeah, all of them. The wife daughters and the main guys there, he's going to do it. They all bite him. Then you find out then, and it's just very quick, you find out that this was all his plan. Freaking Constantine comes down and Dick's like, no, no, that was my plan. I, I have hypnose. They were in my blood. Now they're in their blood and then turns into Harry Potter. Hey, you know, what does he say? Like, Nasos Helios. Helios. You know, and they set on, they, they set on fire. And, and the freaking Nosferatu is just happy that he got such yeah. a sexy last meal. Yeah, he actually is like, hey, you know what? That's cool. I like the last. And he's like, happy to oblige. He even like, hello, sir. <laughs> and as we all know, though, Nosferatu never stays dead. No. Just like Dracula. That's why. Why would he care? Yeah. And uh, so then Constantine comes in. Basically, he's like, hey, you know, hello, love. You messed up my, my good fun. And I don't like that getting messed up. And Dick's like, yeah, fuck you. It's leave. crazy to me that DC actually uses Nosferatu a lot in their comics. One of my favorite books as a kid was a uh, Robin comic, but it was Robin and Superman where they fought vampires. Yeah, I've actually tried to find that for you. And the main vampire was Nosferatu, and at the end, the devil saved the day by making the sun come out of nowhere to burn him up because he was uh, he was yeah, pissed because he was off. Pissed. All of the souls were, like were being turned into vampires, and we're not going to yep. hell. It was funny the one time you, I think you told me the whole. We sat there and you just told me the whole series. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. I've been trying. And to it was a lot of fun when I was a kid. I don't know if it holds up now. 
Yeah, I'm sure it'd be okay. But Nosferatu yeah, used a lot in D.C. is all I'm saying. There he is. And he goes away. And yeah, and then there's constantly he's like, hey, no. a lot of the uh, the magic cursing going on. Hey, that's my story, love. <laughs> I'm like, really? And I really do wish, number one, that wasn't the first story. Because it did throw me off. I'm like, yeah. really? That's what we're going to get? But maybe they want to get the worst out. Because that, to me, is the weakest. I won't say worst. It is the weakest. Next, you have Azrael. And a guy, another reviewer did mention that this is like the one that got away, the Batman animated series, and it is kind of set up like that. And I maybe, almost got him. Maybe they were, yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, that was the, the what they were going for, but still, it's nonsense. And you get Asriel, he's out fighting. I don't know, I think Asriel might be the worst story. I don't know. Uh, the reason why I like the Asriel story, he's fighting, there's St. Dumas, there's all this, it's a lot of nonsense in the Middle East, you know, Asriel's there, don't have any idea... Where this ties in with the Batman and Robin Eternal, and I'm trying, I'm trying. It has to be. This after. is the one that has the worst, though, because Dick and Azrael fought each other face to face, and yeah, you can say, oh, his face is swirly, but even Dick seems to think he kind of the way he talks about Azrael is almost like, hey, I've heard of you. No, if it's after you, you fought him. You fought him outside that goddamn ice palace. Yeah, exactly. And then even when he left, he left like as a, hey, Azrael, you want to come with us? No, no, I, I have retribution to do, and he goes off. <laughs> In and the even meet- that, the timeline in this bothered me too, because uh, even Azrael says in this that there was n- people in Kondak have not seen a battle of th- this immense since like uh, Black is, Adam. Yeah, it's Kondak. There's always shit going down thing there. Is, it's the worst. Black Adam should be ruling Kondak right now in this time frame. Yeah, yeah. It's just again they they spelled it out. It doesn't really. And you could even say to me that Azrael's lying off his ass. I don't know. I'm, this is all just nitpicky nonsense. But where I the, go insane. The whole to try thing to push is, it it's almost like a holy war is going on. Everybody wants this Abraxas stone, this big. Uh, that, and all I kept thinking was the Eye of Abraxas, yeah. uh, Beastmaster Three. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And they're all going for it. In fact, Dick is there to get it himself. He, he swirly faces himself in there. He's fighting along with it, and it leads to that. And it leads to Dick then saying, like, hey, Azrael, it's a shame that it was destroyed during the, the battle. That's a, th- a lot of this book, though, it just turns out this is where Grayson was not really that good of a spy because he was supposed to get the stone and left it because, oh, these people, it belongs to them. And other shit, like, he let uh, Harley have that goddamn... No, no, and again, but again, this story, I think, really is the one that spells out the whole thing about him being a good guy. Oh, he no, I agree. It's that's just, why I shit didn't, spy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it, but it, that's... He didn't get any jobs done. Here's the deal, though. Spiral got what the fuck they paid for. Mm-hmm. This is him. And I did like, I did think that they, they got Asriel's dialogue. You just talk, you know. Oh yeah, it's fucking Asriel, man. Yeah, you talk Asriel talk, you know. <laughs> he, he who doesn't dowel the, uh, you know, crazy shit. And Dick's good. And again, it ends with Asriel going, you know what? He was a good guy. I, I may not know who he was, but boy, he was selfless. And he did. And that's, that, again, that's Dick. I was just a little upset, too, that Jean-Paul Valley's hair wasn't blonde like it was back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and then it, even then you even see, and it's a nice little thing for uh, Jean-Paul because everybody seems to be happy with him. And, you know, oh, yeah. I deserve something. He deserves no, something. He I, like, I like, too, they're just battling, and there goes Dick. He walks off in the fucking thing. The one thing I wish they would have done, I wish they would have just kept the, the swirly face the whole time. It you does. Know, it bothers you sometimes, doesn't it? It always bothers me. Bothers me. Where, it like, always bothers is it, me. Is it on now? Or is That's it off? what I mean. I want it to just. Did he touch his earlobe? Yes. If you're doing that, 
Just do the swirly. I understand that you're going to tell me that even that they're seeing another face. Just do the swirly, and I'm I'm down with it. But it going back and forth, you have no idea what's going. I am so like the swirly thing has always thrown me off to the point where some people see it as a swirl, and it seems like some people don't even recognize it at all as being weird. Like in the next one with Harley, when he's in that club, he's just talking to people, and then he somehow just mind whammies them. Yeah, yeah. The, the hypnos is the sonic screwdriver of the DCU. It can do anything you want it to do. Well, and I'll I'll say something about the art here in the Ezra. I liked it. I liked the art. It oh, also, it to me, in my mind, I may be way off. And it's Christian Doucet, who I do like. Um, it kind of came off like a Batman and Robin Eternal at yeah. points. So I like that. I, I really did. Uh, the next story, then they go back. That and really is what it feels like. Each one is trying to capture yeah, I like that. that one. I really and like that. That is where we had the most yes. Asriel. And I even like the separate where they have the in the middle with them talking even has a little different deal. They have a different artist for that as well that I like. And I really do like that interlude art. I think that's really good. So um, you also... In the meantime, as it goes on, you get a little M. Night Shyamalan thing at the end that twists around, but then we'll get to that Ooh, later. Oh, what a twist. We'll get to the twist, because next, it's Harley. And I was like, hey, is it my turn? I, I think that of all the characters, they really do get Harley. Like, the, the, the dialogue, I really like it. And it goes, and then once it goes to the Harley part, and it's art by Flavino, Flaviano. Flaviano, Eric. Flaviano. Um, and colors by Jeremy Cox, who we love. Uh, Flaviano does a really good job of making it look like the Harley book. Exactly. I and, actually didn't realize the yeah. thing like until boy. we were doing it right now. Yeah, is that boy. each it, one does yep. really fit the yeah. the tone? Each one does. Even it c- continues with Simon Baz. Yeah. Too. And yeah, it is Harley at a party. Um, the only thing that throws me off in the story is she's not really. This is more of a Catwoman story to me. It really does feel like you know, Harley doesn't really do a lot of heist, no, and especially she, in this like pseudo disguise she has yeah, going yeah. on. It, but it she does, really almost looks like Ivy in this issue. Yes, it does seem a little off that way. I do like her in that the regular look. She looks a lot like a Batgirl even. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, she's there and, and Dick's there as well. And it's just this crazy heist. And when they figure out, Dick's like, okay, I'll help you. I'll run distraction to this <laughs> old, you know, the old guy. And, uh, Harley's going to do it. I'm even doing this. What the hell are they even stealing? I forget. Uh, Joker gas. Yeah, Joker gas. And, uh, I'll even get to that. I forgot. This guy is like a guy who has a lot of, he has collections of things. It's like that museum that was in Canada yeah, with in, all the superheroes. It's, uh, like it's like that. It's like that. Or in, uh, the Dick Grayson. Like, I'm guessing that this guy, Bought the shit off the stuff that was in Nightwing. Oh, and those that. people were selling the yeah. stuff. And I, I'm not even, I might be mistaken, but I think Joker Gas was one of those. So it might even be a crazy, un, you know, a non, uh, they didn't know. Callback without us knowing. But uh, yeah, you get uh, Harley and Dick, and Dick is going to, again, now is swirly face, but they're doing this, and it's cool. I, I had fun. If this would have been the whole issue, you expand this and have a little more Harley with Dick Grayson, which you don't get a lot. I yeah. think that's pretty cool. And in the meantime, you find out that this one twists where Dick is a really good guy, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the Harley I like. This is a Harley who is a good person. She's not she, a bad she's not No, a bad. she's not. You think of going into this that she's trying to get the, the Joker toxin to cause trouble. But if you've been reading the Harley book, you'd be like, that doesn't sound right. And it isn't. She's getting it because she doesn't want somebody to, you know, she's had enough of the Joker. She doesn't want this bullshit out and, you know, things like that. Actually, that's another thing I had a problem with this issue is where, like, Dick's talking to her about the sugar gas. She's like, you probably don't even know who, like, what what Gotham is or what. He's like, I lived in Gotham. I lived through the uh, end game. And the thing is, 
it should have been more than just Endgame in mind. Yeah, he fought through Endgame, but he's dealt with the Joker. I don't even say, and it's funny. That's a weird call out. He shouldn't even have, yeah, he shouldn't even said, he's like, yeah, I I know all about the Joker. That's all you needed. Yeah. Yeah. That Joker killed all those people or dug those people up to set them in an audience for that Haley Circus. Oh my God. And freaking almost cut his face off. (laughs) He went a little deeper than Endgame, but yeah, you're right. Um, I did see people, and I agree as well, I would have loved it if Harley was the one who figured it out beforehand. Like, she always knew when she kissed Dick that right. somehow she – and it'd be funny because it'd be funny to me if she kissed Dick because she's like, oh, he was a phenomenal kisser. And you're like, hey, thanks for the dance. I'll see you later. And he – and again, it gets goofy. He, like, looks like he's in love. I would have <laughs> loved it if she would have won, like, Dick Grayson – and then Dick would have been like, how would you know that? I never kissed you. And then she had some crazy comment or something. About, <laughs> like, well, well, I kiss. It's almost like one of those. I hate to say it. It's like AIDS, Eric. I kissed her. Who kissed back girl kissed you. You know, I got the kite. I don't know why I'm bringing AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. AIDS. Hey, boys Rass. and girls. AIDS. Tastes bad. But yeah, she's like, I'm going to get out of here. He's all, you know, loving lovey-dovey. And then she's like, yeah, it was the single best date of my life. And then she says, now the second best date was this time with Mr. J. And again, you almost throw out everything you've done now. Exactly. Like saying that, I didn't like that. Um, but even then, she's there and she's talking to Jim Corrigan. He doesn't want to hear it. And then you get Simon Bass, who of all these is the weirdest to me. It's very odd. Yeah, it's very odd to throw him, but I don't know what or how or why they came about with this. But he's like, yeah, you know what? I've dealt with him as well. I've dealt with this 37. It was early on my career. What was it, three weeks out? Three weeks in, something like that. Three weeks in, he's fighting parademons. And where I do like this is he even says this was a point where nobody was really training him. I know you're like, where's Chip? Yeah, where's Chip at? But – I Where's like the, the idea. Taking care of this I like the problem. idea that maybe this was like something like really quick, and Dick Grayson just kind of joined in to help him. I don't. There's so many ifs and buts about. Agreed. This. Why, why are they even there? Why do they have this? But yeah, there's Dick Grayson. He has a swirly face. He's gonna help, uh, and basically is teaching him. You know, you can't trust anyone, uh, and you go. But yeah, the art is maybe not use the gun so much. Yeah, I. Uh, the weird thing about it is he does pull the gun, right? Right, but it seems like a construct. At one point, it is a construct, yeah, I but I think like as we that. go forward, it is a. Re- okay, we, this I, is you think gun. they may have messed up? It with might have been a mess up. Yeah, I see it now because when you're seeing it, but it is kind of in a shadow. But yeah, when I saw the construct gun, it threw me off. I was like, "What's going on there?" But really, this is another one of those with Dick uh, just being a good guy. He didn't need yeah. to help him, right? He's going to help him out. What else do you have to say about it? <laughs> I'm asking you. There really isn't. Dick left after the parademons got sent grabbed back. Grabbed the, the father box, and, which was and the funny. fury and the father box. Yeah. Yeah, he grabbed it and left and kind of left them there. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, delete all this from the records. And it's funny that he does that. That, that like, is funny to me. It's funny because he's embarrassed about it, but it kind of leads into the whole thing. Like, okay, that explains why. Because all of this is going to lead to – Dick Grayson not being remembered as either being Agent 37 <laughs> or even himself. You know what I mean? Right. Because, um, yeah, they, they go back to the party, quote-unquote party, not much of a party, and then they even show. They, they, like, go, and it's like Constantine, he was a charmer to him. He was a savior to freaking Azrael. He was a gymnast to Harley. That's weird. But, yeah, even mentions during that. That was a big deal. Harley mentions she was a gymnast as well. Yeah. I'm like, really? And then superhero to uh, Bass. So it's a big deal. But there's Jim Corrigan. He's like, okay, we had this. 
uh, you know, everybody had this man without a face. You know, it's Agent 37, but I want you to know, do you know who it was? Who is the agent? It's also the way it's set up. It's almost like a clue. Yeah. Like they're all there. And now it's become this mystery uh, dinner theater. And they asked, and I really like this part uh, because Constantine's Dick Grayson, Asriel Dick Grayson, freaking Dick Harley's all in love. Dick Grayson. And Baz Dick has no Grayson. idea. Yeah. And, and Baz goes, who? He yeah. goes, sorry, who? And it's funny to me because that makes sense. Yeah, he, he, he why would Simon know, him? know fucking Dick no, Grayson? No, he wouldn't know him. He wouldn't and, know Nightwing? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then it's and then uh, Jim Corrigan, bingo, swirly face, Eric. It has been Dick all the time. And, and you actually spoiled this for me beforehand, so I knew the twist at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the one problem I had going in, especially since Constantine has already dealt with Agent 37, yes. in my mind, his mystical know-how would somehow sense that this Maybe. is not the Jim Corrigan yeah, my, that he well, knows that actually, or the Spectre entity. It was weird. Because, yes, that is the one character that would have known that. And he says, I knew it. Maybe even he was playing along. Maybe. Because, yeah. He it was a down night for me. I didn't have a lot would, going on. Yeah, he would know that that it was Jim Corrigan. And maybe you go back to the story. He said that he was upset because he didn't have his fun. Maybe yeah. it was his fun. Maybe. Yeah, and then Harley, I kissed a ghost. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they have that. That Now Simon all of a sudden pulls his construct gun again. And I'm like, really? He has a construct gun? What's going on? But... They go back and show you the whole uh, the uh, M. Night Shyamalan moment was that you find out that throughout this whole thing, he has made physical contact as Jim Corrigan. Would we call that the M. Night or would we call that the Brian Singer usual suspects deal? I don't know. I think this is the one where at the end you realize, oh, my God, that's... There's glasses of water everywhere. This little yeah. girl's just not a goddamn yeah, yeah. slob. That or, oh, my God, the, he is dead. He talks to dead people because, yeah, now you read it and you'll see it. But, yeah, I, I like to call it the M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. They're stuck in an elevator. What was that called? Devil? Wasn't he just Devil. a producer? Yeah. But, yeah, then you see that. There was the cigarette he gave Constantine. He touched Azrael's hand. Oh, my God. Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. And, yeah. And there you have it. So he uh, Constantine gets pissed, thinks that he has done this to kill him. And uh, no, he's just gonna use his uh, Suji Gumo that he's he uses, uses his Harry Potter. Uses that all the time. That's a secret word that shuts everything down. They get shut down. He says it's done, Matron. Their memories of Agent Thirty Seven are gone. Not just the events in that room, but everything that they might have remembered. And then he's like, "Okay, yeah, here we go." And, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm thinking there's no such thing as friends in the spy game. He's not gonna be Grace anymore. They're gonna go off and uh, you know, let's go have some fun. You want some adventure? Let's have some adventure." And off they go, and it says the end. And again, yeah, it's weird. And the way they're spelling this out, if you really wanted to tell me, this really means a lot. It has a lot to do with. It. You would think, why would it just be these guys? Honestly, why would it just would be Simon, Simon as Baz with Midnighter? Yeah, Midnighter would be good, but I think that the problem is, is Midnighter's going to be continuing on in the I, Nightwing book a bit. So oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, they, even then, they, you'd think that if he runs into Harley, she's they, once he's Nightwing, he's Nightwing. But yeah, I think that, um, I don't mind Simon Baz. It, it, that's okay. It's just a the weird Constantine, thing to like throw you in. said, with the Jim Corrigan, it yeah. didn't mean much. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Even Asriel's kind of weird. You though. could throw in, uh, throw in some villains. People throw are using in, him a lot lately. Throw in Bane. I don't Bane. want to throw in Bane. <laughs> Bane. <laughs> Where's the Riddler? Yeah, really. Have the Riddler. I don't know. Using his drones to figure <laughs> out things? This was a goofy thing in there. This is almost like, uh, almost like when we heard about the team in Detective Comics and you hear Clayface. That's all. Right. This is to hear these people. Oh my God. I don't believe it. How are they going to do that? It was okay. It's good fun. 
This is my favorite annual this week. Yeah, I put in my review, uh, it's not necessary, but it was fun, and sometimes fun's better, or yeah. fun's enough. And it was. It didn't anger me. This was the first book that I read and reviewed. I gave it a seven. I liked the way that they tied in the art and the style of each book to kind of make it mesh. And and they did. I said a bunch of times already. They I think they got the voices of everyone. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't say anything with Simon like, I was a terrorist. Or, you know, throw that. <laughs> we get enough of that. Calm no, down. but even that. so, I'm talking about guys who I really ripped apart in Lansing and Kelly in the Batman Robin Eternal because it seemed like they were pushing too hard to make you know that they knew the characters. Didn't get that here. If no. you say that saying Bullocks for Constantine is that, you didn't really get it. You had Harley. I don't know. Not, not a lot of Cremoles. No, no Cremoles. It just was pretty good. Uh, but I liked it 7 out of 10. I think I was going to go with a 6.5 when we started, but then I didn't realize about the art changing like that when I read it earlier. But with that aspect, it's a solid 7. Yeah, I, I think it is. And it's, it is one of those where... Again, it's my pick of the week. I'll, I'll tell you that it's right now. It's my pick of the it's week as well. Week because that this was a shitty week, but it was fun. It was fun enough. All right, the next one was not so fun. <laughs> people, people love it. I think people were. Uh, it's one of those where uh, if a book gets real ultra serious, people don't like to bash it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. People usually rip apart Deathstroke, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, because Deathstroke is a fun action movie book. All of a sudden, so they're Johnny, they're Tommy John come lately's are they? I don't know. Have I signed up for Deathstroke? Am I doing it continuing? I think I am. I believe you are. Rebirth. I know that I don't think Phil Hester is doing it, right? I don't even know. I don't know. No, it's it's Christopher Priest because okay. I'm a big fan of his. Um, if this is the tone of that book, I, I guess it might. It's a little too serious it's for a my little too Serious and a little too heavy handed to me. Uh, but yeah, it's written by Phil. It took me forever to read this book. I'll tell you that. Deathstroke Annual Number Two, uh, written. I almost said my score. By the way, right next to that, written by Phil Hester, art by Mirko Kolak, Roberto Villacava, Michael Spicer, and Dave Sharp. And again, I didn't write a, a blurb. We find out in this Deathstroke Annual that war is hell, and there is no winner. Especially for Deathstroke, Deathstroke. <laughs> as he plays both sides throughout the issue and then ends up looking like a piece of shit to a little kid. There you go. You like this? I do. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Uh, you end up, and I'm, I'm pulling up the book here. Um, it's dead serious. You are in Rapistan, Eric, and Rapistan might as well be conduct because shit's gone wrong. Seriously, it might as well be. And you start off, and what threw me off right away is you, you start off, and there's this guy with a big fucking, I don't, it's not a sword. It's like a fucking, what do you call that? A spear. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. That don't look like no Deathstroke I know. But because it's an annual, and because of that, I'm like, okay, he's got a different, uh, you know, he's got a different mask. I don't know what's going on. It's not. This is death- stealth mode, baby. Yeah, and it's, yeah, but didn't you, like, right away, didn't you think, like, huh? This is weird. Their Deathstroke looks different. No, you, I honestly didn't think it was Deathstroke. It's weird, though, to me, because I, that big ass spear. I just think that it was a weird way to throw it out, because you find out that's the Balkan. The Balkan the is the Balkan. guy who's there. The, uh, basically, it's setting up that a uh, couple families are warring uh, clans or going at each other in this Rapistan. 
and both of them have their hired help. Uh, Desert, Desert Mobs. Mobs. Deathstroke versus the Balkan. And you're going to get that. And these people are pieces of shit. They are awful. And it's, you know, it's like Hammurabi going on, an eye for an eye for everything. And they do mention this takes place after the events of the James Bonney's final issue as well. Um, so you have that, but really, this, you didn't even need to. I know people want to spell that this out. Could this have could have happened anywhere. 17 years ago. Uh, you know, it could have been his first deal, but yeah. Even there, mention there. his son that died was kind of weird because yeah, I haven't talked that, about him in a long exactly. time. That's what uh, that threw me off as well. But yeah, you're going to go on and you get these but, things. When does he not talk him. about Rose or Jericho? Yep. Yeah. I, I, really, really, I, I was wondering where they were going to mention it. All the <laughs> stuff that's gone, I wonder what happens in that issue 20 then, yeah. because, boy, he's forgotten. But, yeah, they're in Rampston, then you get um, Deathstroke showing up, and there you go. He's there, he's walking through, and he befriends this little kid. And I do like that. It really, it, he might as well be Jean Reno. Pretty and, much. And freaking, uh, what's professional. her name? Yeah, it's the professional. Natalie Portman. With Natalie Portman because he's basically, this little kid is in this awful area. These clans are fighting back and forth. And even this kid sees, you know, shit's gone wrong. People are, are double-crossing each other all over the place. And this little kid's involved and he's going to shoot Deathstroke. And it's one of those, you know what? You point a gun at somebody's son. You better pull that trigger. You know, and I will I tell like, you I this. I wish he would pull that trigger. I would don't. Have. I would have. I would have killed that fucking Deathstroke right there, right in the face. I don't believe in guns, but uh, everything that dealing with Ali and Deathstroke, yeah. that was my it's favorite good. part of the book. That is really good. It is because it's like the professional. Exactly, and I love Death, that movie. Yes, yeah. And Deathstroke is – it's one of those where Deathstroke doesn't want to teach him how to be a killer like he is, but I guess he kind of gets the idea like, well – Hey, he's going to be that anyway at one at a point, but he is trying to teach him to be a man. Yeah. He breaks his fucking finger, too. He breaks <laughs> his goddamn finger on that trigger, and then he hires him to kind of be his uh, go-to guy. Kind you know, of a Deathstroke, lookout to a degree. Yeah, well, Deathstroke's there. He needs somebody who knows the lay of the land even and can get in and out of place and probably goes and gets some food. He's going to watch his little uh, cache of uh, fucking weapons. Uh, but really, all of this, there's just a lot of characters thrown in that I really don't care too much about. I and I just tell want, you their names, just except for the Balkan. just want Deathstroke to kill them. But yeah, you get the guys where Deathstroke goes, and you find out that the guy who's hired him, which has the craziest weapon, which I do like as well, that chain. That's very crazy. Each of them gets a chain, and it's a chain on a ball. It's it's crazy-ass shit. It's like something that would be in like a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. It's like this it's special steel Bill. that all, all they, that's the only thing they have is this special steel that's like the strongest god. It's pretty much, in my mind, like adamantium of the DCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody in his family has forged their own link to this yeah, chain. It's a big-ass thing now. And because the Balkan went and killed his son in the beginning, there will be no more links. So he hired Deathstroke yeah, yeah. to kill the oh, rival oh, family. I, I I like the idea that they're showing you like, boy, this family's gone on for that long. I mean, it's a huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I really did like the on. setup to this too. Yes, and, that did and yes, me. the Balkan has killed his son. So you uh, you got to go and kill this other family. And I, oh well, what do you want me to do? Kill the? No, I want you to kill that guy. So it's all like I said, it's an eye for an eye. Yeah. The one clan killed the one guy's son. You're going to go do it. At this point. I've already figured out that the Balkan was Deathstroke. You and said I did, you did not. not. I'm like, the Balkan's fucking Deathstroke. Why else would we not get any more about the Balkan? And so they're going. <laughs> Show me more Balkan. Yeah, and he, I'm saying they won't even let him talk, and he's going like this and that. So he, he goes out, and then you, you continue the interaction with him and, and the kid. And I really did like that. And he says, listen, you, you do this. I'm giving you $1,000 a, a day. day to watch my shit buddy 
And yes, well, sir, I, come well, over my way. Yeah, really, I'd like that. Really, we'll set up a Patreon. We only have the Patreon account. Deathstroke Slade is the only guy in. And we're rich. Aaron. Yeah, thousand dollars a day. But yeah, and then he's gonna go fight pieces of shit. That's basically. And he does. Yeah, and he then goes. the Vulcan fights the rival pieces of yeah. shit. Yeah, and it's going back and forth. And violence only escalates violence, Jim. It does, but it, the thing that you find out then, then they realize too, eventually, these two warring families realize, wait a second, this is the same guy. And, and that's then, the craziest part, though, because they find out after the freaking guy the Deathstroke is working for has these other killers, the Stonecutters, yeah, who yeah, are the, the craziest cutters. fucking characters that come I saw the Stonecutters before. They sung and danced with Steve uh, fucking, what's his name? Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg and an alien. We and, and do. ate ribs. Yeah. That's all the stone cutters did, Eric. They drank beer, ate ribs, and then Homer had to get them involved. We sat to fucking yap in Homer's ear. And then next thing you know, they're doing nice things for the community, and they kick him and out. That's all I thought about. So no yeah, more Homers. showed up in this book. No more Homers, Eric. But, but yeah. aren't they the craziest characters to show up out of nowhere who have this poison stone dust? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's not stone, but it's poison dust they emit yeah, it's, it's so they can like take out their goddamn villain. dance. Yeah. Yay, we're doing the dance, and yeah, they're going to And they come after Deathstroke. Yep, they come after Deathstroke. They realize, oh, when... And they do. They they injure him. He's out, down for the count for a week, weeks, whatever it was, what it was. Four days. Four days, and that's when the two families realize, when you went down and the Balkan didn't show up, <laughs> then we realize. I'm like, we really? We put two and two together and realize you're ripping us and, off. Uh, and Yeah, and the worst thing is they um, team together. Yeah. They team up together now. What it pulls back to show you is Deathstroke is not doing this for money. He's doing this as another job <laughs> from another guy to basically take down a country. There, his daughter was killed by this fucking yeah. war that these people yep, had. This so he, war was going. He hired Deathstroke to take yep, them both down. Take them down. And I again, I love the epicness of Deathstroke taking down a country from within itself. That was so- good that is and i like and we're saying all this getting that there though is fucking hard it's very heavy-handed and it's a lot of these characters like i said a lot of these characters that i really don't care about and i just want deathstroke to fight say some one-liners and and slice off arms (laughs) i'm telling you it's like poochie trying to get to the fireworks it is yeah when do we get to the fireworks factory (laughs) when do we get to deathstroke killing people even again i don't know the more i'm talking about i am liking a little more because even then he goes to see this lady who's the head of the uh the the one the rival family yeah. and says hey listen i'm giving you a present merry christmas here's the present the present is you get to fucking kill yourself and everyone else i have placed detonators yep. all over this goddamn t- fucking city yep. and here i'm gonna kill you but at least you yes. have the satisfaction of pushing this button and knowing that you and killed knowing your that rival. You killed the rival and i thought boy that that is kind of badass kick ass in the meantime they have kind of joined together the rival is the guy with the crazy chain and the balls he's got Two chain chain he's like eight chain <laughs> and he starts strangling Deathstroke. He gets it, of course. And he was still weakened by the stone cutters. Yeah, and he has a he has a, the fucking button. He blows it up. Uh, everybody dies. He kind of is like, "Yep, I like." He almost gives like the. That's fuck the end you. of that chapter. Yeah, <sighs> he, he has that that fucking the chain around him. Fuck off! Throws the thing. Gets on his motorcycle. That's you know that's fine. It's like right after right outside the blast radius. <laughs> motorcycle. I see it it's just sitting there, and he starts riding off. And he sees, uh, is would it be Adi? Oh, it's, I thought it was Ali off top. It, it is Adi, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like Adi. He sees Adi, and he's like, "Hey, Adi, uh, where are you going? 
Ad doesn't want to fucking talk to him. No, he's and, done. Fucking that show is a monster. Yeah, then you get the most heavy-handed thing. It's so good, though. It makes me laugh, actually, because he calls the guy, and he says, hey. Or the guy actually calls him, I guess. He gets the call, and it's Alavi, who is the guy who has set up Deathstroke to, to destroy the country and both those warring factions. It's like, hey, you know what? My daughter's finally avenged. All right, did you get all the monsters? And he looks in the mirror. All but one. Like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you piece of shit. You need a, you need a different uh, line of work, That slave. is so funny. That makes me laugh. <laughs> now, that is kind of an action move, but it's it's stupid. And then it ends with, there's a D. He's got his gun. You see a lot of refugees coming out of the town. I don't know. It seems like these warring factions, it only seemed like the two heads died. See, I don't think that's a gun. Oh, yeah. no, he's got the yeah. handgun. I'm yeah, talking, I you're talking about the staff thing. No, yeah, yeah, no that's a gun. Yeah, gun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that other thing is the is the Balkan staff. Exactly. He's ready to kick ass. And you get the idea. It's like one of those, when you're old enough and you want to come find me, I'll be waiting. ID. But, yeah, he goes off, and they, these people are coming up. But, again, Indeed. violence only begets violence. And war is hell, and yes. there's no winners in war. I, I, I'm – I hate to say that it, it seems like we brushed over a lot in this issue, but really not a lot more. We hit ha- all the fucking points. Yeah, not a lot really happens. And it's it's funny, too. I gave this a better score than I did Grayson, but I had more fun with Grayson, so I still might go against the, the averages and right. give that my book of the week, as I said, because I did give this a 7.9 because – I did really like the ID stuff. I really like that. I like that as well. It ended heavy handed, but I like ID's a stand up guy at the end. He ain't talking to no Deathstroke. Fuck Fuck you, Deathstroke. You fucking played me like a fucking fiddle. But getting ready for this podcast, it took me so long to get through this book because how exposition heavy it is and just all these characters that I don't care about. And they're all, it's all one shot anyway. You know, by the end of this, none of it will matter. You know what I'll give that though? A lot happens in a book that doesn't matter. It's true. And they, and Phil Hester does a great job of giving you a full story that at the end – and really, Deathstroke is probably one of the easiest characters to do that for because he's always going to be going on a mission and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do that. But I really do like that you're getting the thing where Deathstroke really – he hates himself. He hates what he has to do. He does what he does because he's good at it. He hates his, uh, you know, his family hates him, whatever. So I like the idea that he was trying to uh, befriend this kid and trying to help him out. And that guy and everybody, like Constantine, Constantine fucks everybody. And I mean, he fucks up. But, <laughs> you know, everybody ends up worse. With Deathstroke, everybody just hates him. Yep. <laughs> and especially kids. Especially his kids. But, but yeah, I like- he even spells it out how he, his son and that, you know, he saw ideas maybe uh, a little bit of like his son and doing that. But yeah, I, I did like it. You didn't like the art as much, right? No, I did not. I, I like it. was gritty. It was gritty in the part. You know what I mean? No, I'd say it was serviceable. I really didn't like the way Deathstroke looked, though. He's just like all skinny and Did you like lanky. how Balkan looked? No, it's it's Deathstroke. I... Balkan was Deathstroke, Aaron. It's so <laughs> funny. He's like, I'm going to make a disguise. What I'm going to do is get my, my whole mask I'm going to have two black. holes. My, two my, eye holes. Two eye holes in my Nobody mask will be think. black. <laughs> and I won't have that fucking Captain America fucking armor on. That scale armor. Oh, Jesus. I, I think I'd give this a 6.5. I give it a 6. Because there was a lot of aspects to the book that I did enjoy, even if it's Yeah, I gave it a 7.9. Uh, didn't have the biggest fun uh, you know with the it, biggest uh, fun the biggest fun i don't know what i'm saying it's getting late it's getting late eric 
Not Crazy. as late as usually. We don't no. have the books, but uh, we're going to stop right now and go off to Reggie and Chris, I believe. I've lost my outline. Yes, Excellent. we're going to go off to the Cosmic Treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like you, that. All man. you guys on Twitter. The Cosmic Treadmill. Tell Reggie how great anywhere. that name is, and I'll <laughs> laugh at you right in your face, too. The Cosmic Treadmill like Reggie it. and Chris. I wish that I knew what Reggie looked like. And I wish he was like a 700-pound man so I could yell for him to get on the real treadmill. Would that be mean? <laughs> yes. Hey, get on the real treadmill, buddy. Hey. Yeah, but it's going to be about – Get on the treadmill, fatty. Uh, hey, I've been playing a lot of basketball, baby. It's uh, They're going to talk about – Horse does not count as basketball. Yes, it does. Booster gold number one they're talking about. Booster gold number one, Eric. But which nice. number one? I have no idea. I don't either. Let's see. Hello and welcome back to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, where we're going to go back to the past and read some old DC comics. Today we've got Booster Gold number one, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Dan Jurgens, Mike DiCarlo, Tom Zuko. On sale date was December 4th, 1985. Welcome, citizens of Metropolis, to your newest protector, Booster Gold. Part superhero and part deal-making yuppie, Booster takes to the streets and thwarts evil with his oddly prescient robot companion, Skeets, provided there are news cameras rolling. His medal is tested by a reject from the muscle figurines line, Blackguard, whose boasts are matched only by his mighty ponytail, and Booster beats him boldly. Yet the golden-haired glad-hander is an enigma. Who is he? Where is he from? And how did he come into possession of a Legion of Superheroes flight ring? Since this series is 30 years old, we can fare Fairly well answer these questions now. Yeah, we uh, we can start here with the uh, cover yep. of uh, Booster Gold number one, which always struck me as being a little bit less iconic than it should be. Probably for uh, a number one issue, definitely. Yeah, it's just uh, him fighting Blackguard. It looks like he's looks like he's standing on his legs. <laughs> um, I mean, almost, almost with like an athletic prowess too. You know, he really is just, just perched on his thighs and calf. Like, he, like he's going to spring off. I mean, to be honest, yeah. what's weird is they had, the line is so heavy around them, they almost look like they're like color forms. You know, remember those old stickers? Like they were just stuck on yeah. them. Yeah, they do. They actually do. <laughs> it doesn't look like a Dan Jurgens uh, drawing, but I don't know. Maybe that's his cover. Could be, yeah. And I, I do like that there is a crowd in the background, which kind of plays off uh, Booster doing things for the views. Mm. And uh, But... Otherwise, I, I would have. Uh, yeah, it seemed like the books around then, the number one issues were not as iconic as they should be. I, I, I always think of that uh, the first issue of Superman, the yellow one. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't look like a first issue, and this one doesn't look like a first issue either. No, it's you know they, I don't think they had gotten the formula down pat yet at that time. Yeah, and you know this is back when they didn't just re- redo number ones every couple of years. So exactly. this is the one you were stuck with. That's right. You know, they, didn't, they didn't get a second chance to make a first yeah. impression back then. But uh, we go on the inside here, and uh, we don't meet Booster first. We meet a fellow named Skip Andrews. And he is the, uh, he's a editor for, what is it, Blaze Comics, right? Blaze Comics, yep. Yeah, and uh, they're behind schedule. They don't have anything to print. Uh, the comics industry is, is hurting. And uh, 
they're looking for something to publish. Yeah. Uh, one of his uh, assistants, employees, friends, whoever comes in and drops the uh, the latest Daily Planet on his lap, and uh, on the cover is Booster Gold, who might just give them the booster they're looking for. Mm, he even says, "Hey, you know, it's not a bad idea." I also <laughs> like this guy, and this was, you know, it's very in keeping with the style, but he clearly is wearing Jerry Curl. I mean, and he is a white guy. He is, he is. And, and he's got, like, sort of just a very super tight curly haircut. The, it, the 80s were a good time for curly-haired men, right? The it's late one of the 70s. few times. Yeah, one of the few times in history that a man like Elliot Gould could be considered a sex symbol. <laughs> or even Billy Crystal. I mean, come on. And, and Richard Simmons. I, oh, well, <laughs> still a sex symbol to some, Chris. Still a sex symbol to some. <laughs> Mia culpa. <laughs> well, oh, as we go, as we go a little bit deeper here, we finally do, be, do meet Booster Gold, who's uh, he's in the middle of a jog around the uh, the local athletic club, yeah, Metropolis Athletic Club. He's running alongside a uh, a film uh, producer, glad handy fellow uh, named Conrad. And uh, they're going back and forth over the rights to the Booster Gold film. And uh, Booster wants an exorbitant rate, and he also wants to star. He wants points. He wants back end. He wants everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he you know, uh, he, he does get it. He does get it because he tells Conrad, you know, my way or the highway, and boom, there you go. He says it's going to be, the movie's going to be bigger than Gremlins, Goonies, and Gone with the Wind. Ooh, that comedy. Well, two that- out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Well, you know, the Gremlins and Goonies, what is that? Gremlins is 83, Goonies is like 84, something these were. Yeah. They were right right in that time. Uh, and he also comes up with the name for the inevitable sequel, uh, Booster Gold, The Legend Lives On. Yes. The never-ending journey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he uh, he gets the deal here. He cuts the deal for $5 million per movie, points, 10% merchandising, and the starring role. See here, he uh, they venture over to the... Uh, the the country club's juice bar, mm. and you know, Booster's in his familiar outfit, but there is one glaring difference from what we're used to. Yeah, and that is a long, flowing golden cape. It almost, it almost looks like you know he, he took it off Doctor Fate or something, right? Because it, <laughs> it, it's even a different color. It is. It's like it's like a darker gold. You know, yeah. it's like where the hell's my cape? Doctor Fate's like, what happened? I need that. <laughs> yeah, they, they head up to the bar, and it seems like everybody knows Booster. He's a he's a fairly famous chap around town, and uh, you know we got a guy giving him a stock tip on like, Chemtech. Yeah, like well, who is that guy? I you know I think that guy is supposed to be uh, someone famous from the time. Doesn't his face look like super specific? Is I that, could be wrong. Yeah, it's like. But he almost looks familiar to me, but who knows, you know. Maybe it's, like, it's Alan Greenspan. Possibly, you know. This would have been <laughs> before the, he controlled the Fed, too, you know. Yeah, it's, that's the face that, that's jumping out at me. That explains um, why he's, you know, got all this power. He got that booster future tech, you know. This is true. This is true. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, they, they want to give him this stock tip on Chemtech, and Booster says, nah, they'll be out of business in a year. Mm. And we don't know how or why he knows that. How could he possibly? Maybe one of his powers is that he can see the future. Possibly. Or maybe we he's don't just very good at, at gambling. Yeah, he might. He might. Uh, he might just be a, a stock market uh, wunderkind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do meet a, uh, a senator. We don't know what state he represents. No, but, uh, or what his name is. Just a <laughs> yes, senator. Yes, a senator. He calls him. He calls him Buster and. Booster, uh, he fixes him up. His name is Booster, not Buster. But but he no does, hard feelings. He does buy the senator yeah. uh, juice. 
He does, and it's it's a, it's not just a juice; it's a boosterific juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that panel. Oh my he's, god! It's like, thanks for the drink, Jan. As usual, it's boosterific. Yeah. The girl's like, oh, pull, just give yeah. me a break. That means you put, a lot, of, you put a lot of benzedrine in it. That's what he means. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as Booster uh, walks away from the bar, the the girl behind the counter hands uh, the glass that Booster drank from to a shady man in a shady outfit. And uh, he, she is thanked for her hard work, and uh, she did a good job for this fellow. Well, now, in modern times, we would assume that this guy was going to take lip prints and get DNA. Yeah. Obviously, that couldn't happen at the time because this is 1986. But also, he drank the whole thing out of a straw. And that's what yeah. I love. He was a man unafraid to use a straw. <laughs> and I, I do like that, uh, you know, as Boost is approaching the juice bar, he's got gloves on. Yeah. But when he's drinking the drink, his gloves are off. He likes to feel the coldness he, of the, the glass. The tactile. <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to the experience. And, and, then, and then, you know, in two panels later, the gloves are back on. So They're back know, on. That's, uh, and I didn't, they don't even look like they could detach. Only whilst I drink or eat. That's the rules, folks. I take the gloves off. Otherwise, you know, sleeping, showering, they stay on. They stay on. Uh, anyway, Booster he leaves the club, goes, hops into his uh, well-appointed limo. Where waiting for him is a floating robot named Skeets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skeets lectures him on familiarizing himself with the language and cultures there. And Booster does keep making little mistakes uh, with the language. Could he be a foreigner? Mm, possibly. Maybe, maybe hmm. he must be reading him in an accent. You know, maybe it's more like, <laughs> "Shut up! I turn you into toaster." <laughs> You're quiet, Don't be ridiculous. Oh, they, oh, Balky Bartakovas <laughs> is my friend. Don't now they are so happy. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, what's this deal? We don't know what the story is with well, this was, robot. Was Yakov Smirnov bigger on them? But, yeah, he was, actually. He was huge. Maybe, maybe he just loves his country. In Russia, <laughs> the robot, it, it don't talk to you, you know? You, you talk country. to a robot. You, talk, you are a robot. <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, so he's, he's in his limo. He gives his agent a call. Uh, Dirk mm-hmm. Davis, a great agent name. Uh, Dirk, Dirk Davis is doing that work for him at Gold Star Industries. That's uh, Booster's company, and uh, he's got him a serial commercial and an appearance on the Love Cruise. Do you remember? Do you remember watching the Love Cruise, Chris? Oh, that remember was a that great show? show. Yeah, that was, that was a good with, show. Uh, that was with Groundhog and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Captain Ruben, I believe. Yes, and uh, and 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 Shiro would uh, show up every so often. She'd say choo 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 choo. Oh, the love cruise! No, yeah, they had to have a different song. Fantastic and no. So anyway, things are things are looking up for uh, Booster, but he still wants. He wants more. He wants something very special, and he wants to join the Justice League of America. He keeps pestering the secretary, uh, whose name I don't have to hand. Uh, Has the JLA returned his calls, or has she contacted the JLA? She says... Her her name is Trixie, but uh, we can call her Sweets. Oh, we get Toots, I think, also, right? Toots, too, yeah. They're very pretty derogatory towards her. They're very progressive at Uh, Gold Star. As as she points out, though, you can't just look up JLA in the phone book, you know? You sort of have to know how to contact them. Who knows if they even have a phone? I mean, this is... This is before work? Maxwell Lloyd took over and kind of commercialized it. Yeah, you know, then then you could probably find them on a billboard, you know, whatever. Yeah. Look at their TV commercial, but yeah, this is this is they were a lot more secretive. So he uh, 
He's not going to get in JLA right now, but then something uh, happens. A armored truck sideswipes his limo and uh, mm-hmm. sends them careening. And, of course, this is time for Booster to go into action, not to mention there's lots of people watching. And, uh, you know, he's sure the news cameras are on their way, which is his whole thing. So he first shoots the armored car with a booster blast. Mm-hmm. And uh, this sort of heats it up and... Oh no! It sends it flying. I'm sorry. That's what that's what messed it up. It it, it pushed the vehicle out of control. Out of the way. Yeah. So you have a couple of people. The uh, mom and her son. The mom says Superman, and the kid actually says, "No, mom, even better that Booster Gold guy." Yes. So he is uh, connecting with the kids. Out of this van come a bunch of pretty ugly suited uh, minions. They're in a kind of a green. Skull cap. It's really yeah, I think they're called the hundred, and I think later on they're called the thousand. Oh yeah, because they return. <laughs> oh, these guys come back later. I, I haven't. Yes. I haven't done any more rereading than the uh, first issue, but uh, they're not really floating my boat. Just to look at them right here. They're sort of uh, easy to forget. Yeah, as yeah, far just, as as just, far uh, as character design, they're they're cannon fodder. Yeah, they're just some jabronis. Uh, they fire at uh, Booster Gold. Doesn't have a lot of effect on him. He can also deflect. So he's got a booster pulse. He can fly. He can mm-hmm. deflect blasts, at least some sort of whatever blasts these are coming from the guns. So Booster is uh, kicking butt. He's punching him around. He's uh, whisking. Seems to have some sort of a, I don't know if we'd say super speed, but he's definitely quick on his feet. You know, Sure. Uh, his little robot Skeets is in on the action, zapping him up. Uh, things are really going Booster's way. And then... There's, then. A, there's a turn. Blackguard shows up. He's uh, the, the muscle action figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I hadn't thought of that. And when you mentioned it, it's like, oh, God, yeah. That's exactly, I mean, I, I could see it's it's possible Dan Jurgens had to do a bunch of designs, and this was a rejected one. I mean, this is totally right be. out of there. I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, Blackguard emerged shoulder pads first also. That's the he would, first thing you see. He would see. have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You know, the 80s were a time of shoulder pads, but this takes the cake right here. Yeah, he's he's got the whole decade's worth on his, <laughs> yeah, on his, on his torso there. And uh, Boost is, uh, you know, his athletic prowess uh, proves to be you know, a little futile uh, compared to old Blackguard here. Blackguard is just, he just towers over him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's yanking, he's yanking crud out of the ground. He's yanking signs, posts, and he's just, he's just beating Booster down. Well, you know, one thing I like here is that uh, the scene on the cover actually takes place in the comic. Right there, yeah. He's exactly. holding the, uh, the street sign. Yeah, so that very thing happens. So you, so you cannot say you were ripped off. Yes. If you bought it, they say that what was advertised on the cover is in the interior. You gotta wonder. Maybe that was a maybe that was a panel that they blew up. In That's the, not impossible. <laughs> that is, is not also impossible. True. <laughs> we uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break from the the Blackguard battle to revisit our uh, our shady fellow who took the glass, mm-hmm. and he drops it off at a. We find out his name is Myron. First of all, okay, and uh, he appears to be giving he, he appears to be delivering this glass to Mister Peanut. That's right. Who's right. <laughs> leading jauntily on his cane? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see any glimmer from his monocle, but I'm just assuming he has. That must one. be. Well, I'm he, he, he wouldn't wear his top hat indoors, so they, it makes perfect sense. That's bad luck and bad <laughs> yeah. form. <laughs> but uh, it's a very brief scene. It just establishes that they want to find out. They're trying to get to the bottom of who, just who this Booster Gold is, and they're going to use the uh, fingerprints to try to track him. And luckily, he wasn't wearing his gloves when he drank. Yeah. Do you, do you think that uh, 
the colorist or Jergens had to go in and fix that at some point. He was like, oh, you shit. know, it's, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that because because when I, I thought I was going to catch him with a little note prize here saying, hey, he had his gloves on. But then I was like, wow, he, wait, he didn't have his gloves yeah. on. He pulled them off just to drink. Bless his just heart. Just to drink. Yeah, maybe it's a uh, it's just a culture in the uh, in Mipos where he comes from. <laughs> That's right. You know, you never drink with your gloves on. Yeah, you know, after you herd the sheep, you take your gloves off and you go drink. Um, yeah, the Black God is uh, he, he's dead. this battle is raging on the streets of Metropolis, which uh, draws the attention of the uh, local news, which is WGBS. That's right. And uh, this is. This is pre-crisis, so this is uh, Jimmy Olsen is the uh, is a television reporter, you know, much like you know Clark Kent and uh, was it Lana Lang was one too. She was on there too, yeah. And, and, Lo- and Lois worked for them. I mean, basically, you know, in the late seventies, WGBS took the place of Daily, of the Daily Planet, Planet for a time. Although at this time, Daily Planet was back. Yeah, they were both out of the Galaxy Building, I believe. Right. So yes, yeah, I think that is correct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the battle rages on, and it looks like all is lost when uh, when Black God hits Booster with a uh, some sort of a like a energy ball and chain. Yeah, he seems to get almost like a Green Lantern energy here. Like what, it looks like it, but it, it looks I, like it's it. not. You know, it's something no. else. No, he's not wearing the ring. But uh, Booster, uh, he begins showboating again. He flies right past him. Yep. <laughs> As if he was luring him somewhere. I know. Well, you know, it's funny. Is like maybe one person is like, "What's going on?" But you know, right away, Jimmy's like, "Booster's obviously leading Blackguard away from the onlookers in order to save their lives. He may also have something else up his sleeve." This reporter has seen enough superhero battles to recognize a ploy when he sees one, and so has the reader of this comic. I have a yes. feeling. Yes, and, and we all we all know that Jimmy is uh, he's he's a master of perception. That's right. <laughs> He's been he's been working next to a man with glasses for the past seventy five years. <laughs> yeah, without knowing without knowing he's Superman, <laughs> really on the ball. He is. He is. He's a great guy. And uh, let's see, a booster was in fact luring him away, not only from the people, but over to a uh, like a power box, a like a what is it here? Like what? a high voltage power you know, box. It's, it's just a box in the street that says "danger, <laughs> high voltage." I mean, the thing is. Uh, you know, there was a 50-50 chance this was just like the entrance to a CIA laboratory. You know, <laughs> he could, and Booster could have really fucked this up right here. He's, he's lucky it was National actually... National secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you go in there, you see that they're fucking cloning dinosaurs. <laughs> no more Booster Gold, buddy, let me tell you. They will disappear wow. you quickly. So, uh, But no, it was, <laughs> it was in fact an electrical box, some sort of a, probably the fuse box for the, uh, yeah. you know... For the neighborhood. Who the hell knows? (laughs) (laughs) Either way, Black God smashes it and winds up electrocuted and probably taking the power off of half the city. But uh, he's out. The day is saved. He's down. And uh, Booster is victorious. Booster triumphant. But who is he still? We're very curious about who this guy is. Uh, You know, on the next page, we go back to his... uh, Agent Dirk Davis, who's still cutting deals and, uh, you know, being pretty cutthroat about it, definitely playing his client up, but it's still such a mystery. He has such weird uh, colloquialisms, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, tear these guys lung from lung, he says at one point, yeah. or uh, shake a leg. And, it's and he actually shakes a leg. And he actually, he doesn't <laughs> know what that means. He actually shakes his leg. He plays the hokey pokey. Um, as we go along, we, uh, we, uh, See, people are suspicious of Booster. There's a whole scene with a cat that sort of seems tacked on, frankly. But, uh, you know, I will say that Trixie does stand up for herself, and that is 
definitely some late 80s feminism for you. She stands up for herself in sort of the, uh, you know, working girl nine to five way, like, you can't talk to me that way, instead of, you know, getting a lawyer. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which is what would happen these days. Uh, and if you notice, she's she's pretty well equipped in the uh, shoulder pad department. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, her shoulder pad, she's obviously not blackguard level shoulder pad, but yeah. Not yet. She's, she's Maybe after her this altercation. Yeah. Uh, then we also, you know, we get another call in from Booster who asks again if uh, Trixie has gotten through to the JLA. She hasn't gotten through it. She's been busy getting sexually harassed by her uh, superiors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we learn that Booster also has a Legion of Superheroes flight ring. Yes. Uh, where could he have gotten that? Could he be a Legionnaire? What is the story? Maybe he's Booster Boy. But maybe he could be. He could be Blonde Boy. <laughs> yes. Blonde he's, Boy the Yuppie. <laughs> he's Matter Eater Booster. So, uh, uh, this all ends with uh, Booster seems to have saved the day, but then some lady in a blue and purple outfit blasts him and leaves him unconscious, and that's kind of where we leave it at the end. Yeah, that's our cliffhanger. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah that, I, I, don't, I don't even remember who she was, but yes. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't do anything. It says at the bottom of the return of an old DC hero. I'd have to read, you know, I, at one time I did read much of this run. I don't know if I read a ton of it, but I definitely read, I'd say, a, I, at least a half a dozen issues. I got the uh, the Showcase Presents volume of it. It's all it's all 25 issues of it, plus uh, an issue of Action Comics. Oh, that's cool. That, that was really cool. That was really cool. And you get to see Jan, Dan Jurgen's lines without all those ugly colors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you'd never know if he had his uh, gloves on or not. Exactly. You know what? That's exactly right. That's why you were curious about that. You're like, wait a second. You know, or maybe maybe you thought he never wore gloves. He was sort of yes. a bare-fisted hero in the in the golden age tradition. Uh, so you know, we could tell people now. I don't think it's a big secret. Booster Gold is from the future. Uh, uh, he's from the. I believe he's from like the thirtieth century. Oh, the twenty-fifth century, right? And uh, well, maybe you're right. I don't remember. I, yeah. They're one of them. He's from, he, the far, he, he's from the he, far-flung future. He essentially ripped off this technology to come back to our time and do what he's doing, be a hero for profit. And, uh, you know, throughout the series, uh, the Booster does kind of... He's less of an asshole as it goes along. He turns. He gets redeemed, like, yeah, yeah. A little bit of redemption, but he always is very arrogant, egotistical, and that's sort of sure. his, his mojo. Uh, it's a very 86 comic. I mean, Booster is essentially a go-go yuppie, you know what I mean? Like, he's a... Uh, his, you know, cutthroat agent and, you know what I mean, his, like, uh, you know, totally surface feelings, you know, he's not a very deep kind of guy, and I, I think yeah. that this definitely speaks he's, speaks He's also that. almost like, he's almost aloof to the reader. Yeah. He's, uh, like, he's not paying attention to the reader, like like you would expect from, a like, a lead. <laughs> you know, yeah. a comic book lead would be more, uh, more in tune with their readership, and he is, uh, it's all about him. I mean, What's weird Very is brave. you really do get the the uh, feeling that he's thinking about his endorsements and shit. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, just, yeah. He's not. He's just, a, he's just a fictional character. But even, <laughs> even while you're reading the comic, you're like, he's not even invested in this in this no. story. He's he's thinking about his movie right now. You yep, know, and everything's <laughs> a everything's a means to an end. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because I mean we don't get new characters anymore. No. Everything we get now is a derivative or a reimagining, and uh, this is uh, right on the cusp of the end of Crisis. So I mean, there were big changes going on to begin with, and uh, to get a hero that is almost antagonistic toward his readership is uh, was brave and 
and just just a very uh, interesting way to uh, to approach a new hero. It, it it was, and it was. It's to Dan Jurgen's credit that he became and has and has remained some of some people's favorite characters. I like yes. him now. You know, when I first read it, I was like, well, "This guy's an asshole." <laughs> when you read it, you realize that you know there's some humanity there, and he definitely is. Uh, yeah, you find heroism. out why. Yeah, you find out why he acts that way. I mean, he was a. He was a football player in the future who uh, who got caught betting, I believe. Yeah, and he got kicked off the team, and he wound up, uh, you know, his whole life fell apart. He was a janitor for uh, a museum, and that, that's how he got the stuff. Yeah, that's how he got his gear. But and, uh, uh, I don't know how he got back to the past, though. Did, was that was that was one of Rip Rip Hunter's time spheres or something, right? Yeah, I, b- I believe that. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, maybe I should read. Yeah, he didn't borrow our cosmic treadmill, did he? No, no, he uh, it, we, he wouldn't have had it then. By then, they already no. had the beautiful time sphere. You know, the, <laughs> there's always some way. You know, there's always some way to go back in time in comics. Certainly. It's not. You know, there could have been a freak storm. You know, yep. could have fell into a wormhole. It could have been a lot of ways. Uh, you want to read this? Uh, Think from the letters page that, that you Oh, have. yeah. This is uh, really gets us into the, uh, you know, the gestalt of when this is written here. Uh, the, uh, what's his face here? This is, I should say, what's her face here? This is uh, Janice, let me see, Janice Race, who's the editor here, yeah. wrote a piece to close out the issue and uh, pretty much discusses how, uh, you know, how this character came into being. And she talks about reading Dan's notes. And she says here, uh, and I quote, The first page, which began by listing the names of Olympic gold medal winners who had subsequently lent their names to a variety of products from breakfast cereals to shampoos. To be sure, Dorothy Hamill, Bruce Bruce Jenner, Mark Spitz, and Peggy Fleming were American heroes of the time. Also, to be sure, these people used their fame they garnered as a result of their athletic ability to ensure a degree of financial success by participating in highly lucrative commercial deals. Oh, yes, that Janice Race writing just rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> so, uh, but I think that's interesting. You know, he's acknowledging that you can be a hero and you can, you know... Profit. Profit, you know, make a living or profit off of it also. That, you know, doesn't mean that you're a bad person. I think that's what... The thing about Booster Gold is, you know, you notice his crimes are relatively petty. His betting, sure. betting on sports, insider betting, and, you know... Stealing from a museum, maybe that's not that petty, but yeah, you know, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't like he killed somebody, so no, not really a super villain. Uh, definitely a good comic. What would you? What would? What would score? You think you'd give it? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Uh, probably. Uh, uh, you know, the cover. The cover is just the cover, but uh, I think overall, I'd give it like an eight five. I think I'd give it an eight. You know, the cover. Yes. The cover pulls away from it, and you know, it's it's a real entertaining story. It's not like gonna. Uh, Light up the skies. This series gets better as it goes along, as I remember. It doesn't really come out of the box, so super strong. Yeah. But that'll about wrap it up for Booster Gold number one. I hope everyone enjoyed it and our new segment. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And uh, I'm going to tell you now, and I'll tell you next week too. Make sure you read Chris's personal blog. Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com where you can. Find a review for this very issue, and uh, probably yeah. probably learn a lot more instead of have two guys just chuckle chuckle bucking about it. And you can see a picture of me with Dan Jurgens. That's right. You can actually see. A, I, I totally forgot about that. This is your chance <laughs> to see Chris, the living Chris. So uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. If uh, write in, let us know how much we suck or you love us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Got anything else there, Chris? Uh, I didn't know if we wanted to say uh, if anybody had any suggestions. 
for right. uh, future uh, visits. Definitely suggestions, comments, everything. You know, if you uh, want us to read old DC comics, you just name the comic, and we will either have it or try to get it. Absolutely. So, uh, until next week, keep it very weird, and uh, have a good one. Thank you. All right, we're back. We are back, guys. We're back. We. That was what? Did, what do we call it? The cosmic treadmill with That's Reggie right. and Chris. Everybody can Close start enough. their fucking. De- Where's Reggie and Chris's segment? I, I, now you can yell about this one. I could get fucking furious. I have cosmic one. I have one request. Man. What's your request? Whatever Reggie and Chris aren't on the podcast, everyone yeah. should be saying, "Where's Reggie and Chris?" No. That's you don't want to do that. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I, I, we were talking about this for a little. I, we mentioned that. I mentioned it last week, and it, it's all true. <laughs> I get so angry. I am a, a fickle. I know. Am I a, a self-centered fickle yes. fan? Is that it? I'm not even that self-centered. I just, I just get irritated. I need. Jim's got to be the center of attention. Approval. And yeah. Not even that, because I don't really like to be the center of attention. But you I don't just want, want other everybody. To yeah, have I don't them. want anybody to have the attention, unless yeah. it's negative. And then I laugh. I laugh so much. Anytime comments are bad for Eric, oh my god, it's fucking Christmas that day. It's Christmas and, for yeah. you. I'm crying oh, in a closet. Hasn't happened much lately. I think you've gone a little generic on us. My I keep it from it's. It's me. I get all the shit now. And yeah, if I wanted the attention, then you would think that that would be great. I don't like that. I don't like when people call me out. Just so, positive reinforcement. That's what I need. And it all comes back. I'll tell you. Reggie even said, and I, I do have a, a buddy, uh, Joe, that I grew up with. And Joe said, and I'll, I'll ask you, Reggie, if you agree. Joe said to me that I was the craziest person he ever met only because I know I'm crazy and I know exactly why I'm crazy <laughs> and that's why yeah. I'm even crazier because I do know that stuff but yeah it's I, crazy I, enough to make you dangerous that's right I get so angry so yeah the cosmic treadmill with Reggie and Chris what the fuck I, I said I like the, that name we, we had that um the weird comics history and uh, the thing took uh, it got legs and took on a, a fucking life of its own, right? It, all of a sudden, Reggie was e- emailing me, "Hey, uh, we're gonna have to break this up into seven segments. Uh, it's gonna be a nine-hour segment, right?" So yeah. then you're like, oh, "Okay, well, we're just gonna do this little thing then. Uh, we'll have the weird <laughs> comics history by itself. We're gonna do that, and yes, that will start next week, not this week, next week." And so you said, well, but we're still going to do a segment for the podcast. I actually forgot that you were going to do a segment. I thought you were just going to do that and I could be fucking rid of you. Yeah. And uh, then you're like, yeah, here's the segment. He mails it to me. It's about Booster Gold that everybody just heard. And I had 25 minutes. I thought that was the, the whole concept. We were getting That's, rid of this. We were getting, oh, my goodness. These guys, lean and mean, baby. Yeah, you're like me and Eric. Fucking diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah, we, we, we really, we really have, we have. Problems. You guys are just fucking best friends. Yeah, that's the that's other thing that gets me mad. I, really, Reggie, we, we've never met in person, but I get jealous. Yeah, Reggie's now you're jealous. That I've got another there friend. he is, yeah. Chris. Who, what is he doing over there? I Don't worry, yeah, hey, Eric Chris is still my favorite. No, he's Oh, Jesus. Ray. I bet Chris doesn't make him laugh like I do. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think. What do you Jim, think? Jim, you're just a summer camp friend. I am. No, I'm actually the Niagara Falls boyfriend. I, I don't even exist. 
Reggie gets done, we get done recording. I'm fucking out of sight, out of mind. So <laughs> I'm always messaging him. That's the thing. I message him. I, I have a timer. False girlfriend. I have a timer on my computer that I have to message him every five minutes. He's like a goldfish. He'll fucking forget me. So I keep fucking doing it. Hey, and forget me, right? Who messaged hey, you this morning, guy? Yeah, you did. Uh, you got up and, and yeah, you messaged me, and it's funny because then you make me feel bad because you message me, and then I wake up three hours later. I'm like, this is how Eric lives. Yeah, <laughs> it but like goes see, down the line because then I message yeah. Eric. He gets up three hours later from there, and we're all together, right? The di- the difference is Eric. Eric and I know that that's not really a big deal. No, you know that that'll put you into like a mental tailspin. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm the minute that I oh you see when uh, I would message you and it's like around lunchtime. I'll message you and you don't get back to me. I will message you until you get back to me, and that may be. I think the one time may have been 15 messages, and you got back and you wrote, "Holy shit, what the fuck is going on?" And I, I was having a breakdown. Jim, we got to break up. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll get on with these books now. This is a weird podcast. Not a lot of books. Uh, I would love to say that we have a lot to talk about. Do we? to kind of go but i really can't say I'd that i'd love to say that too yeah uh this one uh reggie you reviewed on the site this was your only review of the week right it was my the only one book, my not only including DC like review. digital yeah and and the marvel stuff but yeah this was your only thing i had two books eric had none and yeah you yep. see he's relaxing put, good week putting his feet up on the desk i think that both <laughs> I played kirby's adventure for the nintendo oh, last really? night kirby's yeah. adventure huh i think that um What's going to happen next week? I think it's going to come to roost for you two. I think you guys have a bunch of books. I do not. I think I only have three. But more. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I do not have a lot of them. But uh, let's talk about the book at hand. I'd like to have it at hand. I'd like All to right. rip it in two and shove you it in right. your throat, Reggie, and then make Eric shit it out. That's my magic. Well, we know, I don't know how I'm going to do that. We know my with magic intro trick. like that, what other book could it be yet but Teen Titans Annual Number 2, written by Scott Lobdell, art by Corey Smith and Dean White. The story no one demanded. The Titans are having a night off at Club Double XL when all of a sudden the dance floor is full of green-tinted beasts that immediately try to kill them. Red Robin and Beast Boy find a secret chamber beneath the club where they find Sister Blood. Her plan is to bring peace to the world by turning everyone into green-tinted murderous animals. The Teen Titans beat everyone up, and then Red Robin says he wants to disband the team. So this book does have a happy ending. Yes, really. Uh, You say it right away. Nobody wanted this. Uh, really no. honestly and, if it was the teen titans just kind of chilling out and taking the night off and actually being decent people or characters i would have been, that been interesting that's yeah. what it should have been they should have just hung out in the you know their their fucking loft or wherever the fuck they go anymore in this and uh just even if they were in the club and, and they doing just interact like you, fucking and people you, and and you saw the you know, the, the characterizations of each. Like, you had Tim, but in this, it's so over the top. Tim's such a dick. But if you had that, and then you kind of, at the end, the big thing was that Tim would loosen up at the point where, you know what I mean? Almost yeah. like a, a a vice versa. Like, you'd have fucking <laughs> Wonder Girl then as worry. You're not getting that here. You're getting a bunch of bullshit. They're really, if anybody is listening to this and wondering if they should buy this, if they're a Teen Titans fan, the one thing you I will say, it, it doesn't really matter. So if you wanted to buy it, you're not you you'll you'll know what's going on as That's much true. as we did, yeah. and, and you'll was, probably be this pissed. was definitely an inventory issue or yeah. possibly a two-parter that yeah. was sort of shoehorned into the story. It's clear to me because you know like, you can look at the other two annuals that came out, and at least they both feel like independent, you know, useful yeah. stories that are giving you some depth to the characters. This does 
nothing at all. There's, it, there's nothing that happens in this story that's worth remembering or is yeah. shocking and or I, is a turn or I'll, I'll repeat myself anyone. because at the end we're going to have our uh, DC uh, rebirth report card we're going to put at the end of the podcast where I say it and I'll probably say it again at points in the podcast. Why couldn't they have just ditched these and given us like two rebirth number ones for books coming yeah. up? coming out uh, this one is it really this was like a slap in the face to me from dc like but it broke it, the momentum terribly and, and it, <laughs> i know that it sucks it really did suck to have this fifth week in the first month of rebirth you can't possibly have rebirth annuals after this yeah. little bit of time but why not skip this shit or you could have this but put Just a couple a give us a give us a night give it that yeah that would have been perfect um just give us Nightwing uh, freaking Rebirth number one. We've, sure. like I said we've had the Titans Rebirth number one. The Rebirth number ones do not have to be in any sort of order of a week or anything. Just grab yeah. some of those. But like you said, that would have been good. You grab Harley. Uh, do that. Uh, find another book. Now, they're, they're really – you can tell with the annuals this week, they really were tied down, though, for the books that Rebirth hadn't started or yeah. series hadn't – though Grayson is over – yeah. So that was weird, but like you're not gonna have. I don't know. You could have had a Doctor Fate, and I don't know what you would have that. Would I don't have. want a Doctor Fate. I know I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what would have been any better, but this was not good. This, this issue just at the end made me think that it just nothing happened and and nothing that I wanted to. I. I'm glad you reviewed it, Reggie, because, boy, I, I did not enjoy it. Let me tell you, returning to Teen Titans has not been a uh, laugh riot for no, me. No, no, and, and it's this funny. This book th- th- sucks th- every time. And we passed it on to you. Th- this has gone down. But, yeah, you start this issue where they're – Can we, can we a, get an intern in? Yeah, really. Maybe a Teen Titans Dan, intern? Dan is in now. <laughs> where he's in. Uh, you start off, and, okay, it, it starts off okay, but I was angry right away because you start off at – Studio Double XL. It's I know. so stupid anyway. Double XL! And it's Funker and Wonder Girl. They're dancing it up. And uh, the, the thing about uh, I had, I've not really seen Bunker that much. As And I'm like, who's that? And then I realized. I, I realized who it was. But uh, I guess, is it Wonder Girl doing the narration? Who is doing the na- Yeah, because she says his name. She's like, oh, years ago, this was a, a this could have been a speakeasy. Years ago? <laughs> really? That is it's, it's, the it's not her doing narration. Isn't though. it? It's, because it's just fucking narration. It's just narration. This is, this it's is Scotty Odell like, uh, just coming down, breaking yeah, it. Old school. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's yeah, just years for the ago. moment Cassie and Miguel. So, yeah, it's like this crazy, I'm the pre- oh, so stupid. A speakeasy. A hundred years ago. It yeah, a hundred years ago. Years ago. Dr. Manhattan. We're going to go forward and make this to like connect to the rest of Rebirth. Yeah, right I'm, well, I'm thinking to myself, really. The things that I've heard the kids nowadays don't know, that would fucking speakeasy. I know, really. You know, you think somebody's and, out of touch. This, you know? is a t- this is a book about, with teens. And Ye- um, Years ago, they would have played Skelly. Uh, down here we go. <laughs> they would have yeah, gone really. down to the malt shop. Yeah, and what else are we going to do? I've got a hoop with a stick. <laughs> a five and dime there. Kids and, still plays with that. I do. I love the hoop and stick. There's nothing funner. Um, but yeah, you go on and basically you're going to get a look at all the Titans and how they are dealing with a quote unquote night on the town, night off. Okay. It's fine. You have Tim being a dick. He's a fucking yeah. up on a log. 
Poor Power Girl trying to loosen him up. Power Girl gets stuck with him. I know. And she's uh, like, Damn. the minute that they go, they have to remind you that Bunker is gay. A guy comes over. I don't know. Did he ever break up with his boyfriend in Mexico? It doesn't matter. He's in Mexico. There are rules I, to relationships. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know that my one friend in uh, college, he had the rule. It started out being out of state. Everything goes. Yep. It became city limits. And I'm sorry, it became zip codes. And I'm not allowed streets. to leave the street. Yeah, I'm not allowed streets. to get off the street without my girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, and they're dancing. He's dancing with this guy. And everything in this issue really is just a forced way to continue the issue. It well, really up to is. that page, yes. right here, everything is, is okay to me. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So these first four pages, I was like, all right, well, again, it, that, this is not going to yeah. be like annoying as shit. Well, again, this is what Eric wanted. What Eric said, you're getting here. Yeah. Getting a Tim out, he does. He's uncomfortable. You're getting, you know, Wonder Girl. She's gonna walk away. She thinks Tim's looking cute. Uh, you know, Bunker's gonna dance with this other guy. Well, even that bothers me a bit though, because this guy comes up. He wants like, hey, can I cut in? He's gonna dance with uh with Bunker. And he's like, Bunker's like, no, I'm already, you know, dancing with my friend here. He and obviously does not want to dance. No, he she, doesn't. She hails on him like, oh, yep. she doesn't want to be with the freaking Bunker. And Bunker there's my friend to... walking away. You were all yes. assholes, all yes. of you. She's playing, she's playing wingman, baby. She is you know wingman. Now she's Cassie has up. left freaking Bunker with the druggie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. That's and he's, he seems awful too. He's a druggie. He's very uh, forward. He starts. I mean, I don't, I don't love it. You know what I mean? And also the characterization. No, Reggie, you're terrible. We're telling you, you're wrong. But up to this, I'm saying <laughs> no, up it's to okay. that point, it's like, all right, maybe yeah. this is not going to be a fucking no, no, it was okay. Crime of a comic I'm book. telling you, yes. even continue on, it's still not that bad because then you get Raven and Beast Boy in the alley, <laughs> you know, and I it's, even had a problem with that becoming because. Raven is out on the street at one of the freaking truck vendors, which Jim and I love. Oh, I love them. And she gets food, and this random guy. Yeah, guy's an I, asshole. Hey, that's an yeah. awful lot of food, Raven. I hope you're not going to eat it all. I'm like, who are you to talk to her, and why do you care about how much food she's going to eat? Yep. And then she's like, no. Mind your for, goddamn business, It's guy. for a pig in an alley. She's like, hey, leave that friend of yours alone. You come with me, baby. No, but yeah. And there's Beast Boy. He's, he's a pig. Why and are they in an alley? Why are they? I don't. In the and the weird thing is, is I Beast get self conscious about his color. No, I get oh, the okay, idea okay. though. He says, "Hey, sometimes it's better to not be yourself," and you know, he has that. Word. But he has that weird line: "Put that grubbit right in my belly." <laughs> it's just like, ridiculous. What is going on? You're taking this friendship to a weird place, God. Yeah, and they're hanging out, and you have a green kid going into this club, and Raven's just too yeah. fucking weird to really be around humanity. I understand that. Why couldn't they just stay home? That's funny, too, though. Stay home. I don't understand why they had to be in a fucking alley. Well, here's the the thing I liked in this scene, though, because you have the deal. Uh, Beast Boy brought them there. Yeah. And I like that. I think he wants to be in there. He says he doesn't. I think that he realizes Raven is, you know, she's not comfortable there. So I like that. For her sake. Yeah, I like that he's hanging there in this alley for her. I do like now again. It's really weird, though, but I don't mind that. Having this, so I, I, in my mind, she's there because Gar, you know, she didn't want to leave her friend alone, which is kind of cool. But yeah. she should not have a problem because before this in uh, Will P- uh, Pfeiffer's series, she was hanging out watching a tribute band to her all the time. Yeah, she yeah. On a shit ton well, of again, I'm, I might be saying more into it because it does spell Beast Boy. All right, I'm just he gonna say it. I'm gonna say what I'm thinking. They're smoking weed. What's smoke that? weed. It's obvious. That's they're what you do in the back weed. alley at a club. No, what do you do in an alley behind a club? You That's smoke exactly weed. Exactly what I would do. Fuck. 
Yeah. So that's what's happening. Period. Well, and they might as well just go in the club then because this guy that's with <laughs> fucking Bunker is yeah. like, hey, and it's weird too. He's there with Never him. Never had he your tries, asshole licked. I'm like, he, whoa, comic. He tries to, yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, uh, he tries to kiss him and then Bunker, hey, I know a man, you know, I like a man who knows what he wants, but aren't you moving fast? And he's like, hey, I'm also the type of guy who likes to share. And I'm like, okay, now we're getting I, an dude, orgy. I we got so orgy weirded out on. when he said that. I'm like, now is Bunker going to get passed around? That's what, now, I what the fuck is going on? I thought that he was going to, but he, a lot of times in this book, there are a couple times where the people seem to know more of what's going on than I ever do because, yeah, I thought he was going to get passed around to everybody in the club. And he's, I a, also like he's a sexy I, dude. I don't want to get fucked by a bunch yeah. of people tonight. And then, and they then you'll find out why they call it Club Double XL. Yeah. And why are his eyes completely red like that? He looks – he's a wreck. Dude, he bro. needs some Visine. Look, he's yeah, out in the get alley. That beaten. Get that yeah, and then he's beaten. like, hey, it ends up being that he had uh, – he's going to take these drugs. and he's design of drugs. Like, okay, here we go. Oh, this is where you're like, here, here it goes. And that's where Tim goes out and he's going to dance. I did not like the art with Tim. Uh, no. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, the art, the art is sort of up and down this whole yeah. issue. It's, I just didn't not, like Tim. Well, the, that second panel, it looks like he's got like Richard uh, Richard Nixon jowls. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like sort of like yeah, I don't know what's going on that second there. panel. He actually, it's Clayface. He's melting. He actually looks a little like uh, even like a blue-colored Beast Boy. But yeah, they're they're dancing it up now. Him and Wonder Girl are dancing, and that's when uh, this guy has some problems. And you know, we're we're getting the say no to drugs vibe. Drugs right are away. bad. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden the guy is turning into a uh, giant, what appears to porcupine? be a porcupine slash bear. I don't know. Fucking well, he like starts as a porcupine. Yeah, he starts off in it. Madre de Dios, it's a monster. <laughs> Nice, good yeah. one. So uh, this thing attacks. Why did you turn French? I don't know. Hey, what's <laughs> it going on? Was this a monster? I don't understand this. Stupid um, but it's funny too, where I say it gets really forced. Is where Bunker then just yells, "Okay, you're more like a modified Beast Boy." What? Yeah. Where Where are you getting this? All the things that they fight and attack, and that's what he's going to come up with right away. Because in fact, he is. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Of Here we he go. Knows immediately, you know. Eric well, that was supposed to be. That was. That was in the uh, second issue of the original story when it was probably a two was. Issue it it run, might have been. I don't know what's going they on. They just here. have to shoehorn it in. Yeah. So they're fighting, and you get that. The one thing that I think that this issue has a real big problem with is that it doesn't. You cannot really grasp when it's happening uh, because you could say this happens now. But it can't because Tim's captured, so it has yeah. to at least happen after. But even then, you're getting these things like – Or it could have happened a while ago. Or it could have happened a while ago. It couldn't happen too long ago because Power Girls. And Power Girls yeah. there. But the way it, it's spelled out in this, it's such a generic – like even later, it's like later on or a little bit longer, it says at the one point to go to the next bit of timing. But even Power Girls says, uh, hey – you know what? They're all fighting. They're fighting everybody in this club who's been doing drugs. They all turn into these Beast Boy modified Beast Boy monsters. They're all attacking. Power yeah. Girl is, you know, they're all all the Teen Titans are going to fight. Tim just has his fucking. He's like got the rip away fucking uh, basketball. Yeah, yeah. And he it away. So scary. He's like the Hulk, the skinniest Hulk I've ever seen in my he just life. He busts out. In yeah. his red but then there's wings. Power Girl who says, "Hey, I'm not really comfortable with this whole getting bigger thing, really." Well, we've seen you do this many a time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this that was your thing out of nowhere. Yeah, this was your thing out of nowhere. So even I have then, a you can kind she of. She was not 
in the original iteration. I like I like yeah, we said I, before this. I think this was written long before yes, that. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and this would have been, been tacked on here. Yeah. She doesn't do anything in this issue. No, I think that she was tacked important, on. Yeah. You know? And again, maybe this was just a script he had and they hadn't done the art. So it's easy to just shove people. Sure. In. But yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it's funny, too, because at the one point, Tim even like, hey, I noticed this and that. Well, well, if you notice the shit, why didn't you do anything about what, it earlier? When do you I, have yeah. eidetic memory all of a sudden? I know. He's like Batgirl all of a sudden. Uh, but yeah, all <laughs> these monsters. And they have that one scene where all these monsters are attacking. It's okay. Yeah, there's a pterodactyl. Everybody a likes monster. a pterodactyl wearing fucking hipster glasses. Well, then even freaking Beast Boy turns into a pterodactyl well, here's, uh, later on. Yeah, well, what's weird about it is that's the next thing that kind of threw me because all these monsters are around. And at the point where Tim just uh, runs into Beast Boy, I don't know that he would have known right away. He does say Beast Boy does talk to him, but it's, it's just weird. And uh, Bunker kind of saves everybody by making a wall. Yeah. yeah, for them to and walk up. Them that was cool. Because really, okay. what else is he going to do? Yeah, I know, yeah. and especially this bunker. I don't think that this bunker did constructs like they, he does now. I, there's weird well, things. Well, wearing, he's wearing bunker bricks as like a little bit of armor yeah, earlier. Yeah, like he's, And later on, he does a, a cool trick with does it. He, so, well, But that, that could have been written later also. And that, they're, they're trying not. to figure out how can they knock sense into these people, and it ends up that they have to knock sense into these people. Wonder yeah. Girl just... Punches the shit out of people. Punch That's them. how you get drugs yeah. out of people's bloodstream. You yeah, punch them in the punch face. Punch the shit out of them as that, hard as you if can. Anybody, if Wonder Girl would have been in Seattle way back, a punched fucking Kurt Cobain, we would have had three fucking more albums, right? Before he <laughs> yeah, they would have been anyway. terrible. You know what? She saved us. Not hey, being there. he was gonna he was gonna do albums with Michael Stipe, Eric. What do you think? Whoa, Michael Stipe. Oh, but yeah, then really this continues. Nineties are over, Jim. Yeah, on my mind. Uh, I got my flannel on right now. Me and fucking Clark Kent. Uh, but Clark you only have Smith. the top button buttoned. That's right. You, oh, and, I, and I and I and I one strap the fucking backpack, baby. That's I'm right. Walking, now I, I'm walking around fucking West Virginia University in my mind right now. But yeah, um, you have this whole thing, and then out of nowhere, they realize it's a uh, fucking sister blood. Sister blood. <laughs> sister blood. I mean, well, okay, first of all. What's up with the extreme convenience of this like underground? Yeah, yeah I, I'm right at that now. Under yeah. this club, it's like. And I, okay, I understand maybe that's where she wants to distribute the drug, but why? It does it none of it makes any yeah, fucking really, sense. Like, like is this her club? That's the thing. The plan is like A plus B equals H plus two. I, I mean, it, it nothing really because you're saying like this wasn't a thing like yes, there's a popular club, but you never got the idea that she was gathering them there to do this. Then she was a waitress at one point handing things out. She could have done that at McDonald's. She could have fucking stood outside the Chick-fil-A and said, hey, listen, we don't like the gays. And also try the sample of a Chick-fil-A. I'm saying she wanted to, but it was a Sunday and it was closed. That's true. Fuck Chick-fil-A in their fucking (laughs) policies. But yeah, it it just – it really is – Stupid. It's come out of nowhere. I tell you though, how did how did we freaking defeat uh, uh, Mala and freaking uh, the Brain last issue of Teen Titans? We sucked them into freaking uh, Raven's home dimension, and that's how she saves everybody in the club. That's the only way. That's all she knows. She yeah. only knows to suck These people, people in the hell. These people are ruined. Yeah, they are. They they are going to wake up. They're like those, lives and families. They're like they're the. Kidding. She is Constantine now. She's like what happened to those girls in the Constantine book. That the, yeah, they, he saved them from hell. Well, he didn't. But yeah, their their life's ruined. But yeah, you go and like Reggie said, all of a sudden there's this like ancient fucking uh, underground. And also, okay, is this supposed to be why you mentioned the speakeasy? 
because they would have <laughs> this because it doesn't seem to be that. Like that no, would have been, not that would have made sense. Place. That would have made sense if they would have said, "Oh, you know what? I, I use this because this is where they used to bootleg the stuff." Now it looks like we're in medieval fucking Europe all of a sudden. That and actually would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. I think that's why they may have called that out at the beginning, but it never. It doesn't pay yeah, off. A, not a at all. Easy is not a fetid cave. No, it's and look at the cave. Was a well-appointed, yes. you know. And look at the cave. Lounge. There are actually skulls in the wall. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, that is it's not the Paris catacombs. All yeah, of a sudden. no, yeah, that's not a speakeasy. But okay, we'll go with it, I guess. And I don't know. Then you <laughs> the have warehouse district. Like everybody. you said, Ravens going in, and at the one point they're trying to figure out what's going on. Tim and Beast Boy are trying to figure out, and Tim is jumping to conclusion after conclusion. The guy better take a rest. Because, like, I don't understand what's going on. This must be Professor Pig's work. And then basically says, like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with that wacko again. And then Tim goes, don't worry. It gets bigger. Uh, where are you this? <laughs> but, yeah, that's when he's like, I, I saw this waitress. And she was giving this, oh, nonsense. But, yeah, there is the uh, the blood cult, the fucking sister blood. I, yeah. It, it's Which not. It really should be a bigger reveal. I mean, this yeah. is sister, the sibling well, that's of the worst brother part. blood, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And, but knowing that this is an annual that will not continue, I, I knew from the get-go, this is a contained story. Yeah, so you didn't care. This is her big reveal, and she's going to be taken down within this page account. And, and there's there's two things that made me laugh. First off, any book nowadays that is making a callback to the Ravagers, because oh that's God. when they're talking about, that's when they took my blood. See Ravagers 1 to 12. I would I would guess that half of the people reading it didn't even know what that meant. And, and there's the the three people, including Eric, who actually owns all America. Has even read them. Exactly. Yeah, I think like, I read two yeah. issues. I had the whole series. Like, you yeah, half to... didn't know what it was. Forty percent did know what it was and, and never read care. it. Ten percent read one issue, yeah. and then there's Eric. Yeah. But you know what, though? In that series, Beast Boy was brown. Yeah, he was why brown. Why are these fucking monsters brown? Because he's green. With we him. had a we had a could have had a cool callback to find out why he switched from brown yeah. to green. In this issue, but no, we got Sister Blood. It's funny, later two things happen that uh, they reference Voodoo and Static Shock, but they have to take (laughs) those out. And Resurrection Man. Yeah, Resurrection Man. Human Bomb. Human Bomb. The other thing is I I love the dialogue with um, Sister Blood when she says to them, hey, the Brotherhood of Blood is confused as goat herders with secret handshakes. Yeah. What? I don't know what you're talking mean? about. What I was so confused about? when she said that. I was actually trying to find that before we got started because I knew there was some crazy-ass dialogue that I did oh, yeah. not Oh, no. Like, that's, this is, that is, I mean, why are you putting down your boys right in front handshakes. of them? That is specific weird science comments right there. I, I, as I'm reading it, I'm like, yep, here we go. Right in my notes. I hardly have any notes for this. I'm like, yeah, goat herders with secret handshakes. That's one of them the other one is then they they basically they fight sister blood it's weird even saying that um her her plan as she she reveals her plan is to bring peace to the world by turning everyone into monstrous uh green yeah that doesn't seem like it does not seem very peaceful to me but uh that's fine and then tim's like well and tim's like that sounds like slavery yeah, it sounds worse. It sounds she worse than slavery. She just happened to be at Professor Pig's auction. Hey, this is some of Beast Boy's blood. Yeah. Maybe you can turn people into animals. All right. Yeah. That was it. Done, she really think it all, all the way through. And she grabs <laughs> it. And the best is it doesn't even seem like Professor Pig was thinking it fully through. But no. at least he sold her the blood because he wanted some. Like, that's part of the big reveal is that Professor Pig had some of uh, Beast Boy's blood. But he wanted to sell it to do other things, so yeah. she bought it to do her. It, it, really, that—that's the big things. plan. That's and the big plan, huh? But yeah, at the one point, then 
um, Tim and Beast Boy are there, and Beast Boy wants to kill Sister Blood. And I wish he would have, right? Why not? Why? And then Tim's like, no, we don't win then. No, you do. That's when you win. You no, heroes don't kill. Yeah, he just She's arms fucking her. doping people. And, you know, and, what the hell? Yeah, and, and they're doping themselves. They really you know, want to. See... They might not know what the high they're getting into, but they bought drugs, knowing yes. that they're well, taking drugs. Yeah, wow. yeah, they that yeah, exactly. Guy, that's that my guy, stance. That guy didn't take <laughs> drugs. I like that. I like that hard line stance. Now, now if they would have made it that she was running that hot dog fucking vendor cart, uh, the uh, truck. Then yeah. I'd be like, okay, I get it. No, these are awful people. They're, yep. they're freaking taking drugs. Yeah, you, you make a good point there. They did choose to ingest. Yeah. Why green, not have it? You had that green, stupid weird truck. Pill. Why not have her just working that hot dog truck and everybody there? Because you don't really need a specific type of person. She's That's just true. grabbing people. But yeah, uh, to make this issue uh, fully grasp how ridiculously unnecessary it is. They end up disarming and really getting rid of Sister Blood as an aside while they're talking. Yep. Yeah. Spoy and Tim are talking. He doesn't even look. It's a no-look pass. Boom. <laughs> Disarms her, and then they walk away arm in arm. You know, hey, you know what? Let's get going. Oh, so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Titans means friendship. Yeah, then it's then funny. they, they, they leave them in a pile. Like, how is this? Is this a normal thing yeah. to just gather them all up into a fucking they, pile? The like, last time I saw a pile like that, it was fucking the Abu Ghraib, and everybody got fucking in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all they need is that one Lindy lady giving the thumbs up smoking next I mean, to them, and then we're fucking in. I know these God, are bad guys, God. but a little dignity, you know yeah, what I mean? Really. Like a pet for them and naked. It's the naked it's pile. They, on the off-panel, they have Beast Boy's got a guy in a dog collar, and they're fucking <laughs> taking pictures of him with that yeah, fucking lady. Cigarette <laughs> hand. Lindy. Hey, she's, that'd be great. That's the big uh, fucking thing. She's guest starring in Director's Teen Cut. Teen Titans. That'd be kind of awesome. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Uh, and all's, and well, all's well that ends well, right? Yeah, right. no, no, I agree. They hate each other. They yep. hate each other. And yes, we said all we want is this book to end. And it's funny, too, because it has the end at the end. And you're thinking it, it the way it says it, like, OK, Rebirth's coming up. I'm saying if just somebody picked this up. No, we still have issues. Sure. In time. This is how it should end. We have three months more. Oh, believe me, when the last issue of Titans. Teen Titans comes out. It will end very close to this with yes. Tim saying, hey, like this should have been – you kind of got – this is where I said this was skirting between necessary and unnecessary at points. At this one point, he should have said, listen, we fucked up. And, and there's some really weird dialogue at the end, and I'll, I'll point out now is that Tim says, hey, look, everybody's celebrating. He's pissed. Listen, this only happened tonight because we got sloppy. This was a problem that should have been solved the night that Pig attacked you, us. But we got so caught up with other things that we let this mega size, uh, metastasize, metastasize, Jesus Christ, Tim, into a bigger problem. Cassie says, "Then, yeah, I get it. You're right. We do need a life. You only do what you want to, Cassie." Then she's like, "What's the point in saving the world if we're not going to take some time to enjoy it?" No. That's not what he said. He's saying that you Actually, can't you do that. You want something weird, too? Look at that. Look at those balloons. Yeah. All of the type, as I tell us. Oh, look at them balloons. It's weird. Hey. Yeah, really? It's weird, though. 
This is, it does look like something happened there. You're yeah, right. Like, 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 like this was something that was added well, later. Yeah, that was added, and and they did. I, this happens. I, I'm telling you, I'll admit in my reviews where you'll go back and you'll think of something. You'll go, oh man, I wanted to put that, and you put it in, and don't look at the other shit, and it makes no sense where you put it or what goes on. I'm yeah. the one, I guess. But uh, but yeah, it really seemed like they wanted to do that. Like the Tim part was not supposed to be in. You have to have something where. Tim is pissed because he's going to leave. So they throw that in. In the meantime, everybody's celebrating. Then they go back to Wonder Girls like, are you seriously going to stand there and tell us that we're not working hard enough? He, he never said that. Where, yes. What's going on? I, I don't true. know. And then Tim's just like, no, we're going to have to make some tough decisions. Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> bunch a, of bullshit. Break up the team. And then it's funny, too, because they're leaving and it looks so much like a Titans hunt slash Titans rebirth. Yes. He's remembering the team in the better times. Really, this could have We're been better times. Back Tim, then. Tim yeah. everybody was happy 10 minutes ago. You take Tim yeah, out of that picture. You know what I'm saying? You take Tim out of that picture 10 minutes ago. It's that fucking everybody's happy. Let him be happy for one They're fucking They're going back day. upstairs and starting the party over. Yeah, really. That is. He's going to go up and it's party time. The minute well, that he goes up, they're going to shut that fucking door. What's that? For the community episode with the Yahtzee yeah, dice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we learned that the the best reality where everyone had the most fun was where, uh, you know, uh, Mikhail, yeah, 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 to get the pizza. That's what yep. this is. Yeah, he, he's it the is. fucking Joel Mikhael of the group. Yes, he he's <laughs> a downer. He's a downer. But yeah, uh, like I said, I didn't even like the art that much. Everything to me was just Once so. Forth, like Reggie it, said, it just was so just nothing. It it, it, it irritated. You expect a little something a little better, or at least something unique. And this yeah. was just whatever. It was nothing. Again, you, you're going to have an issue where you say to me, listen, what happens in this issue is a whole dance club uh, that used to be a speakeasy. Uh, it's going to erupt with people in Beast Boy powers. That, that sounds like something that's going to be interesting to look at at least. And it really wasn't. No. And, and, and everything, like Eric said through the whole thing, anything that happened, you're like, yeah, fuck it. This is an annual, and I what I've read so far means nothing, so let's get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I had the hardest trouble reading the books this week because I knew none of the stories mattered, and I just yeah. didn't care about them. Well, this is what where I'm a in lot rebirth of people, territory really, now. A lot of people are already saying this about normal, regular series New 52 books that are continuing. Then you throw yeah. these in. I, sure. I don't know how yeah, many know. times during the week people were like, what the fuck happened? What are these books and all that? Nobody I, – I really – I can't wait to see the numbers because they're going to be awful. And any numbers that they have are people that just have Teen Titans on their pull list. On their I don't pull know list or the other books, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, what would you give it, Reggie? Oh, I gave it, a, again, uh, a score that I think is too high, 6 out of 10. I, I give it a 5, wink, wink. Everybody knows. Eight. 5, wink, wink is well for me. Fuck you, 5. I I think it was just, really, uh, the minute that I got done, if we were not doing the podcast, first off, we weren't doing the podcast, there's no Never. way I would have bought this. But uh, if I would have, I would have read it, I would have been pissed, and I would have been like, fuck you, throw it away, and I never would have thought of it again. Uh, I just really to... hope. I mean, I'm, I hope that the rebirth in October is worth this bullshit. Yeah, and I, ke- I keep hoping that DC will listen. I know, I know, you know, uh, Mister it... DC loves yeah. listening to the podcast. Oh yeah, sir. yeah. Just walk away from this comic. That's all. You don't have to. You have nothing to prove. You have no, no. one to please. Yeah, uh, other don't, comics get canceled. Just don't cancel. answer anything. Don't worry about it. We'll mm. figure it out later. Just walk away and yep. stop publishing it today. Really? Yeah, Dad, just walk away. So funny. Please. When uh, I got the book, <laughs> mail, 
uh, I got them, and I did not get this book. This book was not part of the you know, weekly uh, print things that I they do get. And I messaged Reggie, and I said, well, maybe it's not coming out, because sometimes that has happened. And yeah, Reggie yeah. just said, maybe they've listened to me, and they just fucking decided <laughs> to walk away. And I'm like, nope, they did, I wish. They did not. But uh, the next book is a book that neither, uh, none of us uh, uh, read or review. Uh, but we're going to throw it on here because we only have four books. Uh, did you read the last issue, Reggie? I think I read the last one. I, I, I did. For, uh, um, yeah, I, I I couldn't remember. I don't think we talked about well, the last issue. Well, you kept saying we didn't talk about the last issue before. I don't think we did. And I went back and read I, this book. It is Dark Knight 3, uh, Master Race number 5. And I'll read, uh, I believe somewhere I have uh, Jody gave us a blurb that I will write uh, or read here. He says, we begin the march towards the climax against the Kandorian death cult in Dark Knight 3. The Master Race number five. After the devastating defeat of the Man of Steel, Batman prepares his contingency plan by recruiting the Flash and Aquaman while leading the cult to Gotham for their final showdown. While this one is much better in terms of story as it pushes forward and actually reveals the clever use of a crippled Flash and Aquaman with the exception of a very stupid premise on how one operates, but the art looks rushed some pages and lazy in others, the same can be said for the once again disappointing mini-comic centering around Laura, Superman's daughter, and, and her place in the death cult. Overall, I'd say it's an okay installment, but I really just want it to end. I'll tell you, he gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, I read it. I didn't. I didn't know half of these things. I don't. Maybe he's jumping to conclusions now. He reads yeah. the whole series, but really, um, I'll just say right now, this is not a book for me. No. I, I am not interested in it whatsoever. We're going to talk about it here, but really, I don't have a lot to say about it, you know, positive or negative, because it just, to me, I'm reading it, and it just is not something that I'm interested in at all. No. I don't I don't know if it's because of the delay or if I just didn't read the last issue. I came in, I had no idea what's going yeah. on. That's the problem with these books with the delays. Where oh, with the delays. My attention span or memory, just gone. Yeah, and here's the thing. It starts out, and you got Carrie Kelly and Aquaman. They, I, I Actually, if anything, I don't mind the art. No, I, I like. I think in it's the main great. book. Yeah. It looks good to me. Yeah, no, and the, I'll, the I'll one tell you thing right now, that kept me from looking at this at first was that the Dark Knight Strikes Again was abysmal. The art, yeah. oh yeah. was so fucking bad. I didn't even want to hear about. It. I knew, I knew Frank Miller wasn't drawing this, but I knew it was going to be in his style. In his style, and, yeah. And this is way better, and it is in his style, but it's more, you know, polished and yeah. lo- looks like he drew more for. Dark Knight Returns. It's even a little bit better than that, frankly. Yeah, I I like the I art. Agree. I do yeah. like the art. Now I'm telling you right now, you guys can talk about that piece of shit backup fucking Laura story. That is garbage. Oh God, I mean that it's awful. It looks I like he's drawing with a leaky pen. I don't know what's. I going don't on. even know what's going on with that. I just wanted to make sure that I did not forget to read the goddamn backup. I know this we time always like I have before. Well, so well, I luckily did. there were only three words in it. Yeah, there well, was no reason no. to fucking read this well, goddamn backup. The worst part is I, I load it up because I have it digitally as well. I did get this, but I wanted to read it digitally. So I go and I look, and usually that's what I do with an annual or an oversized thing like that. I'll look at 53 pages. Jesus yeah. Christ. Now, I was already pressed to, to get done yeah. the podcast. So I start, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, there is a backup. And uh, the mini comic, it's funny. It, it, have you seen the print versions? Have you gotten any of the print versions of this? It no, legitimately is a mini comic in, inside the oh, comic. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's like there. So it's kind of neat concept. But I had already looked at that when I got the stuff in the mail, and I'm like, holy crap, that looks like fucking nonsense. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know if you're reading this. I do believe 
that uh, this is one of the better issues of the series. I agree. And um, we I got a lot going on in this, leading us to our big, you know, finale yeah. conclusion where yeah. we get Superman back. We get freaking Aquaman in there. We see that Flash is now like an Oracle, which is amazing to me. Yeah, he because is. He's using super speed. Which, eh, it doesn't always make sense to me, just the way technology works compared to super speed, because it's not keeping up with you. Well, it's funny, too. I work with a, a slow computer. Of, yes. It's a fucking bitch. Well, with Flash <laughs> and the, the super speed, the thing that kind of made me laugh about that was you would think that at a point you would get the technology that he wouldn't have to press buttons. He would just <laughs> use a super speed force thought yeah. or something. He's fucking, t- you know what I mean? And he would have, he would have he like that messing mouth control up. that Stephen Hawking has. Yeah, yeah. Like he that. is connected like weird with his eyes and stuff like that. Like he could VR about it. I, I like it though. And you have uh, Carrie Kelly, she gets Superman. They get to, I don't really know what to say about this. She rides him in, which is great. I want yes. Batman to ride Superman like that <laughs> instead of being Like Slim Pickens? Yeah, it's great. She's, yeah, who? But yeah, then they see Flash and flashes there and yeah it's leading up to this huge conclusion but the big thing once you get past that once superman comes in they're like hey wait flash says to him hey wait do you see what we have in store for you um then i think the the comic picks up immensely when you get that yeah and batman's there and boy i really like the art and yeah. i like the whole you know the older batman and i remember earlier in this and even in um say that uh what was it uh Batman Europa, or what was that one? What was the uh, one that... Europa? Was it Europa? The one that just came out? Yeah, the one. What yeah. was it? Was it Europa? Yeah. Okay. Uh, even in that, remember when he was getting the shit beat out of him? But I, I like that, where Batman's kind of like spelling out what's going on. But yeah, you're going to have this big, giant, goddamn war going on in Gotham. And I like the fact that it shows that, yeah, Batman is... He probably could die easily, right? And he brings the armor back out. He has yep. the armor on. Um, he is getting, uh, he's planned ahead. It's all planning. He, he's made, uh, a seeded the, uh, fucking clouds with this synthetic kryptonite, uh, yep. kryptonite and none of it makes sense to it's me. Much, that, that's sort of what Barry was doing. He was yeah, like, that's what yeah, Barry was doing. He was doing the stuff. weather and it all, it all leads well. I, the story is, is well played out. Yep. I the do like is, it. I do like where we went with this. It's a lot of fun to read when you get to like Batman showing up in the city. Yeah. It just really feels like a rehash of what we had in the Dark Knight Returns, yeah, though, yeah. which is fine by me because I, I enjoyed that Superman-Batman fight. Well, again, but and we even have him planning ahead where, like, you know, Green Arrow showed up and hit him with yeah, the freaking yeah. kryptonite gas. But I, and I, like, I guess maybe the thing that's great about this is that it's a uh, – it's not a reverse, but it's, uh, you know, Batman and Superman teaming up to, to fight these Kandorians, the death cult. But, yeah, even Batman, I like the fact that he's like, hey, I never worked with a mob. You know, an angry mob. But yeah, I, yeah. I like it. I, I like that. I like the art there. He's fighting. I, the bit of dialogue, though, I didn't understand is that he has this synthetic kryptonite that's raining down from the sky, and he says that it uh, it would only weak. It, oh, what the hell was the goddamn? It's line? only going to weaken them. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's weird because he said something about how it like it only will it's, weaken them, but like it's, he was concerned about other people. I'm like, who else are you concerned about here? Uh, yeah, well, actually, he says because the kryptonite's so diluted. It's only weakened in the Kandorians. I would have liked to do more damage, but at least it gives us a fighting chance. And then he says all of us, and then he goes to the mob. I think you're reading it. Maybe, maybe I read it funny. I don't know. But yeah, no, because he has those other people. I think that if anything, he's concerned that, that these others are going to get hurt while they're fighting these guys. Yeah. And, uh, okay. But um, he, he wants them to do it because it's like them taking their city back. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like that. 
I like yeah. the yeah, I, I, like, I, I like the explanation of seeding the clouds and how he has the yeah. money to do it and he's got the synthetic. Yeah. It's like the smile yeah. on it, his face. Oh yeah, it's, it's a down. badass thing. Like they're coming down, they think they're going to go, and they even call it out. Hey, Batman, you know what? We're going to fucking kill you. And he's like, Yeah, you know what? This is some things that I can do. You know, you're Ken Dorians, you're fucking flying around. You know what? I got money and I can do this, and I got time and money. And uh, I liked it. I, yeah. I like it. It's just that this comic is just not for me. I would. I'm not yeah. real concerned about it i care less about this than i do about the teen titans annual that we just talked about though this is better yes um i don't know that it does not feel like better than the teen titans annual that's not like a fucking oh i know but yeah but then it ends and basically it ends where batman is getting the shit kicked out of him and i do like in comics when they do this where he he's he's very big on the narration of how he's dying all the time like oh yeah uh, my liver. Oh, my, yeah. you know, he's oh, very specific. Two ribs cracked. Yes. Frank Miller pretty much invented that. Yes, yeah. and, and I don't Dude. mind that. And then at the end, you find out what that secret thing they had in store for Superman. He shows up in a suit himself. And I said, Derek, it's steel. Yeah. It's Superman, but yeah. as steel in this crazy. And it's cool. I although, like Although we know he's the got suit no is fucking actually neck. What's that? The suit is actually lead. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, but I, it's, I, yeah. It's, him, it's his version of steel in a way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it kind of is like this universe is de- – I liked it. I, I did like that, and I, I think that that ending is cool enough to be like, okay, you know what? I want to see this big battle Sure. Uh, yeah. the next issue. Um, but then, yeah, then you continue with that, that backup <laughs> that is just – it's just awful. We don't, do we have to include that? Can we, like, pretend no. that that has nothing to I'm do with it? I'm just looking it, at it. It has I, nothing to do with it. I just want – if anybody gets this issue, you have to look at this bullshit. Look at her on the cover. I, I, I'm looking at her, her throughout. Ass, her ass looks like tits. It's okay. like that Spider-Woman cover it. that everybody got all up in arms about. Oh, this, I mean, this is even worse. I mean, talk about, you know, this I, thing is disappearing up her crack. It's in her colon. Who, yeah. did, who did the art? Who did the heart in this back of? Miller. And, I'm oh, saying, that's the Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Oh, shit. It is terrible. It's It's sucks. awful. <laughs> Until I thought you did it, Reggie. I, I've never even seen you draw anything. I no, thought you did it. but I, it would it would be something like this. Yeah, it's terrible. It really is. Yeah. And then like look look at the way she's flying in this one panel when uh, <laughs> Alex this guy Sinclair does. Alex Sinclair does the colors. I can only imagine what he thought when this showed up. And He's I know like, that a lot of people respect Frank Miller, and they don't. But he had to have been like, I don't know, is he married? Honey, come over here. Look at this bullshit. And look at this. And they're like, what? What is that fucking our son's fucking third grade fucking class picture? It's fucking terrible. It's it's terrible. And that basically to me is they're like, okay, hey, Frank, we want you to get involved. Brian Azzarello is going to do most of this stuff. Will you let us do this? Only if I get to do this backup. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Uh, Yeah, we'll call it a mini comic. Fuck that. Call it toilet paper. It's terrible. I don't want to sound negative. I'm why, do, why do their faces go turn into silhouettes when they kiss? Silhouettes. And, and I thought they were like being absorbed was, by the symbiote. It really. It looks, like, yeah, it looks like they're being splattered with ink. It looks At like points, they just so much an ink bomb at I, him. I thought it was starring Rocky Dennis and fucking <laughs> Sloth. It was a love story between Rocky them. Dennis. Yeah. I thought it was a, a fucking love story between the Goonies and fucking Mask. <laughs> it's terrible. It's garbage. And yeah. all I gained from this is that Laura likes it rough. Yeah, I, I didn't gain shit. I, I was halfway through, and I'm like, no, I, I can't deal with this. Like you said, it doesn't even have that much dialogue, and I couldn't deal with it. But no, uh, overall, I, I can't say that this is something that when it's done and it gets collected, and they'll collect this, 
eight million times from oh, yeah. Sunday. You'll have a director's cut, a hardcover, and all. I, I can't say that whatever they're going to charge is going to be worth what this has been. Um, I think it's been a big disappointment, though. I think this was probably one of the best. No, people love it. People are going to get it. And uh, I don't know if it's a lot of people with collector's stuff, whatever. Um, I think this was the better issue. Uh, yeah, the best well. issue maybe since the first one. The first one I, I really like. hate this issue. I really, you know, I uh, you know, I said early on, I think last time we talked about this, when I read the last issue, I said that I hadn't been reading it, but I, I w- was considering maybe getting it in trade, but I was kind of on the fence. I think after reading the last two, I might, I probably will get this in paperback. Yeah, I, this one's okay, years. but yeah, see, right. there you go. You, you'll be buying it, Reggie. You got suckered <laughs> in. I know. Just wait until they – I wonder how they're going to collect it if they'll have these mini-comics as its own section or if they'll put them in well, – The mini-comics will have its own thing and they'll also put in Batman the Crusade. Yeah, oh my god. If, yeah. I, if I can buy it without – Well, me and Reggie talked about that last Crusade one. Yeah, when we talked about that last crusade a couple episodes ago, and I didn't yeah. mind that. That was okay. Yeah, that was all right. But yeah, I guess if you're, this is one of those where we even say about like something like a Harley or whatever. If this is your thing, if you, if you're a big Dark Knight fan and you're a big Frank Miller fan, I think that people will love this. And I'm even going to go further and say that if you're like me and you were turned off by Dark Knight Strikes Back, you, this can kind of get you back on the trolley. This, you know, I'm not. It's not. It's not so great that I'd be like, oh, it's it's as good as you know Dark Knight Returns, yeah. but it's definitely more of a return to form. Well, the yeah, art there, is a I'm lot better it's, than it's I a thought. lot like the Dark Knight Returns in my well, mind. Well, and the, yeah. the issue we have uh, a lot of times, Eric mentioned at the beginning, because of the delays, it really has been like I said this about that uh, Superman Unchained. Because that was delayed a lot. Like oh, these a things lot. are really, they're, they're better than when you just just hold off and get the trade. Yeah, just get, just the, get trade. the trade and go with it, and then it is better. Because yeah, for all I know, J- JLA might be readable I when said, it's collected. JLA. I, it, it never ended. <laughs> Thing just it, it just stopped. Rouse just, just saying when they when they Rouse collect smiled. the story that never ended, it's funny. It it's, might read better. <laughs> the, the winner of all that was Rao. He didn't yeah. die at the end. He's he's good to go, Eric. He's good yeah. to go. Uh, wow, what would you give it? it? What would you give this? Jody gave it a six five. I already said that. I think I'd give it a seven five. I'd give it a seven. I would say seven as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I, we were yelling about stuff, and really, uh, we glossed over it pretty quick. But really, there isn't that much to it. No. But it's okay. I like it. It's more for you, Reggie. That's why I said Reggie's getting on to talk about this. I don't. <laughs> I just yell and scream. But yeah, that's that. All right, and we have next, we have a big interview, right? First interview on the podcast, besides me interviewing Reggie. That's right. And Reggie, tell us about it. me. I interviewed Stinky Jamie. Oh, Stinky Jamie, you found found him? How did you find him? Yeah, well, I just just followed my nose. Yeah, Yeah. really. (laughs) Used his nose. He went to the stinkiest guy. It was me, and then I had the directions to Stinky Jamie. My mother couldn't even remember his last name. Really? I, I asked him if it was glandular. He said no. I thought his last That's name was Jamie. That's a personal choice. First name Stinky. Now, uh, Reggie, you interviewed, you interviewed Neil Adams, right? The great Neil Adams. Yeah. The, they t- call him the uh, greatest living cartoonist today. Is that what they called him on it? That's what they call him. I think they are the uh, Neil Adams Foundation. The probably. Yes, quote unquote, they. Yeah. Them. Did you Amazing. say that on the interview? Did you mention I that did. in your beginning? I did not mention that. I was going to say, say, no, call you out as a shill. I was, was going to say, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I was very nervous and yeah. very polite. I bet. Uh, but we, we did get into a couple of uh, 
interesting things. The whole thing was sort of reminiscent of uh, listening to the podcast back when Jim was taking a lot of NyQuil. Oh, really? Nice. So it was sort of like that. It was sort of very, like, very free love, very 60s, you know? Really? Very cool. And kind oh, yeah. of crazy at times. Was he a little crazy? You you said to me bit. that he was a little bit crazy, but in a good way. We love him. We love oh, the coming I, I let him know, too, that how much we love this comic and how it progressively more and more people have, have you know, involved with the site have really come on yeah, to the yeah. comic. Enjoyed it. Did, did, did you mention did you... about him commenting on the site? Did he did he realize know, that he had been to the that. site? I didn't. I, uh, uh, at any I point did you break down? I was. At any point did you break down and say, Neil, I will suck your dick? Did you no. say that at all? Oh. I, well, he wasn't actually. I wasn't in the same room. Did you him. ask? No, no, it's a future thing. It's a future promise. Oh. Did you Did you get sweaty while talking to him like Eric get, was with Ethan Van Sky? So sweaty. Did you ask him what his favorite pie was or, more importantly, what his favorite popsicle flavor was? And if, in fact, pink was fruit punch or cherry? <laughs> did you ask him these things? Please tell me you did. You're going to have to listen to the interview. God damn out. it. We're going to have to find out. Uh, yo, uh, you did this. I While this was coming up, you were messaging me. And you're like, oh, I got to talk to him in like 15 minutes. I kept low. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jinx you. Yeah. So at one point, I was going to start to try to get you nervous. I really was. <laughs> I was going to start going like, you better not fuck this up, Reggie. Jesus Christ, this is your hero. He's going to be fucking, <laughs> you're not, you know, an idiot. But I, I laid low. I saw your messages while you were going. I'm like, I know for a fact if it was me, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would have called them. Uh, did, was it over Skype? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, if if it was me, I would have called them or emailed and said, oh, you know what, my Skype program fucking failed on me. I had some issues, and I wouldn't have done it. I know, I would have bailed. But I'm saying that I think this is going to be the beginning of something important, Reggie. I think that this is the first of many interviews coming up. Uh, I think we're going to start doing this. If people like it uh, enough, we'll do this. Uh, how long did it go, like 10 minutes? Uh, I was like 15. Okay, yeah, so 15, that, that's yeah. a cool deal. So, yeah, uh, we'll take it away uh, or take it to you guys, hear what Neil has to say to you, and uh, afterwards I'll listen and laugh at you. How about that? Excellent. All right. Thank you very much for giving us your time. Uh, everyone at Weird Science DC Comics is a real big fan of the coming of the Superman, and we really uh, appreciate this uh, opportunity to talk to you about it. Um, that's great. That's great. Uh, well, I was wondering, what was the original pitch for the coming of the Superman when you first brought it up to whomever you brought it up to? The, the original pitch was actually a rather uh, uh, long pitch uh, because it had to do with the, the story continuing beyond the six issues, mm -hmm. okay? Because the six issues is just sort of a sort of setup. And the second part of the premise was, if I can just use Jack Kirby characters, I would be as happy as a pig in shit. <laughs> I all, all I want to do is use Jack Kirby characters. That was the second part of it, because my feeling is that, you know, Jack has been, you know, what happens is that people do Jack Kirby characters, but they don't do them as Jack Kirby created them. Very yeah. often they go, well, that's good, but let's change it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I don't strange. think it's a great idea. I like the idea. I like the idea. Well, maybe you can draw them a little bit better. You know, take some funny the the big clunky teeth out or whatever. But really, do the Jack Kirby character. So the fun for me was to do Jack Kirby, and yeah. you know, maybe I could draw a little differently or maybe even a little bit better, but not to change the Jack Kirby character. So the going in, I knew that one, I wanted to do Jack Kirby characters. Two. 
there needed to be a place to put them uh, that I could feel good about. And this, you know, this Internet uh, conspiracy theory BS is out there with uh, this planet that's on the other side of the sun. It's been going on since the 1950s. Yeah. There's, a, there's a planet, probably before that. Uh, that there's a planet on the other side of the sun. The reason you can't see it is that the sun's in between. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Let's put everybody there. So there was your there was your place, okay? So now I have characters, and now I have a place. Now I just need a story. Well, that wasn't that hard. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, bringing Darkseid in made a big problem for New Krypton. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, having these characters come from New Krypton to kind of replace Superman, thinking that maybe, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we're Superman too, let's replace Superman. Uh, maybe it didn't work out quite so well because Superman is, after all, Superman. But it worked out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got into the middle of the story. Now, the, the premise uh, of the story is not actually going to be revealed <laughs> until the very last page of the very last story. Oh, okay. Because, you know, there are still oh, a lot of lingering questions on this one. That's right. So you have all these little things that, little things that have been planted along the way that are not even, not actually going to be answered even at the last page of the last story, but the last page of the last story is going to tell you so much that you can make assumptions, and then we get to play if DC decides to go ahead and go further with the story. Uh, so you have this moment at the end where you go, oh, my God, and then then the question is what will happen then. But all those other questions along the way, like what what is that giant alien? Yeah. What? I feel like I remember him from something. Uh, there's some he, premise that I that what's what is that guy? He looks sort of like you Double know? X. Looks sort of like uh, you know some other characters. Also Lex Luthor taking the uh, capsule of Kryptonian blood a few issues ago, and uh, just some lingering little things. Uh, the dark side's linked to yeah. ancient Egypt. I guess we're gonna have to wait to hear about that, right? That's right. Okay, we can wait. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you a little bit, very, really, really quickly. There's there is a thing that we do when we are in science fiction that people don't necessarily understand, and people have always had questions about it. But it's sort of like that. You know, why doesn't everybody ask this question? The question is, how come it seems like there are aliens that seem that look very, very much like humans? You can even have sex with them, and there's aliens that look like rolls of tape. <laughs> there's two different kinds of aliens. You know, you can have sex with them too, but it's not as comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You don't want. To, you don't want to because they've got they got rolls of tape. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a premise there that has been set up through science fiction that's waiting for us to take advantage of, and that's what I've done. But I. So you're gonna have a good time, and you're gonna, and at the end you're gonna go, Neil. <laughs> what's going on? I think at the end I'm going to have to compile these into some sort of a uh, Necronomicon and perform some sacred rites with it because it really is a lot to lot to unravel, a lot to unpack. Um, exactly, but it all makes sense. It, it, and and as, that's the promise. You know, as it we as sense. we go along, we start to see it more as a celebration of different eras of Superman, uh, and you know, I've really just been appreciating that. Um, it, Raffi and Rusty, what was the that inspiration? That and Jack Kirby, please, don't leave out the Jack oh, Kirby Oh, I can't leave out Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby uh, that's true. That, that is critical to the whole thing. Um, so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Raffi and Rusty, these, you know, this, uh, the, the boy and his dog. Uh, what's the yeah. inspiration for these guys? You know, I, I, I don't know how much you can give away, but 
you know, so I, it's hard for me to tell whether this is a story about Superman or a story about Raffi and Rusty. You know, because it's like it's almost Superman it is guiding it all along, but it's like it's centered around this boy. Yeah, it's almost like that boy was planted in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that boy was planted in there. Maybe there's a reason. And maybe that little dog isn't really a little dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mind bender, all right. Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, you're right. You're right. How, how long had you been thinking? And when of this you story? find, and when you find out, you go, Neil. I knew you were going to do something with that. And <laughs> there it is. And it was so obvious when you think about it. So obvious. Yeah. There's no way. If you space. have dark side, if you have dark side and apocalypse, I shouldn't be telling you this. If you have dark side and apocalypse, you must also have new Genesis and uh, the new gods. Right. Yeah. That's right. Wow. <laughs> well, we we know they're part of that planet too. They they've been given a third of that uh the what was That's new Krypton. Right. So it's it's all it's all really coming together and freaking me out. Yes, it is. It's, yes, it is. So, hey, that's what comic books are all about, aren't oh, they? Oh, definitely. And you know, we you know, we when you know, as a team over at Weird Science, when we read this, we read it, we talk about it, we laugh, we you know, freak out, we you know, just can't stop talking about it whenever every issue it's it, little by little an, eat, more people from the site have come onto it and woken up to the fact that there was something really special happening over here uh i, I can't imagine that you thought of this well, remember in, this also remember this remember this also mm-hmm. there's a lot of science underneath it yeah because i'm a geek <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway go ahead um, I, I can't imagine you thought up this story, you know, one day just sitting on the can. How, how long have you been working on this oh. epic? No, I. What happens is that oh, it's one of the things I say when uh, when Bat- when I did Batman Odyssey and everybody jumped on it and I didn't say anything. I waited for the whole thing to happen. What I do is I sort of as I go along, I collect little pieces that other people left lying in the in the in the in the alley. Yeah, you know, here, oh. Here, there's a, hmm, this, let me put this in my pocket. Now, all this, this thing over here, this, let me put this in my pocket. You know, just load my pockets up with this stuff and then put it all out on the table and say, hmm, this kind of fits with this, doesn't it? What's, this, what's going on here? <laughs> my goodness. The dead man was killed. How does he kill? He was killed in a circus, and he was killed in the middle of his act. And how were Dick Grayson's parents killed? Hmm. Oh, Wait a second. <laughs> See, people leave this stuff lying around. Yeah. They don't do anything with it. I go cat, pick it up and put it in my pockets. Then this, then it comes time to do a story. I can do that story. Believe me, there's, there's a lot of stories waiting to be told. Well, I hope so. Uh, you know, we were wondering, and I guess he sort of answered that earlier, but uh, is there a sequel plan for this in the works? Well, there's a sequel plan in my head. Right. I guess it has to do with DC, DC and the fans, you know? Yeah, uh, we want more, or uh, who cares? We'll certainly be campaigning <laughs> for it. You know, if if you can't do a sequel to this, do you think there's a uh, Lex Luthor and Darkseid comic book in the future? Maybe the two of them as a uh, comedy oh, I duo. Think, I think that's for somebody else. I I think I planted that seed already, and for somebody else to play with. It, I mean, you've already seen it. You yeah. Know? 
the confrontations between those two are have are going to become classic out of this series. I mean, you know, you're, you're ready for Dark Side to you know crush Luthor, and then suddenly Luthor crushes Dark Side. What the hell is that? Yeah, and and the way he I was mean, just the, laughing the, the at the confrontation. Him. Yeah, they they just at each other. You know, like <laughs> fuck you. It strikes me as like a, a, I, I love that. Oh, it's it's one of it's one of my favorite parts. It's like it's almost like a. Uh, uh, Martin, Dean Martin, and Jerry Lewis kind of duo, but on a grand, more darker scale, you know. But it's uh, exactly, you know, it's, exactly. it's we we think it's one of the funniest things in the book and one of the most entertaining parts of the book. So, what would you say to someone if they said, Neil, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get oh. coming of the <laughs> Superman. Then read something else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, really, no, really, I don't get it. You, you know what? If you think that you're going to get it on the first reading of the first book, you're mistaken. Because you don't pick up a Stephen King novel and get it in the first chapter. You right. don't do that. I don't really start these stories without there being surprise after surprise as you go along, and they all make sense. But if you think you're going to get it when you first open the book, that's a big mistake. And that's an assumption that I would never make when I was, if I was picking up anybody's stuff. I would, I would always say, well, if this guy hasn't got any surprises for me and it's just the way I see it, well, I don't really care anymore. I'll, you know, maybe I'll follow it. Maybe I won't. Maybe it'll be drawn well. But I want the writer to give me some surprises. I yeah. want to be surprised. And that's what's been going on through these stories that you've been reading. Every issue, there's one surprise after another. Oh, what is it? What is that? And this isn't explained. What? I don't get it. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, what's I gotta this read kid this thing doing again. here? You know, <laughs> I got to read this damn thing again. Yes, yes, you got to read it again. I'm sorry. It's like going to a movie a second time. That, you know, you know. I went uh, very few movies. I go to more than once. Star Wars, first Star Wars, I went three times. Like, I just couldn't believe that they did what they did, and like, yeah. oh, I got to see it three times. And that, to me, that's what it's about. You know, the, you know, you see my comic books, whether I write them or somebody else writes them. I've written quite a few. I wrote uh, most of the Dead Men, and I wrote uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, and right. I wrote two Specters and three Specters actually. Um, people will go back, and those, those, those books get reprinted and reprinted and reprinted because they stay contemporary because of the, and it's not just the pretty pictures. You know, people say, oh, it's, you know, Neil draws so well. No, that's not it. That's not why you're reading the book. Yeah. You're reading the book because there's a story there, and you're reading the story, and you want to read that story. The Raz al Ghul, all that stuff, you know, whether I'm working with somebody else or working on my own, you... I tell stories, I try to tell stories that will linger with you and make you want to pick it up and read it again. There are things that have happened in here that you're going to go and check, go back and check out and say, damn, what's, he sit, he put it right in front of my face yeah. and I didn't see it. Who is that little kid? <laughs> Just a little kid going through the desert, you know? No. Yeah. Of course not. It's a dangerous place for wait a little second. kid. That creature, that creature, wait a second, that creature... He looks like a creature from that I remember from reading Childhood's End. Hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and what do the creatures from Childhood's End do? They observe and enable. Wait a second. Is he borrowing from Childhood's End? What the hell? Wow. <laughs> Just a, a, a wrap-up. I just wanted to know what's coming up, and I hear you've got something cooking with uh, Harley's Little Black Book. 
Yes. It, it's a, a, a super coincidental, kind of sad, but kind of pleasant uh, a memory of uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. You got Harley and Superman uh, doing uh, kind of a takeoff of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. And you know how warmly I feel about Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Sure. The satire of it is, is a, in a way, a tribute to it. But it is funny, and, of course, it's Harley, so it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, DC, DC's doing uh, Commandy, you know, one of the Jack Kirby characters, and they're letting me do the second issue. So that would be good. I'm kind of hoping that uh, uh, it, the next thing will either be the continuation of the Superman or it will be Dead Man, because I've got things about Dead Man that nobody knows. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Dead Man fan, and he's, he's been sort of... Uh, underused, I think, uh, uh, in current DC. Yeah. So that would be great. And, and you know, I'll be looking out for that Harley. I'm a big Harley fan, and I love that uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. You know, it was very sad yeah. to hear of his passing, but it definitely made me pull that down off the shelf again and take a look at the... Uh, just, uh, you know, pe- people don't... Re- they remember that it happened, but they don't remember... Uh, just how entertaining yeah. and crazy the story is. You know, it's such a well. Another thing they don't re- another thing they don't remember is that that book got printed in every free country of the world, and they're wow. not just copies in English. They're copies in all the free all the languages of the world, and it got sold especially and printed especially because people actually believed that we were becoming a liberal country at that time. Oh yeah, it didn't exactly happen, but it was a precursor <laughs> to the way things have come out now. And uh, and things have indeed changed. It's taken quite a while, but the people of the world believe that comic book, and they believe that that's how we felt about it. Maybe they were off by a little bit, you know, maybe a, a decade or two, but uh, it was quite uh, quite the book for the rest of the world, and made a statement for America, which I was very proud to be part of. That's wonderful. Well, I thank you very much, Mr. Adams. It's been a very enlightening and entertaining pleasure. interview, and uh, I hope you have a, a great day. That was uh, Reggie with Neil Adams there. Nice. You didn't even remember that's what we were coming out of, did you? I had no idea. I just remembered right as I hit record. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, it for the podcast. We are going to end. I say that. What I am going to do is we're going to say our goodbyes eventually here, and then I'm going to tack on the um, rebirth report card. I don't want that because we have had that in the spotlight. If you've already heard it, you can hear the C C and 7, you can stop. If you haven't heard it, just keep going, and you can listen to it that way. It doesn't really fit to put something like an hour and a half thing right. in the middle. So I'm going to do it that way, see how people like that. But, Eric, we need to pick our book of the week, and I know you love Teen Titans Annual. How dare you? No. Nobody likes Teen Titans well, Annual. You're going to give it to Grayson Annual? Yes, yeah, definitely Grayson Annual. It's Annual. funny because I said I gave a better uh, a better score for Deathstroke on the site, but I think that talking about it, I had a lot more fun with 
Grayson Annual. So I'm going to go against the numbers and say that I, too, give Grayson Annual the book of the week. And you give me shit for Metal Men. Yeah, no, that Metal Men, that's bullshit. You give Metal Men. That was a fun a book. It's a shit fucking thing, an 8-5. And then you give a book that, like, is really good, a 7, and go, I didn't like that one thing. That's just fun, man. Angry again. Angry. No, I just it really these annuals don't mean anything. So I could say, hey, you know what? I like this or that. What does it matter? What does it matter? Metal six issues. <laughs> yeah, really. And you're getting nothing from it. Same old fucking jokes every goddamn time. I, I wish that that book. I wish that a book could actually hey, drive I watched a David car. Tell too. Same jokes. Hey. I enjoy them. Yeah, but yeah, then you get tired of them. You probably went years without listening to David Tell. Years while watching a lot of comedy, though. I'm saying, I wish that a comic book could learn how to drive. You know, go through a whole driver's test pass, get a car, drive, and then fucking crash and die. Because that's what <laughs> I want that fucking Legends of Tomorrow to do. I'm going to teach it how to drive so it can die. I'm going to say, listen. Are you saying you're, you're a bad driver? No, I'm going to say <laughs> to him that the book is a him. Hey, Legends of Tomorrow book, you know what the best thing to do when you're, you're driving? Is eating tacos while texting. That's yeah, and and do that on like a cliff. Do it like in those movies in the fucking uh, West Coast where they're always going around on those. Oh cliffs. yeah, yeah. Just do that right off the cliff. They go, boom, explosion. Then I don't have to hear about you. I don't even talk about the book. You and Reggie talk about it. it still gets me angry. <laughs> ah, don't like it. But yeah, uh, you want to hear what's going on next week? Of course I do. You know what next week's gonna have? Some Rebirth, Rebirth books. books. Yeah, and maybe people will be excited like me and you because we're going to get Aquaman number two. Nice. It's weird. I, I guess Aquaman came out the same week before as Batman. Why does it seem like that's not the case? I Are don't you with oh. me? It, it, it was, just seems it two weird. weeks ago. It just seems weird. So I guess it is. Aquaman number two. Maybe it's because we talked to Reggie about that and it gets all mixed up in the, the deal. That we talk about Ray Delane a lot. Yeah, yeah. Batman number two, right? Right. Batman Beyond, number 14. Fucking nonsense. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to. Uh, this says the epic Wired for Death storyline continues as the mysterious rewires. True identities finally revealed. Oh, we already revealed it. Revealed, huh? It's an explosive revelation that can only lead to a climactic showdown between rewire and Batman as they're both being manipulated by Spellbinder, Eric. What do you think of that? I think it's nonsense. Give me rebirth. Books. Bloodlines number four. You know what? This is the exception because yeah, I care have, about this book. Well, we have fun. We're going to have two of these uh, this week. Uh, Future Quest number two. That's not one of the fun ones, right? No, it is not. And <laughs> it, depending on how things go, we may not be talking about that, baby. I'm uh, okay with that. Green Arrow number two. Nice. Nice. Nice, right? Nice. 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 I think that uh, Green Arrow's dead. That's how it ended, right? He was dead. Yeah, seriously. There was no way that he could come <laughs> back, right? He's dead as a doornail. Nothing could bring him back, right, Eric? Not soup, not a massage, nothing. Those are weird things that you just pulled out of nowhere. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Green Lanterns number two. Hopefully Sam Humphrey slows his roll, Eric. Hopefully. And gives us a little, you know, development, oh, not this just... This issue, all we deal off. with is Emerald Sight. Okay. Emerald Sight. I'm going to use my Emerald Sight to tell you that in issue number two, the world descends into rage. Crowds are rioting while Simon and Jessica find themselves powerless to stop the carnage with their backs against the wall and no other options available. Earth's rookie Green Lanterns take to the take the fight to the Red Lanterns, please. That is the solicitor. That, I use my Emerald Sight, though. 
What do you think? Fair enough. Pretty good Emerald Sight, wasn't it? Awesome Emerald Sight. Okay, the next one is something that you're going to hear about. Well, actually, it's funny. The mumbo-jimbo the, going the, on there. The next one. Oh, geez, my thing went a little wacky. The next one's the best. It says, Justice League of America, number 10. That's not right. Nope, that was canceled, baby. The next one. What's Rao up to? Yeah, we'll see. The next one, Justice League Rebirth, number one. And the, the funniest thing, it has listed the creators, and it says, Brian Hitch and Unknown. He's just continuing where he left off at JLA. The next one is Superman number two. Nice. We like that, right? Little John. It's my favorite Rebirth book so far. Superboy action. We're going to find out what uh, Batman and uh, Wonder Woman were there. See what the Eradicators are about. It possibly might have been they wanted to, you know, introduce themselves. I don't know. Find out more information. We're going to find out. Uh, don't get too, cl- uh, you know, special about that Eradicator yet, Eric. There's a tip for you. Don't think he's showing up yet. Uh, Superman, The Coming of Superman, number six. Neil Adams, which we just heard. Reg- and this finishes off the series, right? Finishes off the series. And the big thing is the claim is wait till you see the last panel. I hope that I have stopped laughing by then. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not crying from laughter because I, I put up the – uh, I Reggie did. I gave him the preview. We put it up, and in three pages, laughing my ass off. <laughs> Hilarious! I love it. And You're I'm laughing not, about it before the podcast. I'm not saying that as a put down either. I really do enjoy it for just the goofiness that it is. Uh, then we finish with Reggie doing the Flintstones number one, and I guess we're going to talk about that on the podcast because yeah, it's a number Reggie. one. And yeah, it's a number one. It's on the last of the number ones of the Hanna Barbera. And I'll tell you, I read it, and I was not that disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's not bad. Right? I don't know. I didn't read it yet. I think you'll like it. It has good. a couple of the, you well, know, the things you told me. a couple jokes. Good. And it, it is. They, they, they spelled it out. It's the guy who did Prez who okay. is writing it. Uh, what's his name? I always No read. idea. It is Mark Russell. Mark He's Russell. He's doing it. He did Prez. And it, it is one of those where – it definitely does have like a social commentary, like social commentary jokes, but I like them. They're but not, in the age of the Flintstones. And they're not as heavy handed as they could be. And I get a little couple laughs at it. And then you realize, really, what, what the Flintstones, yes, it was an amalgam of the honeymooners. Sure but was. even the stuff like it's a living with all the things it was <laughs> making, it was making fun of people with their appliances and all their, you know, things and stuff so it, it fits but yeah that will be next week uh eric but right now i'm gonna ask you i have a couple things here i'm gonna ask you some movie taglines eric and i want you to tell me what the movies are what do you think of that okay you're pretty good at this i'm not very good at how it. about this one houston we have a problem oh 13 yes all right the animal is out uh the animal no no, that that Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's no, the that is animal. Not the animal. Okay, is the animal out. is out. Um, no mm. idea. Wolf. Ah, wolf. Jack Nicholson, Michelle Jack Pfeiffer. Nicholson. Yep. Uh, I actually I'll watched that for the first time a couple months ago. Really? Yeah, I, and for some reason, okay. never got a hold of it. Yeah, it, was okay. it is what it is. Don't call me babe. Don't call me Babe. And that is not Babe 2. Electric Boogaloo? Nope. This is a superhero comic book movie. Don't I remember it, and it's a line from the movie said by the actress who stars in it. Tank Girl. Barbed Wire. Damn it. That was close. Okay. Chucky gets lucky. The Bride of Chucky. You are correct. How about 
He's a man of peace in a savage land, suburbia. Um, man of peace in a savage land, suburbia. Suburban you, Commando. No, nope, you actually like this movie more than I do. You had watched the it. Burbs. Yes, the burbs. Um, how about the snobs against the slobs? And no, that's not the Caddyshack. Weird- yeah, it is Caddyshack. It's not our podcast. I was. <laughs> um, how about this one? This is tough. It's an older movie. I, right. They had a date with fate in Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca. It's so funny. It's fucking horse feathers. <laughs> fucking Airplane 2, the sequel. Okay. You'll crack up. Y-U-L. Oh, I get you. Um, it's either Christmas Vacation or Boom. Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, it's Christmas Vacation. Okay. How about this one? You scream, you die. You scream, you die. Yep. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, fuck. 2007. Obviously a horror movie. Obviously. 2007. What the hell yep. was I doing in 2007? Horror movie. 2007. You scream, you, you die. die. Oh, Dead Silence. Dead Silence it is. How about... I'm gonna, I have to mix it up because it is going in alphabetical order here. How about... <laughs> um, they'll never get caught. They're on a mission from God. Blues Brothers. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, here's, oh, wait, where oh, I missed it. Oh, I had a good one, and I missed out. How about Earth? It was fun while it lasted. Evolution. Nope. That's oh, hold on, no, hold on. Oh, Earth. Jesus. It's Armageddon. Earth. I Damn. almost said it, so I, I had to go with that. Okay, the next one, Eric. Crushed lips don't talk. The You're not going to this. This is a 1953 movie. That's the movie I Confess. Jesus Christ, what does that even Ass. mean? Crushed lips don't Crushed talk? Crushed lips don't talk, baby. That's because they're getting punched right in the Is face. Is that like Midnighter dialogue? Might be. How about Welcome to the Suck? <laughs> it's a 2005 movie. Welcome to the Suck. It is a war movie. It's a war movie. Welcome it's to 2005. the Suck. 2005, Welcome to the Suck. <laughs> fucking Hearts War? Jarhead. I don't know. I never Jarhead. saw that. Is that that, that fucking Cena Jake, movie? I think Jake... Uh, I thought that was a John Cena movie. No, no, that's the Marine. Okay, I have no okay, idea. How about this one? Welcome to the suck. <laughs> Don't go Is in that, the That's a tagline for this podcast. Don't go in the water. Don't go in the water? Yep. Jaws? Yep, that's Jaws. Evil has an upgrade. That's Jason X. Yep. How about this one? This time, it's personal. Jaws the Revenge. That is, it's funny. Jaws 2 is just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, and it makes sense for Jaws 2. I think in my mind, I always thought that was Jaws. Yeah, I I think people got it uh, like uh, misconstrued. Yeah, but it's it's funny because it doesn't make sense to have a first one, then now you think it's safe to go. What were you talking about? Oh, Jaws is dead. Yeah, really. How about this? For truth, for justice, for five bucks a day. (laughs) What? Uh, For truth, for For justice. For truth, for justice. For five bucks a day. Five bucks a day. Five bucks a day. Brewster's Millions. Jury duty. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, that's an awful movie. I How actually about... watched that for the first time like two really? years ago. Um, that a big Polly Shore guy. Didn't I, – I hate Polly – nobody's going to say they're a big Polly Shore guy. I did not mind jury duty. I, a lot of these I didn't mind when I saw what was that one Biodome where... was terrible. Um, the one where he goes – Casino and... Man? Yeah, uh, but no, the one he went to the farm. So, yeah, I forget what the, I actually like that one, and I can't remember what it's called. Maybe we'll get to that. I just Who, remember the cover looking like American Gothic. Yes. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Yes. How about this one? You'll wish it were only a nightmare. Is that Y U L E? That is no. It's just you'll. That's wish. Uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. That is Friday the Thirteenth, Eric. 
Oh, f- wait, 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 wait. The first Nightmare. One? Yep, 1988. That's what it, it seems says. It's like a play against Nightmare on Elm Street, but that, that came up before that. Be afraid, be very afraid. Oh, no, I know this one. Oh, that's The Fly. Yep. My kids started watching that this week. They just wanted to see that. That's a great scene. movie. They just wanted to see that scene. Um, how about <laughs> the story of two people who got married, met, and then fell in love? Um, I'll tell you right now, this is with an actress I believe you hate. And Gerard Depardieu. Who the hell is Gerard Depardieu? He is France's most – the greatest export of France. Really? Yeah, he's the big actor. But that was Jean Renaud. No, Gerard Depardieu. You don't know Gerard Depardieu. He was in a lot. He was in My Father the Hero, which was uh, Catherine Heigl's, one of her first movies. All right. This was Green Card. I think that was with him. Never heard about that fucking movie in my life. Because you're an idiot. He's huge. Go watch Shawshank, Jim. No, no. I know about it, though. Let's see. I'm one up on you. How about this one? Think you're alone? Think again. Um, Joe's apartment. Hollow Man. Oh, God. I'm looking for something you would. There's, there's, welcome to the suck again. I'm welcome to the that. suck. Uh, from zero to hero. From, uh, Blank Man? The Mask. Fuck. The Mask. That is obviously The Mask. Yes. Oh, I almost thought I found that, uh, that movie with Polly Shore and the thing. It was like something in law. Wasn't uh, it Son in Law? Yeah, That's Son what in it law. was, right? Son yes. in Law. <laughs> How about this one? A comedy of trial and error. One of our favorite movies. I'm going to say it's my cousin Vinny. It is my cousin Vinny. How about just going down the deal? They're here. They're here. It's Poltergeist. They're back. Poltergeist 2. We're right. Uh, the first casualty of war. Is innocence, and if I would have known this beforehand, I would have put that for that Destro. <laughs> the first casualty of war is innocence. It is a Oliver Stone movie. This is a movie I don't. Yeah, you haven't seen that yet, have you? I don't. No, I've it's watched really Platoon. No, wait. You told always, me you hadn't seen it. At no, one no, no, no. I'm telling you, I always get confused with Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. So yes, I have it. not yeah. seen it's Platoon. Really good. Charlie Sheen. I know. I'm telling you, that's on my one of my top list of movies it's I have so to good. see. I, for really some reason, I can never get it though. Really. Um. How about this one? Attila the Hun, Ivan the Terrible, Al Capone. Excellent adventure. They were all set Damn. once. Say it again. Attila the Hun, Ivan the Terrible, Al Capone. They were all seven once. The fuck was that? You, you'll get so angry when you don't. All right, what is it? Problem child. Fuck me. And you know what? I've been trying to watch that movie for a week now. So bad. For some reason... Like, I got that new Xfinity, like, you know, that voice control and the whole yeah, new yeah, box. Yeah. That's a you whole new setup. Problem, child, and they keep putting on Poison Ivy. No. The no. thing is, it's there. It says so on HBO. I have HBO. I should be able to watch this movie. I click on it. It says, upgrade your service. Really? And I have For no problem, idea. child. Yeah. I think one of the best things. And I went things- through all this shit just trying to watch Problem, child. I don't care about it. It's just because it was there. I hadn't seen it in 20 years and just never heard of I, it. I love the scene or, I when John see Ritter Craig- gets him. And they finally got, and they take him out, and the people are just, they're so ecstatic. They got rid the of nuns, him. And, yeah, I'm telling you, Gilbert Godfrey thinks, is and, great. Yeah, in that Gilbert's movie. great, and uh, John Ritter's great. And I just love Kramer. that he thinks that he was, so, yeah, I th- that he loved, oh man, you must have been really loved. <laughs> so good. Okay, here we go. I love John Ritter. Yeah, I, I yeah, he's dead, huh? He is dead. The mission is a man. We, we actually did this game before, and I think that was one of them way back. The mission, the mission is a man. Is a man. Is a man. Is a man. Uh, no idea. This, this movie makes me cry at the end. 
with the twist. All dogs go to heaven. Saving Private Ryan. Not I've only ever watched that. Ryan's privates. I only ever watched that movie once, like two years ago. Yeah, it makes me. Cry. I don't do war movies very much. It's like a good man. Just <laughs> tell me. It's um, it's like Bruce asking I, fucking Alfred. <laughs> Are my parents proud? Dude, I weeped like a goddamn child at the end of that movie, though. Okay, how about this? This is a good one that you. I don't think you'll get, but I do really like this movie. Just because you're accepted doesn't mean you belong. Except and it's not you throughout all of your school days. Oh. No, this is a movie where it was probably my first time that I saw both uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Dead Poet Society. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All right. What's um, his, what's his name? Ben Affleck. You know, Ben Affleck's fucking boyfriend. Matt Damon? Yeah, Matt Damon. They're both in this. The piece of shit in this. No idea. School Ties. That, Brendan that's Fraser. what I was thinking when I said Dead Poets Society. I could not really? remember. Fucking Brendan Fraser's in the movie. Brendan Fraser. I, I really do like that movie. I like that movie a lot. You too. How about this one? Loved by children, desired by women, adored by bartenders everywhere. No idea. Uh, no, that shakes the clown, Eric. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's just some stupid movie. Fear can hold you prisoner. Hope can set you free. Oh my God, I know this. Yeah, you should. Fear? Always yelling at me, buddy. That is Shawshank Redemption. That is Shawshank Redemption. I'm going to add a couple more and then we'll Because I just watched that two nights ago. I'm like, that sounds so familiar. There's one Reggie will be yelling. He's got a plan to stick it to the man. He's got a plan to stick it to the man. 1972. 1972. Um, Goldmite? Superfly. 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 All right, you got this one. You'll believe a man can fly. Superman. Yep, you got uh, good po- good cops, bad hair. This was a movie that was a redo of a uh, TV show. It is fucking blah, blah, blah. car fifty four. Where are you? Starskin Hutch. Ah oh, shit! All right now, uh, never watched it. Here's a good one for you. Once you stop screaming, then you'll start talking about it. <laughs> Once you stop screaming, then you'll start talking about it. Phantasm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. I do love that movie. Uh, how about, uh, let me keep going. Not allowed to watch it. Melvin was a 90-pound weakling until nuclear waste. Toxic Avenger. To a... Toxic Avenger. Yes. They're not just getting rich, they're getting even. That sounds familiar, too. Yeah, so that's a pretty good tagline. I like yeah. it. Uh, they're not just getting... Um, nothing to lose? Trading places. Damn it. Okay, and we'll do it. We'll end with... 3% body fat, 1% brain activity. Fuck. Uh, it's pretty funny. No pay, no gain. Zoolander. Uh, uh, and actually, one last one I will give you. Bernie may be dead, but he's still <laughs> the life of the party, Eric. Is it Weekend at Bernie's 2? That is Weekend at Bernie's. Oh. I, weekend at Bernie's 2, they do not have on this list, and it has to be something like, uh, you know, he's back for another party. I don't know. Remember, that was the voodoo. I saw that one in the theaters. Hoodoo Voodoo, Weekend at Bernie's 2. You saw both of them or just Weekend at Bernie's 2? Only Weekend at Bernie's 2. Really? Yeah. How about this one? Someone has taken their love of scary movies one step too far, Eric. Scream? Yeah, that's Scream. I just want to find one more. Um, Keep saying that. I know. Oh, no. I did that one. How about this one? Nothing is inconceivable. Welcome to Suck. Well, nothing is inconceivable, and no, it's not Princess Bride. That's all I could think about. Nope, it's Junior. <laughs> oh, my God, I Junior. hated that movie. Okay, one last one. Why was that not Twins 2? I don't know. Just do it. D-E-U-X. Just do it. 
Oh, uh, fucking uh, Hot Shots Part 2? Shots Part 2. Yep, that's it. That is the game. One more. <laughs> How about this one? Um, now Freddy's a daddy. He's killing for two. Freddy's dead the final nightmare. That is Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Five. The Dream, the dream Child. Child. Yep. Yeah. That's the Dream Child, Eric. You that's were some wrong. Horse, that's horseshit because in the, and Freddy's dead. We were introduced to his daughter. But no, I, I remember that tagline. How about this one? About, yeah. Dishes, relationships, wind. This guy breaks everything. This is one we laugh at all the time, this movie. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what it is? Say it it's again. It's not Uncle Buck. Say it Dishes, again. relationships, wind. This guy breaks everything. <laughs> we, we laugh at this movie, and it's like one of those that we really use it as like a, one of the worst movies. It's 1991. Uh, fucking, um, <laughs> hold on, give me a second. It is Dutch. Drop Dead Fred. Ah, oh, there you go. Drop, Drop Dead Fred. I still do enjoy that movie. Do you? How about I do. this one? We just keep going. He, he charges ten dollars, but he's willing to negotiate. <laughs> you 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 mentioned one of this guy's movies earlier. Did I? Yeah. Oh yeah. He charges ten dollars, but he's willing to negotiate. Fuck! All I can think about is that uh. Oh, you, you'll you just say what you think That's it is. Uh, fucking lover boy. That Deuce Bigelow male jiggle. Oh Jesus Christ! I one never dream, watched it. One dream for Jamaicans. Twenty below zero. Cool Runnings. That is Cool Runnings. I love that movie. I, I really do. But I, I've gone back to watch it, and I, I have some problems with it. But as soon as John Candy, you find out he's a cheater. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, again, do you like to go back and see? Uh, the freaking Mighty Ducks, and then you find yes. out that the, the coach was a drunk. Fucking Amelia yeah. was a drunk. I That's know. What he was there for. What you gonna do? When they come for you, bad boys, bad boys. It is bad boys, and uh, this is legitimately the last one. Okay, all right. The bitch is back. I know this one. Should. The bitch is back. The bitch is back. Oh, my God, I know this. The, the bitch is bitch back. The bitch is back back fuck why don't i uh it is a a sci-fi horror movie yeah i know and all i could think about is aliens alien 3 damn it that's what it was alien 3 but the bitch wasn't back in that one well because the bitch was the alien queen but yeah i don't know why we're talking we love movie sure do that's one of our best things and the last one eric let me see the last one i'm gonna say this Oh, this is a weird one. You'll never get this. Uh-huh. Man has made his match. Now it's his problem. Say it again. Man has made his match. Now it's his problem. Made his match or met his match? Made his match. Yeah, That's man. the key. Man that has is made the his... key word. You have stumbled upon the key word there. Man has made his match. Now man right has made his match. Now it's his problem. That is Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just I don't like that. You How don't like Replicants? I, no, I just don't like that as a tagline. But that's it. Our, that's the podcast we're going to go off. If you haven't heard the report card, the what's it called? God damn, we were really trying to postpone this. I keep forgetting what the, we're even talking about. Is this a just for the hell of a tagline? Kind of, Seriously. People will be like, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear more comments. Well, what, do, what do you think? Did I get like 50-50 on this? No, no, you're pretty good. Right. You're pretty good. And uh, how about this one? So he's got All the work and no play make Jack a dull boy. The Shining. That's the Shining. Oh shit! You know what? Let's talk about comics because there was a callback to The Shining in the Grayson issue. 
Most... They, uh, when Harley goes in the beginning, it's uh, room 237, and that's oh, really? when Jack Nicholson walks in with that hag in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I kept looking after that. Great, there's a great fucking. I didn't. I didn't put my back. goddamn notes down because I wanted to talk about. I that. didn't even some, have notes. There but was really some, nothing. There was some really callbacks came from to a lot though. of fucking stuff in Grace. Nothing really came back though from that. Really, no, no. I, it's just the fact that it was there. Room two thirty seven. That's not really that. It's a big thing from the movie. That's that. Yep. That's that. that uh, one more. This oh is a God. movie you really like. Every hitman deserves a second shot. Every hitman is uh, what the professional? Nope. All right. All right. You Gross like point this. Blank. Gross point blank. Yes. I um I wish I think in one uh, move I think a podcast that we're gonna have it just for the hell of it we're gonna ditch these we're gonna just have a list of movies and we're gonna come up with our own catchphrases. Honestly, I want to just do one on John Cusack if we could. No, really, just how much of a piece of shit he is because he's is- gonna fucking go. You know, he doesn't like people who like fucking Better Off Dead, one of the best movies ever. <laughs> and hoops. Better Off Dead. <laughs> I would say my tagline would be. He's in a town for the weekend with a few days to kill. He's on a slope, unable to cope. Do you like that? I don't know. I, but, I came uh, up with that right now. How about if everybody was... have a great week? <laughs> Keep I don't know weird. what else to say. Uh, yeah. saying, end the podcast. That's Anything else say? that we have? Because we're going to go to the uh, the rebirth special uh, report card. You can hang out if you don't. People have already fast forwarded you know, that by now. I would think so. Why would they listen to this garbage? But yeah. Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll see you in seven, right? Is that what you say? Boom. Have a great week. Proud. Keep, Proud. Weird. Keep it weird. Proud. Proud. See you in seven. See you in seven. All right, Eric. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little midterm report. Oh, God. <laughs> of Rebirth. And we're not going to be talking I'm sorry I said anything. It's yes. report card. Report we're not going to be talking is. about the Rebirth special itself. We've talked about that way, way too much. But just in general, I loved it. There you go. That's all you it, need. You liked it as well, book. right? It was yeah. really good. And it set us onto this fantastic destruction. fantastic road that we like to call Rebirth. And uh, most of the books now that have come out, they've had some of the big ones. We said that Justice League was the odd man out. That is coming out next week. Um, but yeah, you, of you all these. that the is just character. Brian Hitch's fault? I don't know. It it really I I don't know. I just think about the track record of JLA and yeah, like but it's, you he's think only you'd want to writing it. I know this, but you think you'd want to start with Just League, just yes. like they did with New 52. You would think that you would definitely start with, even if it was the week where you would have had Justice League, Batman, Superman. You know, That's a great-ass week right there. Out. Now, I will say also, we have this week now. It's the fifth week of the month. Those fifth weeks are always a catch-up annual-type week, right? The bullshit week. The bullshit week. Why couldn't they have given us, say, a Nightwing rebirth number one? Give us some – because they did the Titans rebirth way ahead of the series. Why couldn't they have just picked three of these Rebirth number ones and thrown it out this week? It, it, I know they didn't want to put like the regular books out now because it messes up their order and how when they come out. The, the Rebirth number ones could have come out, and they should have. This week was ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just mad about that, but we're going to talk about this. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like, have it. I don't know the only why thing I do it. <laughs> the only thing I would say with, with Justice League would be that maybe Brian Hitch was still at that point trying to catch up with uh, JLA. <laughs> and then when they finally said, no, no, we said it before. Like they called him up and said, hey, how's JLA doing? Oh, I'm working on it, Mr. DC. I'm getting the shit ready now. Okay, well, how is that Justice League rebirth? Who? I still have to no, do that? What? <laughs> what, do you think I have to, what am I going to have to work overtime here? And they said, listen, JLA, fuck it. Scrap it. Done. Nobody Start cares about Ral. 
And then he's like, oh, I better start working on it. When's that supposed to come out? Uh, a week from now? Oh, hey, you better put that out in July. <laughs> because, yeah, we're, we're going to finally get that. But uh, it is weird to talk about all these when, when I wrote them all down and did. I actually did a piece on the site. That is weirdsciencedccomics.com. Uh, that you can go and read uh, s- sort of my uh, ins and outs of what I thought of these as well. Um, but it was weird, like, writing them. And I was trying to think of all the books because I did it off the top of my head. I actually forgot Green Lanterns. I did the I whole list. I did. I almost published it. And I'm like, okay, I better check. And I went to get some images and stuff. I'm like, god damn it, Green Lanterns. And it's funny, too, because when I first went through it to look, you know, I was curious to see what you did and all like that. I wanted to see what all the grades were. Oh, I scanned right over Green Lantern. I was like, motherfucker, forgot it. Then I saw it on my scan back up. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. I almost, and I, it's funny because I missed it doing it, it in my mind. That meant I had to shove it in the middle. <laughs> you had to fake the funk <laughs> for something it. no one saw. <laughs> Nobody even knew. There it is. It's like third, eight, fourth. It is. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with the big book, That's which good. Batman's the big book. Yeah, right it is. It's like when we're doing the podcast and I, I mess something up my notes and I've, I've got to change it on my notes, which I'll never look at again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Batman was the book that a lot of people were looking forward to. It's huge. Batman is huge. So when it came out. Biggest seller I, at DC. Yes. I was a little upset when it first came out, or at least when I saw what was going to go on with the Rebirth number one, because Scott Snyder was going to co-write or did co-write it with Tom King. And again, this is Batman. It's with Tom King art by David Finch and Michael Yan, and they, they switched back and forth. And it kind of did throw me off, and I did not, I wasn't very pleased that they had Scott Snyder write with it because in my crazy mind, because I think everything negative, in my mind I, I thought, well, they don't think Tom King can handle it. They're going to have Scott Snyder. I don't think that was the case. I've heard since that Tom King is a very good friend with uh, Scott Snyder. Maybe they could order pizza. Yeah, and it was that. But again, I don't know that he needed that. I don't know if maybe DC DC might have uh, misgaged how popular Tom King has become in the the DCU with fans. I don't know because it does, like you said – it did seem like a passing of the torch or a, hey, we need an assist. This It really does remind me a lot of the times where you got James Tynan all the time in the New 52, and whenever he would get something big, it seemed like Scott Snyder had to be involved. Well, you know, Eternal and all those, that they would throw it out there. I don't think Tom King needed that. And then when I read the issue, I was kind of uh, in the same boat because that really did seem more like a Scott Snyder farewell issue then a fresh take, let's get going, Tom King Batman. That was just me. A lot of people disagreed with me. I'm telling you, we argued about it on the podcast and even off the podcast about because you looked for all of these different things. You looked at every panel and again, the deeper meaning of it. And you know, that's the reason when Tom King, even Tom King, but I'm sorry, Scott Snyder, when he writes an issue, he loves to throw the shit in and loves to be clever and all this, and it kind of threw me into that mode when it I read it and reviewed it. And it, again, the, the rebirth issue was a um, calendar man. Calendar man was there. He had a machine that was going to change the season. Weather machine. Set it up, a weather machine, so that as he aged, he himself went through stages, seasons. And yeah, it was... It was it, an accelerated it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, but to me, it called out, like, here is what you got. And again, the whole rebirth... 
this we should have started with this that the rebirth issues to us meant the rebirth number ones were let's set the tone going forward yes i never thought to myself that they were really also going to be hey everybody who hasn't been reading the new 52 look at what's going on and let's catch you up i didn't have that set in my mind to me we were already in until flash yes well we were we knew all about it but i even think with batman these first two issues the rebirth number one and then the actual number one has been a lot of catch-up to what happened in the new 52 in a subtle way this book batman did it i think a little more subtly or than uh than Flash. Right. Flash just pounds it into your face, <laughs> uh, which we'll get and into. I'm telling you, that was too much, but in my mind, Batman was too little because when I went into reading that issue, I wasn't looking for everything to have a deeper no. meaning. Through. Like, I didn't see that issue and think anything of where Batman has come from within the New 52 to where we're going in Rebirth at all, except for, you know, we have Duke show up. He's going to be the new partner the of Duke Batman. Was there, and that we, was great. I we really established liked- that, and I liked that, but... All this weird ass shit with the like, you know, Calendar Man having a weather machine, and all of a sudden he's going through metamorphoses and fucking changing his yeah, body again. And like it that, was but out there as it went on, you kind of got this really, and it was a little bit heavy handed with the seasons and stuff like like this is when the rebirth, you know, and it led yeah. to a quote unquote rebirth, rebirth. at the yeah. end of Calendar Man of Batman and Robin. He says to to Duke, "It's something new." But again, it is the Batman and Robin dynamic, and I really like Batman and Duke together in that issue. And the issue. Um, but in general, I think that I am not the only one who came out of it a little disappointed because it was my first Rebirth number one I read, and it just did not seem fresh and exciting to me. It seemed like, okay, Tom <laughs> King did. It seemed like Tom King didn't want to step on Scott Snyder's toes a bit. That's how it came off to me. But then we get to the number one issue. Like, in my mind, I really don't see a lot of Tom King in that issue at all. In number one or the, the rebirth. rebirth? No, that's what I'm saying. That's why it, it did It's not almost like Tom King's name was on that just because yeah. he signed a contract that gets, he is going to write Batman. But yeah. Scott's in the whoa, 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 guys, come on. I'm and Scott when I'm, Snyder. When I'm I got that, one more story going in here. I agree with you. And, but I'm not saying it was bad. I liked it. It just was too much like what we had already had for four or five years. I can't, I can't say it's good, it though. I liked it. I liked it. I know you do. I know you liked it. I I'm think saying, I, I, I don't even remember what I gave it. I, I have my ideas of what I'd give both together, but I think I gave it like a nine, eight, five, maybe. Right, Super right. along there. I, 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 I think I gave the it art seven, was five. Awesome. It was Michael Yannon's art, that first issue, and I thought it was awesome. But yeah, seven, five is not bad. Yeah. Uh, so we enjoyed it enough. Uh, I'll tell you, that was probably my... It wasn't my least favorite Rebirth issue. I was just going to say. No, no, definitely it, not. It, it was the one that I probably was the most disappointed in because of how big I thought it was. I love Tom King. Uh, but then you get the number one issue came out, and it's it's crazy. I mean, what issue is going to have where you have your main character might actually die in the number one? Which urban was kind surfing of, on a 747. Yeah, urban surfing on, on a crashing plane. Um, I went into that thinking we were going to get more of this Gotham and Gotham girl. We didn't. We got them at the very end. Good cliffhanger. And they were crazy. They are, they're supermen. They're basically Had flying. no idea going in. He even says it coming up in this issue next week. He calls them supermen. Um, but, yeah, we had no idea of that. But even that that issue was more a recap. It was more of not a re- – it was more of a, a – Establishing the status quo yeah, to a degree. Because you dealt with him – thinking he's going to die again. 
And the whole thing with the, hey, were my parents proud? Is this a good death? We had just dealt with that at the end of the New 52, especially with number 52. issue number 52. Even the I Am Gotham or What Is Gotham yeah. of Scott Snyder's end kind of did that. And at, one, at no point I thought Batman was going to die. No, absolutely not. It's but fucking Batman. I'll tell you, Tom King is a good enough writer that I did kind of get excited to see where they were going with him, what was going on. But then, yeah, you were thrown off, especially by the word, would my parents be proud, all that. And I said to you when we did it on the podcast that I understand that this, number one, again, you're going to go forward. And I think where you're going forward is a Batman who is not a loner. He, in, in Detective Comics, he's working with a team in... This book, you have Gotham and Gotham Girl showing up, and in fact, they do kind of start as a team. I don't know where it's going to go off on, but he's he's helping them and trying to you know ease them into the thing and, and training them. I think that what Tom King needed to say was, look, this is not the same Batman. This guy died, and when he came back, he was changed, even with the stuff with Duke. Like, to open up, this is something new. He treats him, he calls him Mr. Thomas. He's treating him more as an equal as than any of the other Robins. And also, the whole thing, you like the part where, hey, uh, give the boys these things, tell Dick oh, that to continue training. Whenever um, Batman but, talks about the Robins as, you like, get his all, kids. You get all jittery. I, I do, I'm telling yeah. you, it's a really nice touch. And But that, like, line about Alfred, would my parents be yeah, proud? Yeah. Like you said, we just dealt with that at the end yeah. of Batman 52. And I don't want somebody to hold my hand through a comic. You're going to say no, something, but thing, I want though. a little bit more exposition yeah. about this being this so-called new Batman, this new take well, he has in life because he has died. Well, we have seen, and I think that where you're going to get a lot of people jumping into Rebirth that didn't have to slosh through freaking Batman and Robin Eternal, which basically when it was going on, I was not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people said that it set up Harper. Which yeah. it kind of didn't because she's not around it. It also it, set, it set up, her up really good to go away forever. Yes, and it also set up the fact that the Robins were mad because Dick or Bruce was not telling them everything, and that that even goes back to Death of the Family. Exactly. People who haven't been reading the New Fifty Two have no idea when they jump in, they probably just think, "Okay, Batman, you usually have a Robin. What's going on?" I think that they're really trying to push that this is a Batman who's thinking more of the Bat Family. Well, and including that, though, letting Kate in, get involved. Oh, yeah, with Detective Comics, which I, I do yeah. enjoy. But um, say I'm a new reader. I jump in Batman Rebirth. I'm like, okay, this is a weird issue, but I'm going to keep going. Get into Batman number one. We have this weird thing. And if I'm not reading Batman to this point and have all these ideas about, you know, he's died and come back and yeah. done all this good shit, the Batman that I understand is not this Batman, though. And there's not enough exposition well, for what me I'm to be saying like, you, caught up to the point where I realize that he is this new Batman. Well, the, what you're going to get is that from this, if I try to get everything, freaking wipe my mind, it doesn't take much. Yeah. And then I say, okay, this is a Batman who's very concerned with the Robins, the very concerned with the younger Robins, and also a guy who is really uh, concerned that he is not going to die a, a horrible death that his parents would think is bullshit. That and I maybe that is enough. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm not saying that people just jumping in are going to go, okay, well this Batman thinks that he has to be more. <laughs> no, I just think that you get in your mind, okay, he is a guy who will be, he's going to face death, 
And if it happens, he's just hoping that everything is is better off with you know he set yeah, yeah, things yeah. up and things like that. It was enough for me. Now, it's I like a very we, exciting issue. I liked when we were talking about the uh, number one issue before on the podcast, and you were talking about how his death before when he almost died, but, but except for the Dionysian bringing him back, that it, it was, was a very shit. selfish. It death. It was a selfish death. He and I like that aspect called, that you brought yeah, that forward. He called the Joker out on a bluff. Joker said that he's a mortal. And was willing to they die were, for was that. Willing to die. Was willing to die just and so. Would and, and even to the point where, listen, if I die, I take Joker with me, even even Steven. Even Steven. Even Steven. And we'll go with that. But I like here where you do see that he has set things up. And it, it continues. Again, these these talks get a little crazy because sometimes we've read issues ahead of time that aren't out yet. But right. it continues. It continues with a whole thing very concerned about dick grayson taking over and how it would go and things like that so i i did like that though it was a little heavy-handed and thrown in it, it did throw me off a little because but again we read every issue it's saying with the exception though of that final line like where he's talking about if his parents would be proud i really liked that first issue of batman yeah, i did and it was exciting as hell. very exciting i said uh david finch's art because it was such a big to do and a big hype it was good. Just having him co- like count down the time, uh, like you know, th- we're on a freaking big ass mission. We have like less than a minute to take care yeah, of. Yeah. Going through these panels, like, oh my god, how is he getting here that's in what, time? That's what I'm saying. It, Tom King it's like episode used, of 24, and Tom King used a premise. Which I, that I guess he, I've never watched. <laughs> no, Tom King used a premise that was ridiculous. Batman's gonna die in the first issue, but that's why I said earlier that. The way he wrote it, you were still on the edge of your seat. Even if you bought the whole seat there, <laughs> you only needed the edge. It's true. That's all you were at because it was exciting. And, yeah, like you said, you you nailed it. It was the timing. And is, is he going to save everyone? And then he's freaking – it's a, a you know horror at a 1,000 feet terror. At, at, oh, yeah, nightmare at 20,000 feet. Yeah, has all that. It was really good. So I really did like it, though some of the things threw me off. And what really threw me off the most, you didn't like the – Hey, would my parents be proud? Yeah, the yeah. thing that threw me off most is we're getting into the story, and the first time we see Gotham and Gotham Girl is the last panel. And also, we we mentioned we didn't mention on the podcast. I mentioned it later when somebody called us out on it. Is that he called Clark? He called Superman. Yeah. Then that you know what though? Now that we say that, he does say Clark. So he might have meant the pre-Flashpoint. Maybe that was why. So we don't know exactly where this timeline is. Yeah, I know it's a little hokey, but it was. I didn't even. Go, I was so. But, yeah. I was so into the action that I, that was. I didn't care. Oh, you I'm telling you, I passed right over that. But uh, overall, with the both those issues, <laughs> I wasn't nerding out. This is not no, in a timeline. Usually we do, and usually you know we're there. I'm doing my notes for the podcast, nitpicking everything and laughing to myself. That, I'm like a, a freaking evil scientist when I'm writing up the notes. I'm like, <laughs> wait till I say this, and I forget half of it. Uh, yes, but of the two issues uh, combined, my grade score for Batman at the moment is a solid B, right in the and- middle B. I'm telling you, I think for the most part, we're going to be the same for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it a B as well. Yeah, um, the thing that I also think that a lot of people are really down on this book, it's weird. And now when the sales come out, they'll be through the roof. But they're down on it. I think it's a combo of two things. Number one, they thought it was going to be more, more fresh. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that it's a weird thing where all the other books are so good. That it's making it seem like you're used to Batman being like, okay, like we always say, there's gimmies. Like, yeah. oh, what's the best book at DC? Well, 
we won't even mention Batman because I'm going to so talk about Batman or Justice League. Yeah, we'll go down below. I think that the, the gap is narrowing, and that's that's positive. That's why I think that we love the Rebirth so much because of the other books raising, you know, raising we up. We can their start game. looking like we're not negative. It's going to be awesome. It's not going to happen. I know. I, people, it doesn't matter. We're we're tagged as negative. Except what's weird is people always yell about us being negative. Now we gave Batman a B. There's going to be people, that's bullshit. You know who doesn't mind us being negative? The weirdest people who do not mind us at all and actually ask us to not be fake positive. Who is that, Eric? The creators? And DC themselves. That's They actually appreciate us. Look at that. The only people. All I see online, oh, these awful people. Me and you, awful. It's so funny too, where people seem to think. Hey that, man, I just sit here and say boosh. Don't look uh, at that. And people seem to think <laughs> that me and you have like this grand scheme. This grand. Oh, they they get together and decide. Get together. Awesome. I have enough of you already. Get together. Hey, let's get that note session going for this yes, week. Seriously, note session. This especially my notes for this tonight, right now. Is me on the web page looking at my article and just looking at the pictures. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm looking uh, at Superman right now. Yeah, I am too. I didn't even read any. I probably went against everything I said in my I'll article. I'll tell you, we jumped on this podcast today. We're going to keep it really loosey goosey. I'm yeah, like, I all right. So, um, what are we doing for this podcast? Because I don't quite understand what we're doing. So, yeah, yet. we're just going to talk about shit and give it a grade. Sounds yeah. good. I took a dump earlier today. C plus, Eric. I had well, to struggle a little. Uh, and I, I was a little out of toilet paper. Oh, that's the I worst. mean, all out of toilet paper. Okay, so you took a shower. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did take a shower. The next book uh, is Superman. Where's one of my kids' socks at? Yes. Where's one of my kids? <laughs> Give Superman. I don't know where they are. Uh, Superman, Eric. Uh, Superman. This, uh, I will tell you right off the bat, this has become my favorite Rebirth uh, series. I believe this it has been mine favorite. as well. And it's funny because if anything that caused this whole rebirth, it was the disaster that was the Superman book throughout the whole New 52. Not even just because – now, we're getting a little of what I'm going to say now already. Um, the Superman books were so disjointed. And it's it's funny because you have a lot of Batman books. But because of the way you can divide them up, it makes sense. Like you have a Detective Comics – you have a Batman, you have a Batman and Robin. I think where Superman's going, which I really like, is it kind of is the Superman and, and Superboy book. It's starting right. out that way. And I really like that because it, it sets it apart. I like to – like if somebody said to me like, hey, what's the Superman book? I hope it continues that because then you can say, oh, you know what? That's like Superman and Superboy. You, you can narrow it down. When you used to have to say what's Superman, like, oh, what's Action Comics? Well – it was kind of the beginnings, and then it, you know, and everything then it got just kind of did some other stuff, and, and, and then, then all of a sudden crossovers. Exactly, it, it all so was crossovers. Yeah, so I like the way we're getting these different things, even though they are kind of intertwined a bit. But this is Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, and again, that's the, the entire Batman and Robin, Batman team and Robin Robins. team. And I don't think that it is a surprise then that this is kind of the super. Batman and Robin. It's funny because I want to call it something better than so Superman, I. Superboy. It's Superman and then Robin. And but John. And John. But yeah, that, John it, it's that. And I've really enjoyed it. Now, the, the Rebirth issue was more of a epilogue to me for the last Final days. days, yeah. And it makes sense. Peter Tomasi wrote that. So what you got in that one was Lana... Uh, fulfilling her promise and going to get the remains of Clark. And that was a really Barry. nice touch. And it was. It was really, really nice. In the meantime, I liked the way where 
uh, Superman, pre-Flashpoint Superman shows up and says like, hey, you know what? You can't do this. Leave it to me. We can bring him back. And Lana kind of, eh, I don't know about that, whatever. Uh, you did get little hints, and actually a big hint, that when Superman died, the flare that hit Lana has done something to her. She knows where the uh, fortress, fortress is. is. So that was the one thing. Uh, and it, it kind of was heavy-handed the way they forced that in because Superman says, listen, I let him have a space. I didn't follow him to the fortress, so I don't really know where that is. Now, you even said, I think when we were, we were recording and talking about the book, you, you kind of saw where he was headed to at some point, though, right? Yeah. You even if you he could find it. You're Superman. Go fly over yeah, the North go fly Pole. And, and even find to it. the point where... Think about it, where yours was. It's probably around the same place. That or go with the, hey, when Vandal Savage had it, because that was kind of like, oh, you knew he had it. Yeah, I saw yeah, Vandal yeah, Savage, yeah. whatever. At one point, it dropped back down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe <laughs> that's not really intruding if you went to see that. I don't know. He's not a peeper. Yes, that was a bit heavy-handed just it to get was, that Lana call back Lana, because yes. I don't, everybody's so obsessed with uh, Lois being Superwoman and yes. the future coming up that nobody really thinks about Lana. So if you did not read that last issue of Final Days of Superman and saw that single panel or the yeah, light you would wonder, her. You would wonder, and even then when Lana says to him, I don't know why, yeah. but I know where it is. And well, you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, That's a weird uh, thing to yeah, say, Lana. People who just jumped in have to be just like, huh? I don't understand, and, and I'll, I'll even make the call out right now. I would really love to hear somebody's opinion if they end up listening to our podcast. I don't know how many people have jumped onto the podcast just as Rebirth started, uh, but if you're out there, I'd like to hear some of their thoughts about how they go into these. Like, if yeah. you didn't know that, what did you think? I know my myself, I'm a dummy who has no attention span. I wouldn't have even remembered that line. I would just, yeah, there they go. They're off. But yeah, it, it is some, there are some things like that that are odd. But yeah, they go to the fortress and Superman realizes, nope, there's n the, the technology that I use. And that's the other thing. It's a callback. There was a really, really good callback in that to the uh, death of Superman that you really liked in that. And I'm telling you, that, that is why I like this issue the most, I think, because not only is it an epilogue, to the final days of Superman, just to get, catch everybody up and what's been going down since he died. Yeah. But it also gets rid of any fucking, like, you know, nerdy-ass nitpickers like me saying, hey, what about the original Superman? He had the freaking uh, regeneration matrix. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. can't that just... Oh, it's not yep, here. Okay. It's not there. You got me, Tomasi. You fucking yeah, got yep, me. He got you. And it ends then with Lana taking the remains back to Smallville oh, God, and, and burying them. And it was, it was great. And I Superman liked just it. letting her have her time that, you know, I can do this. No, I want to do it on my own. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I, I said, yeah, even at the end of the, the new 52 with the last days of Superman, it really got me that when he did die, we both said it, that it, I got choked up. I, and it, it wasn't that the story, the story had gone off the rails by then. I, it just reminded me how much I really do like Superman. And also how much, you know, just the character itself. It's how itself. much you want to like Superman. Yeah, and it hit me again in this. This one hit me more along the lines of like, okay, you know what? It's it's better now. Like, Christopher Reeves really made me good. believe a man could fly. That's right. I, I saw that in the theater. I didn't believe a man could fly. I wasn't I'm good. like, it's a fucking movie. But I'm yeah, dead. when Lana <laughs> buried him, I thought to myself, you know what? It, it's better now. And that almost was, if you want to get meta or whatever, that could have been like, a okay. New 52 is done. 
now rebirth. everything else from here is a rebirth, which, you know, we go to the next issue, the Superman number one, and that was more of a uh, John. Down home living. Yeah, and they're, they're there as the Smiths. Which was crazy. That but bothers me. I really it, wish they would have kept the It didn't bother me just it's, because they want to change. They, they I don't understand. Want people, they don't want it's to change. Remember, they, they destroyed that house. The they don't, I know. They'd be arrested. But yeah, they, <laughs> they get that security deposit back anyway. They move closer to Metropolis. They're there. And this issue was basically uh, told through John's eyes and how he wants to aspire to be like his dad. You know, And it's great. And as a, as a father, even, I thought, boy, why can't my kids be like that? They don't want to be anything like me. They're, they're in their room now doing some awful podcasts. I want to be like my dad. I got to curse and yell and get some guy who smokes too much. That's right. That's what my dad does. But, yeah, you get that, and it's John. And it, the big thing was where Goldie gets killed. John kills oh, Goldie. Oh, poor Goldie. Uh, burns Goldie to a crisp. And... And some random hawk nobody gives yeah, a shit about. Yeah, and a hawk that nobody mentions. But people were upset. But it, this issue really nailed home that John is powerful and he is not ready on his own to, to act. And, again, it's the great responsibility, great power comes great and responsibility. done so thing. well, And though. I thought it was great. And it, it, it really is said me, without saying that. Yeah, it took me by surprise that people were just like, oh, you know, real – no, nobody – and even at the point where you were arguing with that lady on Facebook, she was like, what, do you want me to step in John's shoes? And like, yeah, step in John's shoes and start flying around and shoot heat vision at Please somebody. do it, lady. Yeah, let me see it. Film it, please. But yeah, I really liked it because we haven't gotten a lot of John through that whole thing. And this was almost like... And we had, really wanted some more John. And you had like the last days of Superman epilogue in, in Superman Rebirth number one. This seemed more like a continuation of the Lois and Clark book. And in that, it took all that time till John finally realized, hey, my dad's Superman. We, I except, have for that, except for that final issue, we really love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Love. That just got, that, it got hurried up because of Rebirth. But yeah. yeah, it continued that family vibe. It also had uh, with John. And we have not gotten a lot of John. Even in that book, John was there to be like, hey, you know, why didn't you tell me? Or, oh, dad's awesome or whatever. This was the first issue to me where you were, you were just reading that John. book to find out what John's going to find out this week. You yeah, know what really. I'm saying? Like, and, oh, no, and, what's, what, gonna what's he going to see this now? Oh, no. Suddenly he's like moving. He's in fire and he's not burning. That was the most you got. And that he would protect his mom. Hey, mom, I'll protect you from inner gang. Don't worry about that. The, the authorities read my book. They're taking care of it. Boom. <laughs> clean slate but yeah with this you get some john and i loved it and i really did like it it ends with uh wonder woman and batman showing up and it's very dark but you're seeing it through john's eyes i can't wait to see what goes on because it looks like the eradicator is involved and and we don't yeah, I'm know re- i'm reading that after we get done yes, now. i really I want to too. find out what's going to get that early I, I actually as we're talking about it, i'm like i gotta i gotta read that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're not sure if Batman and Wonder Woman. Let's pause up. for station identification yeah. so I can read that real fast. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, uh, we're not sure if Wonder Woman and Batman know about John. It'd be weird, like all of a sudden they know. It, it's all those uh, freaking animal rights groups. They called Batman because of Goldie. <laughs> Goldie, but yeah, it, it's my favorite book so far. I gave it a solid A. I would agree, and um, I, I almost want to say A plus, but I have to. I go almost with gave a. it an A plus. The weird thing is, this is one of the few books that I liked the number one issue a lot better than Rebirth. The Rebirth issue I liked. It was very, but it was more of, like we said, it was a tonal setup of the series. You didn't get a, a ton, 
Plus, this, being in our shoes, it's a lot of catch-up, too. Like that's what I'm handling. saying. This number one was great. It was so good. But, yeah, I was very close to giving it an A-plus as well. But if, if people are trying to figure out, like, oh, what book should I read in Rebirth? I suggest you read Superman. Watch. Uh, the next one is Wonder Woman, and me and you differ in this. Yes, we do. I really like it. And it's Greg Rucka back on uh, Super uh, Wonder Woman. And what we've gotten so far is pretty much Liam Sharp's art. We have the Rebirth number one. And then the Wonder Woman number one, the, the weird thing about this is, is he's alternating stories. You're going to have the, the, what is it, the lies? The lies and, and year and, one. And the other one is the year one. And the lies are pretty much what we've got so far. And I really like it. I'm a big, I, w- I wish at this point I would have chosen year one yeah, instead I know. of the lies. It's so weird. And in fact, we may have to switch that up. I'll, I'm going to be doing the year one uh, when it comes out in, in two weeks. Uh, maybe we'll switch it because I really do like the lies uh, story as well. well. This reminds me a lot of what we did with the Batman Rebirth, where we had this whole meta thing going on, but it was very to, to a different degree because everything we have, like from where we start out in the story, everything we've known of Super uh, Superwoman, Wonder Woman throughout yeah. the Fifty Two, apparently not true. It, it, and, and again, it, it's either not true, some and, of it's true. She's not sure. She wants I, to know. I am so confused reading this book because. After, you know, what we talked about with Batman, where you have to look into certain things because they want to say something but don't want to spell it out. I spend my time just wondering what I'm not getting about this book instead of enjoying it. And again, you have Wonder Woman who, of any character, she's one of the Trinity. She's one of the big three. And yet you could talk to ten people and ten people have different idea of what her origin is. Oh, agree. Not even just origin. I'm not even talking just, oh, she was made of clay. She's Uh, Zeus's daughter. We're going on of Steve Trevor at points. He's a pilot. He's a You go on and on how it goes. And, oh, she went to Man's World because Ares attacked. No, it was Steve Trevor did this. No, she was trying to Say, there's so many ins and outs. It throw the God of War shit in there. It, on yeah, top. and it goes. And I think that a lot of people were taken aback a bit, saying like, "Oh, Greg Ruck is showing up, and he's saying that Brian Azzarello's runs bullshit, whatever." I don't think that's what he's saying. I'm thinking that what ends up happening, even if they say, "Oh, Brian Azzarello's run the, the whole Zeus thing and the Goddess of War and all that," it's not true. I don't think that wipes it away. It still happened. It's just all convoluted in her mind and things like that. And I think that rebirth issue, the best part of that was when she uses the lasso on herself. I don't ever recall that happening. It's it's a very strong scene. I just don't understand well, again, the, it. I just think that he is, this is one of those. And again, you want to draw back to Brian Azzarello's Ron. What was the big thing about it? There were no arcs really. It oh was yeah. It was one, one long 35 page like, issue story. Rock is kind of doing a very similar thing where you're not going to know things until later and things like that and yes i said in my little article that i wrote i'm betting uh, highly that at one point the curtain's going to open and everything is going to be made even better because of what we find out if that doesn't happen by issue 12 i might be like jesus christ we're still dealing with this bullshit but right now i really like it because i love the idea that we're going to try to find out the truth behind Wonder Woman's origins and what happened and why she can't remember Themyscira, where, where it is, and things like that. Yeah, you know, why her Ares helmet and why the Ares war helmet, helmet is, yeah, is why, not real. Why are things, and even she lassoed, and she's like, who am I, Wonder Woman? It was really good. She was telling herself what she thought, and then she's like, no, it's all a lie, and you've been lied to, and she is fighting. Right now, the villain is the lie. And it, it, it bothers, I don't know why, it bothers me so goddamn much, though, because... Uh, 
Because you're I, thick-headed. I, I really am thick-headed. It's well, just again, you love with... your comic. Uh, it's not an insult. You love your comics to be boom. This is what you're going to – even we talked about the Batman. I liked yeah. it more than you because I thought more about the meta thing like that. You're not a guy who likes that. You like to, to be to told, a, to a degree I, I I'm going to fight just, Black Hand, and I, that's who I'm fighting. To, you a know? De, to a degree, I like that. But I'm saying even this, so I just have we, – we have the rebirth issue. We have the number one issue. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I'm just afraid that, like, you know, once we get that big reveal, it may be awesome. That's what I'm hoping for. But right now, in my mind, the individual issues suffer because of, we have no idea that he's well, not even – we're barely getting a sliver well, in the, of information. In the Wonder Woman number one, you had the whole thing where she is going to – Steve Trevor is in this warlord. It's like an African country that he's trying to fight this warlord. In the meantime, Duo. Wonder Woman shows up in the same place, and she's going through a jungle. She's fighting hyena men. And it, once we talked about it on the podcast, I, we both said it did seem to be like, a, okay, the New 52 – had these hyena men, which were kind of an amalgam bit of cheat, blah, 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 and she fought through these things, though some of them we didn't understand fully, no. and ended up finally beating her way to Cheetah, who looked a little pissed off. And again, I, next issue comes, and we have to wait a month, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is the every other. Uh, and you get Cheetah saying, like, I don't even know who the fuck I am. What, what's going on? And it's Barbara Minerva, and she's like, I just ended up here, and maybe... Maybe that's what we're going to get. I don't know. This is I don't almost, know either. That's the problem. It's weird. I do have a grade for this, but this is one that's very close to being an incomplete because I don't know, especially since we haven't gotten that year one story as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know how that's going to tie in if it no, will. Well, I think I think it will. Now that I think I think it's not – I don't think it's going to be because really, say the year one story is an origin story. Right. Makes no sense with what's going on and what we're, you know what I'm saying? I get you. So I tying it together of seeing maybe what really happened as she fights to get it. And then eventually it it comes together. Yeah. A convergence there. Convergence. Get some telos in there. Uh, Make shit happen. Liam Sharp's art is awesome. I love it. The the book looks beautiful. And I think on the, I think on the, podcast at one point i mentioned that i couldn't wait for emmanuela lupacino's art she's not on the book no it's nicholas scott Scott. i don't know why i got those two mixed up i may not have even said that but in my mind i kept thinking that i don't remember and it's nicholas scott which is awesome and i can't wait for that too um but yeah up till now i give it an a minus it almost was a b plus even though i'd like both issues a lot only because it is kind of an incomplete and, um, but I'm really intrigued by it, and I, I have all faith in Greg Rucka. I think that he has a big plan. This is one of I those so. where it's it's the most crazy of them all. He has a alternating stories, and also he is not giving you much setup. He is really not holding your hand. He's throwing you in. and He's throwing you to the wolves. Yeah, or the hyena men. Ooh. And hopefully it, it all twists around and I, we see what's going on. As of right now, I think just because I'm telling you, I know I, what you're going to say. I you're love the say art. C plus, you son of a bitch, aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, what are you going to say? A C. C. Great. Yes. <laughs> I um, knew it was going to be a C. It's all about it. I'm telling you, I really enjoy the art. I want something great to come from this. You just I like Wonder Woman a lot. What's going on? You want Greg Rocket to show up when you, the comic I just want to have an idea of what's say, going on. Here's in the story what's going on, Eric. Because you know we're two issues in. I got to spell out the whole well, fucking story to you, you son of a bitch. Well, even last time we talked about it on the podcast, we had nothing to say because no, we didn't well, understand what was going on in the book. The, 
the story it's 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 weird i can't even explain why i like it so much it's more of again it's more of a tone not even a tone it's more of a promise of what i really want and i'm telling and you and I, I, i've said that about things happens. before and you said that's never gonna happen yeah 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 i'm just and i'm not even saying like oh when when she goes and the gutter i'm not even specific i'm just saying eventually oh i agree he has to have that's, something that's what i want and, too so but then, as of right now have, we'll go back and re-record and you'll say a plus a plus plus a plus. with a gold star but no right now i have to go with the c yeah a minus, and that's the right score. Next one's Green Lanterns, <laughs> and the Green Lanterns is uh, Sam Humphreys, and we have not really dealt with much of Sam Humphreys. Uh, not at all. Fight. No, and when we heard about him, when that was announced, when they that's pretty cool name announcement. All right, and and I I watched <laughs> that. I, know I watched Sam the press Humphreys. conference, and I was like, he seems like a pretty fun guy. He's very loose. He's there. He's got a nice hairdo going. People seem to hate him <laughs> from from that point. That's the word on the streets. All I've heard at the Five and Dime, Eric, is that you can't put the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. It's the Sam Humphreys on the Green Lanterns. You can't put the Sam Humphreys before the Jeff Johns. Hey. But, yeah, we heard a Did lot of Did you become Italian at the end? Yeah, it was Italian. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't even know what I'm saying. But, yeah, there was a lot of hate for Sam Humphreys. And I still don't get it, really. A lot of people, oh, that that pot smoking son of it's all these crazy things I hear. I don't have any inside information. To the point, about Sam I, it's not even inside info. I'm saying when that was announced, there were at least three people who follow us on Twitter and listen to the podcast, go right on Twitter and say, Sam Humphreys on Green Lanterns, I'm out. And that's all it took. That's crazy. Yeah, but you got that first issue, and that was with Jeff Johns, and now this time. I do think that Jeff Johns was on to ease him in. This is not a guy who was doing Green Lanterns. You know what I'm saying? That you had Jeff Johns to say, okay, this is how this it's This is kind of be. his baby. He's been putting a yeah, lot yeah. of work and, and for a long time now. Yeah. And you have, again, you also, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz. These Those are his characters. characters. Yeah. So you had him ease him in. I do think that is 100% true. I agree. And it was okay. We liked it. It started off, it, it was a little kind of crazy with this new I, what would you call it? A new uh, spectrum? We don't. Oh yes, I, I don't even think about that because it's barely even talked yeah, about. Yeah, they keep. Shot, I, I get. I haven't read this new one. Neither have I. Coming up next week, but I'm sure at the beginning it probably has the ring flying past <laughs> Jupiter. Fuck it, it's like the right next to Oblivion Stone. Yes, yeah. it's like the Oblivion Stones. Uh, but yeah, you have this. But the big draw is there's two Green Lanterns, hence the lanterns and rooks. Yeah, and it's Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. And we had the first issue, and I wanted more Jessica Cruz. I wanted more background. And this was where it was weird because I know Jessica Cruz's background. Yes. This was where I think that once I read this, I kind of was getting the gist of what's going on with some of these books and how they were trying to ease people in and, and teach them things. Uh, this one, they didn't do a lot with Jessica at all, and you said, well, there really isn't much to do about her. She's a shut-in, whatever. Yeah, much, as of right now, this is the story that we need to build her character off yeah. of. We don't have well, much then, going on right now and, at all. And then in, in the Lanterns... Uh, Simon's in, still doing the exact same thing he was when we was first saw him. Simon was really... Um, I don't know if it seemed forced, like his whole thing. He oh, it really seemed Earth, forced. He had to clean off the terrorist thing. Everything was like, here's a Simon Baz greatest hits. Yeah. When, when he only has recorded a half an album. He's got three songs. Yeah, he's got three songs. we got a great He's set. got an EP. It's a one-sided single. <laughs> so he's a one-hit wonder. Now, we both love Simon. So going in, And I've been this, wanting to see so much of the character. I was very excited. And the first issue, you thought that Simon and Jessica bickered too much. 
I didn't mind. I liked the, the way they set it up, and that led to Hal showing up and saying, listen, you guys got to get along. Uh, and it's how just, you're going to get along is, you know what you do? If, if people hate each other, you force them to have to deal with each other in the most important situations. It's bullshit. It's odd couple. Uh, yeah, but it's it's odd couple where you can't even go out like fucking Oscar can't head off to do his reporting this sports, sports reporting. Yeah, uh, he's stuck there because they uh, Hal fuses the battery. They have to have they have one battery between them. We're not he's even got, sure how that. He's happens. got his typewriter fuse with freaking Os- I mean, yeah, with Felix's with fucking broom. Felix, yes, with fucking uh, Buster dust Buster. But yeah, you you have all that. And that was okay. The, the I, biggest I didn't problem mind I think I had going into the, the rebirth and even um, the number one, it's bothered me all along. I don't even think I've said on the podcast is just that I've liked Simon. I wanted to see so much with the character for so long now. But when we jump into this, I don't understand why he's such a dick. Well, yeah, I was going to say he's like the heavy handed jerk. The and for no thing, reason, really. And like also, even, even busting on Guy, I'm like, yeah. who are you to bust on Guy? You don't yeah, know like enough a, hey, to bust on Guy. You're a Green Lantern who died. I hope it's Guy. No, you, you were friends with Guy. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that threw me off. Now, the other thing that does throw me off, I think it does you as well, because of going into this with the New 52, we don't know what the fuck happened to the, the fucking core. Oh, yeah. Green Lantern Corps is still a mystery of what happened. Rebirth is out before the end of Edge of Oblivion. And this obviously happens after. After, yeah. So there's a lot of like, hey, I got to go to the edge of the unit. You know, Hal even mentions it. They say some things and nothing can be solid. No. I I hope that once – now, I'm I'm not hoping for crossovers. We will get them. I I think that the Green Lantern's books will be the next crossover after that – uh, Monster Men one with Batman. With Batman, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would at least like to know or them say, hey, this happened or whatever. And I, I have a feeling once that Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps comes out, you're going to get a weird info dump on one of these Green Lanterns. Things like, oh, I all imagine. of a sudden, Simon's going to be the fucking most talkative one about you know what happened. Donnie, but when yeah. that Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern uh, Corps rebirth comes out. It better just be a gigantic info dump because we didn't even get an that's ending what, really in yeah. my mind to Edge they of Oblivion. Went a fissure. And that's it. Well, they didn't even see him coming out the other side. This is going to change the DCU forever. Really? Oh, fuck out. That's going to change it. They went through a fissure. We realized they survived with their Simon. Yeah. And, and also to the point where Simon doesn't see Hal and he's not pissed. So we don't have that whole thing. Remember when they saw Yeah, Hal, when the freaking when uh, Renegade Hal Jordan that. shoved that, like shut yeah. the door on him. Yeah. So that isn't, I guess, in the play, but we'll see what happens. I don't happens. think that'll but, ever come up. No. This Green Lantern's number one. Now, going into Green Lantern's number one, after the Rebirth issue, I was very, po- I was more positive for this book than you were. And mm-hmm. you are on our podcast and our site you are the green lantern guy you right. love green lanterns their favorite thing and i am not a huge fan in fact when we did the new 52 um they were getting very crossover heavy but even then i was doing the core and i just said you take it you you do it it's more your thing i gobbled I, that shit up and i was really really i was excited after that rebirth because i just even if i had nitpicks about jessica and things like that i like the team I like the idea. I like that they didn't get along uh, more than you did. But then we go into Green Lantern's one, and if they would have stopped this issue, Sam Humphreys, and this <laughs> is his first issue by himself. Yes. I'm sure that Jeff Johns is still there kind of doing the things, but his name is the name. And halfway through the issue, I was full freaking loving it. I really was. Oh, I was that, enjoying that first the hell quarter out of, of the issue was amazing. Even at the point where – 
they started getting along, Jessica and Simon, when they showed him like, freeze, the Green Lantern, co-, you know, and he's like, Ooh, you've been practicing. It was really good. And then like all the hell broke loose because we didn't even mention in the Rebirth thing the whole Red Dawn. You had Atrocitus and the Red Lanterns, which has and that been bothered me right off the bat as well. A lot of people in the end of the New 52, once the Red Lanterns series got canceled when Charles Soule left and then uh, Landry Walker took it over for a couple, right? Was that? Yeah, that? it was uh, three issues at yeah. the end, I think. And then it ended. And um, since then, they've been kind of a joke. Um, well, uh, just we had Colin Bunn bring him in Lobo. Yeah, we had Colin Bunn bring him back for Lobo and in Sinestro Corps. And, and those characters were very different from where we left them at the end of Red Lanterns. And it huh. bothered me from back then. And But we continue with where we left them with Colin Bunn's you're, stuff yes, you're into getting this. this. And the problem I had, and really, if I really wanted to go off on it when we did the podcast, I could have even went with that because where I said that you don't get enough Jessica – you got none of the Red Lanterns, and it, you get a little more in the number one. But we the just have atrocitous monologue. Yeah, yeah, and in, in this number one, too much happened all of a sudden. It, you have a series. I don't know if Mr. Humphreys – I have it on my thing. I'm looking down. I told him to slow down. <laughs> if Mr. Humphreys has an idea that, hey, I'm only going to be on this for six issues. <laughs> it, it really was t- – like this issue, the Green Lanterns number one had the most – like. Maybe action comics is bad too, but just shit thrown at you. Oh yeah, and you There's get way to too much, way too soon. All of a sudden, he's changing the mythos of the Green Lanterns with the Emerald Site. Yeah, and that you have these Hell Towers. These you have rage fucking the Cell ra- Towers, rage pretty much. Virus. It looks like it's going on. You have all this. Uh, the Emerald, uh, the not the Emerald, the freaking uh, the Red Dawn, the Rage Seed. The Red got, Dawn, the Rage Seed. You also all these then, terms at us. We don't you know. know. What? Keep throwing in that fucking ring flying towards Earth. You got that? It's like so much Jesus going on. Christ, calm Just down, man. slow down. Let's. Take I your still, Adderall. To me, I still wanted to see more of Jessica and, and Simon Deal. They didn't have to go right into this whole red. I would have liked to have seen them on maybe one little mission. An ease-in period. Yes. Have them fight some crazy – throw in some crazy-ass Green Lantern villain – that Gold hasn't face. been seen, and yeah, and and they find out, and it would be a cool setup where they had it like the the core is in disarray, uh, howls up, and somebody thought, boy, this is the best time to hit Earth. You know, we can take advantage of that, and they go, and then the two fight, and they kind of get together a little more because really they're just throwing, and now we're getting this big thing with the Atrocitus and the Red, uh, the Red Lantern Corps that I don't really understand yet. And, I it just, understand. I and it's just it's not an intriguing thing this like i said wonder woman i like because he's almost dangling greg ruck is dangling a carrot like hey you know i know what's going on and you're gonna have to figure this just seems like i like this i like this whole emerald site we're gonna do this and again i don't think this emerald site thing is sam humphrey's just coming up with it on his own i think this is something with jeff johns i think that if any books this is the one that he probably is keeping tabs on the most. I don't right. think he would let shit like that go on. I think that's it. But it just in this issue there was so much going on, and yeah, all of a sudden Simon's having a fucking seizure, fucking emerald sight. Yeah, I'm telling you, the first quarter of that number one, great. But it was once really we got, good. Once we got that hell tower up, everything went downhill yes. fast. And, well, and in a in in the behind the scenes thing. You had already read and reviewed the issue. I knew what your score was. Right. So I start reading it, and this happens a lot, where I'm reading it, and I'm like, the fuck is Eric on? Because this is awesome. <laughs> I, I, why the fuck doesn't he like this? And at, at a point, I even thought to myself, 
Maybe this is one that me and you should switch because you right. really don't. I'm thinking you don't like the team, maybe the way they're doing it, the way Jessica and, and I'm Simon. Sorry, I like acting. Jessica and Simon both. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, then, then I, I got to that point. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there were like three times where I thought the issue had ended. And they're like, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Like, you'd have these big cliffhanger moments. And then next thing you know, you're in Walmart with Jessica. Everybody's pissed. Whew. But yeah, uh, what did you give? What would you give this as a. Grade in the first. Uh, I I know what you're gonna give it, and yeah, I, think I, I might have to. Uh, you're a C plus, right? Yeah, C plus. Yeah, and uh, Jesus I, Christ, that's fucking. I I want to say I enjoy this more than Wonder Woman just because I know the characters and what is going on to a degree. Yeah. So I think I might have to go for C plus as well. Yeah, a C plus, I think. And again, the, that's I think the next book is my worst, but there are no Fs. I, I enjoy everyone enough. It's just there's you know. The good and the bad, but yeah, I gave it a C plus. And saying C plus, I'm still looking forward to it. I I want to I want to see what's going on, and I hope that he just settles down and deals with you know one of the things. If you're gonna have this Red Dawn with Atrocitus and the Red Lantern Corps, just just let's do that. Let's have them fight. You don't have to have fucking nonsense. All right, and the next book's Flash. And this is one that I've gotten the most crap for, which is odd because this is one of my favorite books. It's one of my favorite characters. And I was one of the biggest supporters of the new 52 Flash. Now all of a sudden I'm getting shit. What the hell? Are you there, Eric? I'm here. You listening? I'm listening, baby. What do you baby. think of that? Is that bullshit or what? Me getting crap. Me getting crap for being negative. What That's the is thing going? is, I, oh, I just don't remember anybody giving you shit about the Flash. Off no, the top of my head, anyway. About this new, about Rebirth? Yeah. That's all the – you don't read the comments then. No, I do. I must have got mixed no. in with the wacky race land. No, this is like everybody thinks that I am ridiculous it, because, that this oh, is you the know best what? book. It, it's not. It's not. I know. Well, it, as it's gone on to both issues, the Rebirth number one and the Flash number one, I have had some other people say to me, like a Brandon and stuff, like, boy, I really was looking forward to this, and it's bullshit. I will tell you. While I think I read the comments, I just don't retain all the yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, because boy, at one point I just sat there arguing with people nonstop, especially Rebirth, because it might have been where I got nope and I hit under well, my Well, again, because while. when Rebirth came out, I think that it was that people were very, very, very positive, but also we are also dealing with, and we've seen it on the site with people commenting. Um, there's a lot of new blood. New young bloods coming in. Young bloods. Young bloods are coming in, and they haven't. A lot of them haven't read the new Fifty Two, so they were like, "Oh, I, I skipped the new Fifty Two. I'm back," and they're all excited, like we were with the new Fifty Two, yeah. and that's great. Um, while I'm saying you, I, I think that this book has not been great. The the Flash itself, the Rebirth and the Flash Number One, though I am telling you that means nothing going forward. This it, what it means is I think that. This has been the most heavy-handed recap of any of the series. Oh, definitely. And I'm still very excited going forward. Especially I think that, that it Rebirth changed. issue, but then it continued into number one a bit. That, that threw me off a lot because the Rebirth issue basically was a greatest hit of the New 52 slash Rebirth special. We got a little, almost a director's cut. And you and I talked about it and read it so goddamn much. Like, I know all this. Why are you telling me this, yes. Flash? And we thought, like, hey, we know people jumping into Rebirth. A lot of people didn't read the New 52. Um, but, yeah, I kind of know that Barry was hit by chemicals. And I kind of know that his mom was mur- You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they were recapping stuff that most people should know. I guess you have so, to throw it in for everybody. We had but that, even the TV show shows you that. 
we even had a recap of the rebirth. Well, special. that's that's the thing that I was leading to, where we said, "Listen, okay, every you don't have to read fifty-two issues of the Flash and the New Fifty-Two and the annuals thrown in, or whatever. Though you should read that Flash annual with the Green Lanterns, but." I think that you almost – it's a necessity to read the Rebirth special, right? You, that is your doorway to this world. I think that everybody who is jumping in, I don't care if you're jumping in with Nightwing. I think that you should go out and read the Rebirth number one so you know kind of the book. rules. It's 299 Do it, baby. Yeah, yeah, the rules of the universe and what's going down. Um, but, yeah, we even got that. And everything where I thought Rebirth, where I really didn't like the recap – Especially the Rebirth special recap was you had Wally, the, the old Wally West. And he said, hey, you know what? You got the exact same scene. It was the most emotional scene in the Rebirth special. It did nothing for me here. I Not was book, no. I was a cold fish just sitting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm freaking there. I'm freaking crying when Lana's burying Superman. And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a guy who does get a little emotional when I'm reading. And – that was one of the best scenes that I have read in a long time with Wally and, and Barry hugging. I was weeping like a four-year-old. I was shipping it a little. I don't know why, but I was shipping there. That's weird. But yeah, you get that. I had no no emotion really except, okay, let's let's move on. And the reason why I really, in the Rebirth number 1 of Flesh, that I got more and more angry is because they tried to make some things seem bigger. Like, oh, well, oh, Wally's here. Oh, my God. And, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. But you know what? I better go off and see what the Teen Titans are doing. I bet you I'm missing the class reunion. Off I know. Goes. Exactly. I'm telling you. The whole issue is we want to move forward from where we were. And then we push pause so we see the same thing we've already yeah. read. Instead of moving forward. We stop again because Wally's going off to do his own thing. Yeah, and then it goes from there. You have, oh, this murder seems the same as my mom. She goes and sees his dad, which does. That actually is something that you probably needed to do to show that his dad was not in jail, even though he should be. Agreed. And um, he goes off then, and then it, it even took more. Oh, you know what? Anybody me and Batman – me and Batman were talking. Anybody and, who lets Gerder out of jail deserves to be in jail. Yeah, really. And, and really, he shot that, that fucking thing, that guard. And I don't care what you say. I know that freaking he Zoom, didn't shoot it, Zoom all, pressed the all fucking trigger. Pulls there, is, to Henry there Allen. is no way you were going to be able to do that unless maybe what they should have done you know is have Zoom confess. Zoom had to confess. No, man. Barry's on the case. He fudged that DNA evidence. Yeah, and the he fucking might have. But, uh, so you go and then you end with the whole Batman thing. And people are like, this is huge. This is game changing. Nope. All it is is him saying, yeah, me and Batman were working together. They sh- and, and you know what? We didn't really find much, so we're going to work on it still, but, you know, we'll get back to that. And I don't know why. I got actually angry at people. They, that was another thing they were commenting on the site. Like, this is huge. And I, I, was, I was so angry. I wanted to punch the computer screen. I really did because I'm big. You got nothing. I remember nothing. when it was big when I read Rebirth. Yeah. And I did say to people like, hey, yeah, I do, did like seeing Barry and Bruce work together. They had the whole thing like some people call him a detective, but I think he's a scientist. Yeah, that was nice. It didn't lead into anything, and it's not going to come up for a while. Yeah. And it, it just got me angry. It really did. And then you get into Flash number one. And again, you still had – Reed kept continuing, but what was worse to me then – was that you had Barry become a dick. Exactly. And he just, how, do you, how do you make the Flash not fun? No, that, and the Flash, we always say, we, there's certain books that we want to be have be fun. Yeah. Which are Arrow, Green Arrow. 
Flash, stuff like that. I don't even care if it's not fun. Barry is one of the most likable guys in the whole DCU. Him and Dick Grayson and Dick and Grace, exactly. are the most likable guys. You if never he wasn't have a speedster, his superpower would be a likable guy. A great guy that you want to hang with. And that is basically where you go. You have Batman. Even though he's who, always late. Yes, you have Batman who is always pissed off or whatever. Barry is always positive. He's always looking to solve things and, and help and do this and that. And in this, he just – Joshua Williamson is making him out to be – a guy who just can't has no time for anybody but himself and he's like oh you even said when i was listening back on the podcast he's there and he's always late that's the other thing okay we get the joke that's like the batch the shark repellent at this fucking point, batman yeah. and robin eternal we get it we get that joshua we get that you realize that that's the big trope of, of flash and this is pushing the also the he's you know he's being torn different ways he can't be in eight places he might be the fastest guy ever uh, can't be everywhere but at he once. can't be everywhere at once. So you're going to get that. That's okay. I don't mind that. But and you boy, know what, Barry? That's the same as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And but boy, he comes off as a dick. He doesn't want to listen. At the one point, his his thought bubbles are overlapping Singh's fucking talk because he's, he's not paying attention. Out. And yeah, he's zoning him out. And then you you do get August Hart, who is the guy at the end of that becomes a speedster himself. Um, but even then, it is forced. he's very forced in. It's almost like if this would have been right before Rebirth, you could have said that this was a planted memory that made no sense. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. This I thought whole- that because it doesn't come off. All of a sudden, he was there the night that, they, you know, he was the guy oh. who saved him. And I'm telling you, if you want to have a thing where you want to introduce August Hart and he's going to become the speedster that is revealed at the end of the number one issue, you, what you need to do is – Sprinkle him in into another story arc beforehand, and then the next story arc have it be about him. Yeah, yeah. Just have this character show up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's the biggest part of Barry's life. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind it if at some point the guy was there. Barry wasn't paying attention to him. This guy was doing things, and then an accident happened, like what happened with him, and he realized, oh my god, because it kind of led to that, like, oh, I, w- I was too late again. But even so, yeah, you get this force guy. He seems to be the most likable of everybody in the book. So that means he's bad. Oh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> but yeah, you get and throw into that the whole, uh, what are they, the black hole? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the other night because actually I saw a swear. Actually, I was watching that movie, The Revenant, and they had kind of a symbol on that on the canteen that Leo okay. DiCaprio has. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck was the name of that yeah, stupid yeah, ass thing in Flash? You have them in there, which is going to lead where I think that's a red herring of who you think is going to be bad. You know what it is? I'm sound. thinking about it now. It's the Dreamcast symbol. Those are the Dreamcast It is. People. It's the Dreamcast. Those are the Dreamcast guys. But yeah, um, <laughs> I just... They're going to be dead soon. Don't after, worry. Yes. After two issues, I don't think the story has gone my, very far at all. And I just don't like the characters. It's to a it's degree. so weird. Nothing really has happened, but a lot has because all of a sudden August Hart has the speed force. Yeah, that's a big thing. This character that was just introduced has become the biggest part of this, and it does not feel right. No, and uh, well, you want to if I want to tie it into something else, it is very similar to the Batman book where you had these two issues where you were told about this. Oh, the Gotham and Gotham grow. Oh my God! And it took to the end of the first number one. To get to them, and that's all you got at the end. Hey, here I am. And that's – you get this August heart, but I think you're right on. I don't know anything about him. 
No. Like the Gotham and Gotham Girl, I, you're not supposed, you're not supposed to, to know. Exactly. They have just shown up. This is a guy who looks like he should have been Barry's best friend exactly. for years. Like and all, all of a sudden, sudden you and I, we've known each other this whole time, and all of a sudden I had this this – Oh, this is my brother. I've never told you about or yeah. talked about in my yeah. entire life. And be, or, or like tonight, I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to talk. Hey, by the way, Tommy Boy's here. You know, the guy who we have on the podcast. And he just starts talking. You're like, who the fuck is this Oh, he's guy? my seventh child. I never yeah, told oh, you about. Yeah, you know, this podcast guy. <laughs> it, it is weird. But, yeah, I still – I'll tell you, my grade was a C-. minus. Right. And but I'm still looking forward to the book. I want it to start. This is not a start to me. This is it, you're treading fucking water here. Let's get on with it. And I, I really hope that it wows me going forward now that we have August and he's going to train him. But even that I, I'm like, eh. well, I was led to believe there was going to be a whole team of Speed Force people like, ever, like we thought it was going to be a big fucking, you know, all of a sudden they had a Speed Force lightning storm and you'd have 17 different Speed Force guys and you'd Speed get a Force lot of tornado. Yeah, yeah. But you'd, so far, nothing. But what would you give it? See, the weirdest part about this is like, you know, I want to like the Flash. I do, lot. too. And because there's nothing moving like. I expect something big to happen with Wonder Woman, with what Greg Ruck is leading up to. Yeah, Even though yeah, I'm yeah. not enjoying the issues right now, I believe it's going to become something big. With this, I don't really think there's going to be a lot coming from the future of this, so no, I have to give it like last. You, it's going to be a D. A D. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. Because we're not moving anywhere with this book yet, yeah. and I think the payoff is not going to be that great either. Yeah. Well, the next one is Dan Abnett's book with uh, with Brett. Uh, is it Brett Booth on Aquaman? Yeah, it is. Uh, Brett Booth. And oh, no, that's Titans. Oh, yes, you're right. Yes, this is Brad Walker. Brad Walker's a guy who uh, follows us on Twitter. I really, Brad Walker, formerly on Sinestro. And, and you know what? What's funny is the reason why I even was going to say that is because the art is awesome on both these, but it, it's Aquaman. And it's a weird thing where I had a tale of two books here. I even put in my little article where the rebirth, number one, was, again, it was too much of this forced in uh, – you know, catch up and we got to show you, but yet it didn't seem like anything new. Right. Uh, you even got to a point in the rebirth issue. And I, I'll tell you, it's Aquaman's torn between the surface world and Atlantis. What is he going to do? Nobody accepts him. We've seen this. And that was the previous oh, story arc of oh, Dan Abnett's run on Dan Aquaman Abnett's run. before we got and, into this. And Jeff Johns. It's everything. It's always Jeff been Parker's. this. It's And I'm saying Jeff Johns when he started. It oh, was yeah, I'm saying always well. this. And Jeff, Jeff Parker was funny because he kind of did like a, hey, I'm going to tell the day, day-to-day story. But even he got it. It's always this story. And Aquaman's a one-trick pony, he is. He is. And this Rebirth issue was more one-trick pony to me because it really seemed like Dan Abnett was like, you know what? People really love when the New 52 started, Aquaman was a joke. Jeff Johns turned it in, he turned him into a good character where people, all of a sudden, people were talking about Aquaman. Pay attention all of a sudden. To pay attention and buy his book. And I think he was trying to grab that again because one of the big things that people still remember of the Aquaman run and Jeff Johns early on was when Aquaman goes, when Oliver, uh, fucking Arthur, goes to the seafood place. and It's the biggest scene fish. in the 52 in my mind. Yeah, and he orders fish, and they're like, oh, my God, how can you order fish? And it is funny to me, and it came out later in the next issue of Aquaman where, you know, that would be like the, the people who would show up and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they, they eat vegetables. It's weird. You're going to eat what's around you. Exactly. Yeah, of course, he lives in the ocean. Fish. And he's like, "Yeah, I talked to him, but they don't. I don't really talk to them. I can give them suggestions." It was a really great scene. I suggest really my cat great. do shit. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, that, they're, eat it. They're about to say that. There's nothing going on in that conversation. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, in that you have Mara eating chowder. I love chowder. Eric. I'm more Chowder's of a chowder delicious. fan than a soup fan. I like a thicker base in my soup. That's chunky. Yes, but it really did throw me off a bit. Like, okay, we get this. But if people hadn't read it, maybe they – but it wasn't as big a scene as, as that was at the beginning of the New 52. In the meantime, it ends with Black Manna. Black man all pissed off. I'm a, you had the whole thing was a um, you got narration Back which ended up showing out, you know, twisting around. You realize it's black mana. Yes, that is legacy. That's back to the basics. That That's all that. It just seemed a little off from what we had dealt with with black mana since Forever Evil in the New 52. So it did throw me off a bit, but it was OK. It was very it was generic it, it, to me. For, for being Aquaman, it was very dry. Yeah. To me, like, if I was going to give you a grape for that person, it was a C. It yeah. was just, it wasn't very, it wasn't great, but it didn't offend me. It was getting you going. The second issue, or the Aquaman number one, I really liked. So do and, I. And so it's weird. And it always is one of those where when you have something like this, where you're going to think the last issue really get, I am very excited going forward with Aquaman because yeah it was a lot of fun you got the whole thing it didn't change you still have Aquaman dealing with the surface versus Atlantis but I like the way that it became very personal Mara's involved and Mara even says I'll do what you want me to do because Aquaman says like you're not really down with this and she's like listen I see how it's impo- how important it is to you and so I'll do it. And I was like, you're a man of two worlds, yeah. baby. Yeah. I want you to be like, complete. And she wants them to be complete. And I'm like, that's all I needed. I, that's all I needed. So they go and they're in Smindrith Station and they're going to have this big thing, like the, the big to do. It's a big gal. Oh, here comes Aquaman. And that's when you have our man, Ray Delane. Ray Delane. Who at this moment is. Daily the Planet journalist. He is the best character in Rebirth <laughs> as of this moment. It is Ray Delane who is Black Man in the Skies. This guy makes no sense. He is way more talkative than anybody should Black be Mata undercover. Black is so method. Oh, my God. He's so good. But, yeah, in, in that even you the have Daniel this – Daniel Day-Lewis of the D.C. You have this Black Bri- You have this British uh, lady who's part of the Royal Navy. Crikey. She's involved. She's yelling crikey. But I really liked it. Dan Abnett really that was did well. part of the issue. I know. <laughs> what, crikey? Yeah. Three ridiculous. times. Crikey. But really – he really set up – a very good characterizations of everybody. Like I said, I love how – But it was so – it was good. And it ended with Black Manor pretty much blowing up most of Spindrift's thing. You know, shit's going wrong, and he attacks. He, he hurts Mara. He's everything going that, at what is important Aquaman, on. Everything Aquaman built before yep. the rebirth, even because like the last uh, series of Aquaman that Dan Abbott started writing – was all about building Spindrift. Yeah. So everything that Dan had to build up here, he has torn down. Yeah, here. I can't down. wait to and, see what yeah. happens. And he says, and Black Mana ends with basically saying, listen, you killed my dad. We're back to that. Again, the legacy yeah. and, and that. But, and I'm okay with that. Even, and, yeah, uh, I am. I am I'm much okay. We're He's going for Pony too, that Black yeah, Mana. Yes, Black Mana, what else are you going to have? Um, I would have liked him just to come back and like, listen, I know that forever that happened, but I need something to hate, and I hate you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> or they could have even – they could have actually had it where this first arc could have been something where Aquaman fucks up again and fucking pisses off Black Man again, but you're right in with it. And he – like you said, he's tearing down, but he also – what I like about it is Black Man has spelled out, listen, it's not just – he just doesn't want to just hurt Aquaman. He wants to hurt everyone around him, but he also wants to show the world 
the evil that he thinks Aquaman is. It's, it's kind of cool, too, because so I'm telling you, with all the rebirth, we're dealing with legacy stuff. And that's what black man is going after. Aquaman's legacy. Yeah. And what where you can go and think, huh, you know what? He's onto something. The world kind of hates him already, the surface world. They, yeah. they, we've already seen Dirty that they still don't trust him. So I don't think it's a hard sell to get people to – though I think Go that, back to Atlantis. It, it's weird. Yes, it's weird that he didn't – that Black Manta didn't do things a little more covert and make things happen <laughs> that they thought – Aquaman did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Behind the scenes, like, like I'm saying, like Black Man is a guy who's in your face. He should have been raid the lane for a little <laughs> more and just planet bombs everywhere. And then when they show up, that you keep finding tridents. Oh <laughs> like, God, who uses a trident? But they it's even so mentioned about they. He even mentions Orm in this, so you get that call back to Throne Atlantis. And really, what else? What, who else does he fight? <laughs> there you go, Scavenger. Yeah, yeah, and Scavenger was even the deal at the the end of that last deal. I didn't like Scavenger. I'm not a big Scavenger. No, no, I don't think anybody. I'm a really big Orm fan. I love Black Mana. I like Ocean Master yeah, they, a lot, but Black Mana is worth really like that. that much. I'm looking too in the on the cover. They even have Ocean Master on the cover. I didn't even realize that of the uh, number one. But yeah, Black Mana is just kick ass. Who doesn't like Black Mana besides fucking Aquaman? I don't I even know so that Aquaman excited. hates him. I get so excited when I see that gigantic helmet. I'm like, oh, that is so ridiculous. Great. I love it so yeah, much. I love when you have it in books where you see through. Looking through so, the helmet. It's the, it's the last panel yeah. of Aquaman number so, one with blood so over fun. the eyelids. I'm like, like yes. Yeah. Overall, I give the series a B. And that's because I love that number one issue where we're going from there. Uh, and I, I so love fun. it too. And I think I might have to give it an A minus. Really? Yeah, yeah the, the Rebirth number one just seemed to be very generic to me. But, yeah, I really do like it. It's one of my favorites. I can't wait to see where we're going with this book. The next one is the one that's probably everybody's surprise, and especially for us. It's Green, it's Green Arrow. Surprised the shit out of me. And I said where when Rebirth was coming out, we got a bunch of issues early after the special. We got these uh, character Rebirth issues. And I told a bunch of people that we deal with or, you know, are friends of ours on Twitter – I, they, no, I'm not going to give spoilers or anything, but I said to them, hey, listen, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to read Green Arrow first. And to me, if this issue can make me love Green Arrow again, just one issue, that yeah. rebirth, if it does it, then I'm telling you I am fully into Rebirth and I'm ready to go because if people are listening, I, it just happens. So I'm sure most people, but there were a lot of people who really were on the fence still when Rebirth was coming up, that they were very concerned, like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I may not. Like, some people that we talked to really thought to themselves, I may have to give up DC Comics. Yeah. I don't like what's going on. I'm done. I'm going off the Marvel image, whatever. So they were very concerned. And I remember reading this, and one of them was Brandon. I keep mentioning Brandon because he talks to me a lot, but he wanted to, and I sent him a message. I said, all is good. Because it was really good. And that Green Arrow. And this was the one I was most concerned about going in yeah. because Ben Percy, unlike a lot of the books going forward, Rebirth, where we got new creative teams, yeah, they didn't change he continued up. from yep. where he was on Green Arrow before. And I hated his run so goddamn Yeah, yeah. Much. and there are only a couple. And you would get the idea that, you know, they're giving you, I don't know, like, hey, you're, you're so great. We're going to continue that. Like, one of them is Harley. Yes. And Harley doesn't get Harley Rebirth is going to be so the same. I it's would. It's going to be exactly the same. But because Palmiotti and uh, Amanda Connor have done such a great job with the you know sales or through it's the always one of the top selling books. They're, yeah, they're not going to mess with that apple cart. 
But this one was weird that when we went in, our big thing was, listen, why would they give him this book again? Why would they award him or yeah. reward him for what he's given? And Not I think that, he got, was given Teen Titans and Teen as Titans, well. Yeah. So it's one of the other big books. Yeah, that big, big book. problems. Now, here's the thing, though. I almost think that as of now, I'm saying that they gave him a second chance. I don't think it was a reward. I The way it has gone, I think they went and talked to him. Maybe they really sat down and said, what are you trying to do? What's going on with this? What happened? And maybe he even admitted, like, you know what? I wanted to do this. Maybe I went about it a little too heavy-handed because it was. It was the social justice warrior stuff. And it was and it really heavy-handed. so over the top. And the problem that got me is we're, it's DC Comics. You're having Starro show up and you fight Star. You have Superman fighting fucking who? Fucking any you – know, who would be the big guy? Lex Luthor? Yeah, even Maniac? Lex. Lex over-the-top Brainiac, whoever. But yet that is cartoony DC fun. You know, even if it's a serious you could, story. Sorry, you could throw some commentary in there. Yes, but the problem with the book, it almost came off to me as a, first off, almost a Vertigo book, if you were going to say within the same that. imprint, but just almost like a independent horror book than a DC Comics book with a character that is wildly popular because of the TV show even, but also a character that is like a swashbuckling. This is a Robin Hood amalgam that they, you know what I'm saying? And that, I'm telling you, Green Arrow, like ever since like, the, like as I can think back to the seventies, but has always been a very liberal character. Yes. He cares about the people, but the way it was presented was this Green Arrow just standing there saying white people suck. Yeah. It and wasn't fun. It was over it was just that over and over again yes and just that and i'm like come on we can do more with this and there was no heroes in and his book no there weren't everybody was terrible oliver was awful at, at most of the time near the end he was infected with the warg virus the fucking lucos virus i and, guess it was called and he would battle with himself each issue i like being the big guy on the totem pole and, and you're like what there were points where he actually showed up to save the day quote unquote save the day and left the people to kill themselves yeah and he's like nope no nope, killed a here. bunch of people in, the, in ben percy's run yes and it just came off really weird not it, my, not on my watch yeah it, <laughs> yeah it, it just it ended up being too over the top and just not fun it was very dark some people took it uh, to it and loved it I, I I don't know how but the sales weren't great yeah. um, number one and but yeah even you were like you were against it hey us green green arrow fans they and the one person's like you don't speak for us well I do now yeah you do now but I think that most people it's funny too now this is the opposite of flash we hated Ben Percy's run pretty much yes. uh, green arrow now we love it and now we're getting crap for loving it. You yeah. never can win because now it's like, oh, yeah, shipping, Black Canary. I don't even find that shipping. We said shipping would be like all of a sudden somebody shows up. No, this is a legacy thing. This is something they're I going back I ship Wally with. West and Dick Grayson. Exactly. Uh, who doesn't? But, yeah, you wouldn't be shipping if Barbara and Dick Grayson started kissing, no. right? I don't even consider it shipping in Detective when you had Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown. It, yeah, it's this a legacy stuff, relationship. Yes, it's a legacy thing, and it's almost like love is in the air now. Rebirth started people. I, I ship Aquaman and Mara all the time. Yeah, really. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Lois and Clark all the way. You man. and Jess. I ship you and Jess, or I ship Stop. Jess in that bed at 2 a.m. She yeah. loves that bed, Eric. She needs to get back to it. But, yeah, the, the first issue, the Rebirth issue, number one, uh, was – 
it was it was a breath of fresh air to me sure and was. and it still continued the quote unquote social justice warrior but it was a little more lighthearted it had a sense of humor to it with that the exception of actually saying out. social justice warrior yeah yeah but and, you don't have to come out and say but that even that like black canary showed up but your and actions do the talking yeah yeah really well black canary kind of showed up and said that like hey you know what you throw money all around that's not what you need to do you got to see what's going on really showed them the fucking that jungle or whatever where we thought the Ewoks fucking lived. Ewok village and, uh, was yeah, and he's like I didn't know and you get a villain in that rebirth which, which is a the sewer the underground men isn't that what it's, <laughs> yes, it's I always call them the sewer men and I'm screwing myself up but even that that is a that is a cartoon that's a comic book villain like i can get behind that because we're, they are we're dealing with human and, trafficking it's yes. terrible fucking shit but we've got this character that's so over the top that you can't take it seriously. yes and and not even just not take it seriously but i'm like okay i'm back in the comic universe i, I don't want biker gang werewolves that are awful whites that hate you know then, you know white people wearing fucking like, you know, black that, ties like, and white shirts that hate freaking minorities yeah you, you got that so much but yeah, this is fun, and the whole thing with Black Canary. We're patriots. Really, Shut yeah. up. And then you have Emiko in there, which we love, and all that. Oh, and it, it continues into the issue one. This is one of those where it actually is one of the few ones that the story went directly from the Rebirth number one into the the Green Arrow number one, where you continued. You have the same thing. You find out that the villain is is a guy who. Uh, Oliver Truss, and you're getting that whole thing where everybody who Oliver Truss or loves is, is ends up being a piece of shit and stuff like that. You get Henry back. You have all these people. Uh, you even are going to have Diggle coming back. Yeah, we got a large cast of characters coming. Yeah, and I like that too. It's not just Oliver like I'm going to take care of this on my own. You get a cast, and then he ends up getting killed at the end of the uh, issue one. A hell of a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, but I really enjoyed. I love uh, Oliver Schmidt's art. And I, I, think I think back. I think back great. to what we. I think back to what we said in Batman number one. Though. They're not going to kill Batman yeah, off no. of the. I don't know. The, the weird thing about Oliver, it seems like that could happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, going forward, I'm excited about this. I'm really enjoying it. I like, I like enjoying Green uh, Green Arrow again. So uh, I have it as an A minus. Um, I just, I'd say B plus. Yeah, it's very close. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. And if anybody was turned off at the end of the New Fifty Two, wow. jump on. It's really good. Uh, the jump next book. The next book I have, uh, it, it, there's not much to say because we only have had the rebirth number one. That is Titans. And again, this was a lot of. It was kind of a continuation, maybe. It's weird. You can say that they got rid of all that recap and flash, so you can get to this little. And we I do do know. a little bit of recap. Yeah, you have this. a little. He has, to, he has to bring the Titans up to speed of what happened in Rebirth. Yeah, and but really it's not though, a. It's not a lot though. No, I was going to say there's not a lot of that. Uh, some of the things threw me off in this, where there is uh, this obviously leads out from uh, Titans Hunt. Yes. And you have all these characters that were, you know, not remembering each other. They they end up, oh, my God, I knew you. You're, you know, Nightwing. You're Dick Gray. All of a sudden, Wally shows up, and nobody can think to themselves, boy, we had a bunch of people we didn't remember. They're all against them, and that's the touch too much here. The, the speed force touch much. ends up letting these characters remember pretty much their biggest moment or most heart-wrenching moment. The thing that, like, really Wally. made them friends with Wally were BFFs. Yes, and it was nice. It, it was nice. And that's it, what I like to think about with this issue is that this is setting the tone, the emotional tone that yes. we need with these characters the to be a team together, that is, we have to care yes. about them. And you, you've you been led all these things like this is going to be the book that's going to explain like what's going on with the universe and things like that. I don't know. And from this issue, you really don't get any sort of inkling what the story is going to be going forward. Not at all. Nothing. 
it doesn't I even end at the end with like a, a villain showing up. You I just no know idea. that Wally's going to be a part of the Titans. Yeah, that's all you get. And that uh, nobody cares about Gnarik or Hawk and No, Bell. no, they don't even mention them. That, they, they can't remember Wally. They really can't remember Nark and Harold <laughs> and all them. Bumblebee. Uh, but yeah, I love Brett Booth's art. This is the one I got to compete This book looked amazing. With Brad Walker. But yeah, the art. Uh, Andrew Dollhouse is on this, right? Yeah, 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 I think this is, this is pretty much the art team of the Flash. It's Andrew Dollhouse and uh, of course uh, Norm Rapmund and that's right and Brett Booth and uh, really Dan Abnett lucked out. He has some kick-ass artists doing his books with him. Uh, but yeah, this issue I can't. I I got done. We talked about it on the podcast. I I kind of was like, okay, it's nice enough, but what really went on? Not not much. Well, I'm telling you, it goes back to what we talked about with all the other rebirth issues. It's set. It's a tone, a tone and the and tone is I nice. I like that tone. Yeah, yes, the exactly. tone's nice. But I I had it on my um. My thing I did on the site, I had it as an incomplete only because I have no idea where it's going. And I have to agree with you on that. But if I had to give it a grade, it would be a B. It's nice. B minus maybe? B plus just because of how nice it was. I'm telling you, we have been in such a rut with the Teen Titans. But having any Titans book at this one where you like the characters. Yeah, the characters are very likable. All the Teen Titans have been assholes. shit out of Wally, but – Oh yeah. Head back to the fucking headquarters that's all ripped apart, fucking pizza all over the place. The apartment that hasn't been nobody's been in, in five years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Who's paying that rent? Who knows? Batman. Batman. <laughs> Alfred, why do I have this expense? Yeah, he, uh, Batman just Alfred just it's under the table. All that Alfred's stuff the only one who remembers the Titans. Yeah, really. Uh the next one though is action comics. And this was one where you are a lot you're a, a bigger fan than I am. A lot of people like this. Uh, it definitely is the book for people who love the death of Superman well, and all that pre-Flashpoint Superman stuff. Donnie, you, where you, you can, go. You can say that I'm a bigger fan, but the thing is, I was a big fan of that Rebirth. The issue. first issue. The Rebirth issue to you was like nostalgia times Exactly. 10, and you had everything, and they threw it at you. And the and, problem is that the first issue – was exactly the same. And again, it's it's issue 957. This oh, is a weird one because, yeah, yeah, we don't have – and really I wish that they did have a Rebirth issue. And if anybody's listening to this and hasn't heard us as well, they kind of did that Justice League 52 is a great intro into really the series and people should read that. Um, but yeah – you love. What did you give the? You gave the first issue. I gave the first one a nine out of ten. Yeah, you loved it, and I thought it was too much. I thought there was too much thrown in, and I didn't know the motivations of Lex, all that. And going forward, I still don't because they just keep throwing more and more at us. Well, you kind of do from after reading Justice well, League. Well, of Justice League, but I'm saying if you just read this book, you don't. Yeah. It, you read Justice League, you realize that Lex is all good intentions. And you wouldn't think that going into this book, no. though, because it's Lex goddamn Luther. Yeah, not even that, but you have pre-Flashpoint Superman who just keeps wanting to find out something bad, and you're thinking eventually he is going to be the lone gunman who realizes <laughs> that Lex has been bad all along, and it doesn't seem to be going that way just yet. But in this, in the second issue, the 958, 
pretty much you continue from, well, and we'll even say, it's Lex fighting Superman. Clark shows up out of nowhere. Clark Kent. Hey, Clark what's Kent, going 252, on? Superman, maybe. And he even says, it's just hey, Clark Kent. Even then he throws out the thing in the next one. Hey, uh, you know, I had to do that to survive. That yeah, was no never idea. me. And at the end, you get Containment Doomsday, yeah. who shows up, and it's like, holy shit, my fucking brain's going to explode. Uh, issue 958, which I thought. And Mr. Oz. And this is Dan Jurgens' uh, writing. Yeah, and Mr. Oz, you get the idea you're going to have this like, oh, this is going on. No, it's a big fight. They go back and forth, and then you get John fucking flying off to go join him because Lois is an awful parent and lets him watch TV. <laughs> but even then, it's like – And lets him watch TV. Yeah, and how we had said about uh, Green Lanterns, uh, I go with this as well. And I, I, it's just too much thrown out there with little explanation where it's just – Everything seems to be shock and awe to me. And I agree with you on that. But when I first saw it in the first issue that came out, um, not the rebirth, I keep wanting to say that. Yeah. Um, 957. It was, it was a lot. And it was a lot to get me excited because it wasn't all the shit that I didn't know. There's Clark Kent. Yeah, I don't know what's behind him, but I know Clark Kent. And yeah. I know what happened with the New 52 Superman. So I'm interested to see where this goes. But then when we get to the second issue. We have no progress whatsoever. No. And it is a gigantic fight scene. It's a fight scene, and then it even confuses you more with Clark talking to Jimmy. Oh, you know what I had to do, what I did to survive? No. Tell us what the what the fuck are you beating around the bush? I don't yeah, care what you What's going say. on around you? Just say to us, hey, listen, I was uh, in hiding. I did this. I wasn't that. Whatever. I know that this new Superman, Super Lex, and Doomsday are fighting each other. You are the biggest story right now. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah, and us? it's like uh, he's so skirting the issue. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, don't worry. I have to do what I have to do. No, no, no. Back it up a little. Let's go over to Big Belly Burger where to out. talk about this. Again, also, I... I I thought it was funny. Uh, we talked about it before. When Clark shows up, Jimmy just doesn't say, holy shit, what the fuck? You're supposed to be dead. He goes through the whole thing. Hey, uh, Lois took your idea. <laughs> like, yeah. really, Jimmy, you're going to go through all this. And as, as Doomsday is beating the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty heavy-handed. But I, I do like the art. Uh, Patrick Zercher, our man Patrick Zercher's on. Oh, I really I do like the, the art. I didn't like it as much last, the, the second issue, the 958, but I do like it. Uh, but overall, I give it a C plus. I think I'd have to go with the same thing. I'm telling yeah. you, I was really on board for that first issue, but the second one, I'm still, I'm. It's almost like it's, Wonder yeah. Woman, where I don't know what the fuck is going on, yeah. and I don't know when they're going to try to. Well, explain that's it. the problem with with because we have so much thrown at us. I think of it less. Wonder Woman to me is very subtle and is leading. Like you, you can see where it's leading. You just don't understand what's going on. Like you're, you're going to a destination, you don't know the destination. This is almost like. It, it's there's so much that it could be the day. It, it's so much thrown at you, and it just seems to get like to me in my head. Dan Jordan is like, eh, Eric Shea likes this. He likes this, or he has like a die. Like if I roll a six, I'm gonna put Containment Doomsday to a oh, six, and he just everything just thrown out there. Very odd. Uh, but yeah, the last one we're gonna talk about is Detective Comics, and it's James Tyne and uh, doing this, and Eddie Barrows on art. And this is another one of the ones that – I can't say it's a surprise because I was looking forward to it when the, the whole thing was announced. I said, oh, yeah. hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it is fun. It's not as fun as I actually thought it was going to be at the moment. Um, but I do like it. And basically the it's whole gist of – It's a bit of nonsense of, right now. Well, it's a lot but, of team building. But the whole thing is Batman has got uh, Batwoman, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, Cassandra Kane, and Clayface – 
to form a team because there's this threat, this big threat in Gotham. Again, it leads from the whole Batman doesn't want to have to do it all himself anymore. Right. He's going to reach out. And um, you get this crazy ass tail. Clayface, you throw that in. That is just there for the wow factor. Or the uh, And I agree. Uh, wow. That's another crazy ass cool. team you got right there. And uh, the rebirth was kind of them getting together. Uh, gathering the team. Which it, you'd expect from that issue. Yes. And it was very... Um, uh, not the rebirth, because this is another one that didn't have a rebirth issue. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. We keep saying that. God it was the, uh, the 9, 934, I guess it was. I don't yes. know. But yeah, the way that it went, that was, and it was very cinematic, the way they did it. Like, each person was doing their own thing. Batman and Kate Kane would show up, hey, you want to join the team? You had that, you had the crazy thing where Tim Drake got a letter. I don't want you to really join, I want you to lead. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, and you gather the team. They're going to do that. Um, the second issue, nine thirty six, uh, or is that nine thirty five? Yes, nine thirty five. You get more of kind of an individual interactions between the thing. You find out that Kate's dad knows, seems to know everything about Batman, and is against the Waynes and Kate's, Batman himself. Kate's dad is an oracle himself. Well, yeah, yeah. Really does not want. Kate to be involved with Batman, which is one of the big things of this whole series, is that Kate is finally seems to be accepted into the Bat family, uh, which I really like. But you also get them training. You get Tim dealing with Stephanie. We find out that Tim had a has a genius grant that he could go and do. But you know what I'm saying, just stuff like that. You get the yeah, we get we get a little bit of character development. Yes, yeah, that's what you're going to get. These you, characters are at this yes. point going forward. Cassandra, you just find out that she's nuts and goes around and then fights crime at night. By is, I like that though. I do too. And Clayface, where you got the idea he was going to be a joke, he is pretty much the sympathetic character of all these. He and is very the low key. Who, yes, and he's the guy who his his life was ruined. His life was destroyed. He actually just wants his life back. And he's such a goofy villain anyway. You know, when he's the punchline of a story, when it's the <laughs> reveal, I hate it. But him himself, I really do like. And I like this Clayface where he wants not, – not that he wants to be good. He just wants to be Basil Carlo again. And, and they he, even throw in a little thing where he might be able to be a little bit. That's the thing is I don't exactly like it like – I like the idea, though, that they have this restrainer on him. I don't even know if that's the right word, but I don't know, a but restrictor yeah. where it takes away his power so he is Basil Carlo, and they want to teach him to fight like yeah. that. Yeah. Going I like the, I'm saying, I like the idea of it. I don't know if I exactly like it right now. Yeah. I don't know if, that's the, if that makes sense. But because it's interesting, way, I tell you and that. And then in the whole thing, you have this villain colony that seems to be an army. You're led to believe that it's, it's Kate's Arkham dad. They look like Arkham Knights, and there's an army of them, and it ends. This actual 935 ends with Batman fighting 50 of them. And in the meantime, Kate can't let the team go out uh, you know they can't take it to the streets yet because batman doesn't think they're ready you get a whole thing like maybe kate does think so but not and whatever but it looks like it's setting up for them to take it to the streets and then i fully expect that clayface is going to be the freaking comedy relief and we'll go from there but i i, I do like it a lot i think that eddie barrow's art is great i think it's, that it's, it's weird though because you know right now we're holding off and putting them out into the field and doing their shit but it's not as much fun as I would have. I almost. Well, that's what first, I said. It's the first not, half of stripes. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. But that's also because it's it's not as goofy 
as it's I a, thought it's it was going to be. It's taking itself very seriously. It is, and a lot more seriously than I thought it would, but I still am enjoying it. Yeah, so and am I. I, gave, I give it a B plus. I may have even – I put that on the side. I would even maybe even go down to a B. It's been solid. I, I, I think I a B minus for myself. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. We'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah, that's our report card. Went longer than I thought it was going to be. Went a lot longer then than you we talk. All these people with their podcasts. I can't. We have a huge podcast, an hour and a half. Me and you get together to talk about something that was supposed to take a half hour. It's probably two hours. And Jesus that, Christ. Oh, 45 minutes in and out really easy. That's what I told you. What the hell are we doing? But, yeah, that's our thoughts on what has uh, come from Rebirth so now, far. And really, DC, DC, make sure you have your parents sign this and turn it back into that's us. That's right, that report card. But, really, the only reason we did this is because we had few books this week and we wanted to just add some things, a little padding. Uh, but we may continue it. We may not. We'll see how people think. But that would be it. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. too, baby. That's the clean oh, oh, there we go.